This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Signals from the Frontline, your every Monday and Friday video cast and live cast on Twitch as well as on YouTube. You can also catch us on iTunes. Please make sure to subscribe, like, rate, only if you rate us maximum. <laughs> That's all we want, just don't, the max. Don't waste your time if you're going to give us one star. I'm just kidding. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on Saturday, 10 a.m., because we can finally, literally right now, at this minute, at this point in time, Frankie and my vow of silence is finally over. It's been so long <laughs> that we have been having to, to keep our mouths shut um, and, and do what we had to do as a part of the deal that we had with uh, Games Workshop. So here we are. We can finally talk. It's, it's great to be able to talk about 8th edition because um, we know it really well at this point, And we're really happy to uh, share the information that we've accumulated with all of you so that uh, we can dispel some of the um, misconceptions that people have. Uh, a lot of people are uh, worried about things that we don't think that they should be. A lot of people think that things are going to suck that don't or that are too good that aren't. And we're here to share some of our experience to help uh, alleviate some of those concerns. And we really, I think that the most valuable thing that we have to offer uh, right now is like tactical advice, like the nuts and bolts of what we have found to be good yeah. Um, because yeah, obviously we played a shit ton. So let's uh, go ahead and jump in. And I know there's already a ton of people asking questions in the chat and we're going to try and answer those as quickly as we can. Uh, we do have a couple volunteers that were kind enough. They got a Google doc going and, uh, they'll post the link periodically and that will be minutes of questions asked and answered as we go through this. Uh, the format's going to be kind of loose because we knew that we were just gonna get blasted with questions. So we decided to kind of um, just kind of do things kind of organically. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna kind of go through things one step at a time. We'll go, through the, we'll go through how to play the game and we'll answer questions as we go. We'll go through each phase and share some information there. And then we'll go through the indexes and answer questions about factions. Cause I know that's what most of you probably want the most. Mm -hmm. uh, this probably is gonna take a little bit of time cause there's a lot of information to go over. And uh, we'll do our best to uh, answer everybody's questions. But again, um, uh, ask Lock Infinity, and I think it was Deathwatch08, uh, and they are keeping the Google Doc with the minutes, and that will make it a lot easier to follow what's going on. And then we'll post that the link to that doc in the notes on both YouTube and our blog post. If you're listening to this on iTunes, head on over to FrontlineGaming.org, and uh, you'll find on the blog post uh, the full list of the minutes. And of course... If you guys want to pre-order the 8th edition goodies, you can do so in our web cart. Uh, just go to frontlinegaming.org, click on the store button, and go to the pre-order section. Um, Nightbot in the chat on Twitch will be popping up, showing you guys um, how to pop in there and grab it. We do offer free shipping for orders over $99 in the continental United States. Um, hopefully you choose to buy from us, because that helps to keep the lights on. Yay. Uh, and if you don't, know our feelings, but uh, we would really appreciate it if you did. Okay, so 8th edition is awesome um it's not perfect it definitely has some issues 
But compared to kind of like the craziness that is 7th edition, um, I think it's like a, a dramatic, dramatic improvement. Uh, I loved it from the first moment I saw it. Like instantaneously, I was like, oh my gosh, if I could have written the rules of the game, like a ton of my, my personal ideas would be what was already there. Uh, really, really stoked. So I love 8th edition. I think I genuinely believe it's the best version of the game we've gotten yet. Um, I haven't been this excited to play since like like 5th edition, like mid 5th edition. 6th for me was kind of a disaster. 7th was really good and then it just got really bloated and crazy. And 8th really like streamlines things a lot, um, which I think is good. It's really approachable. And a lot of people I've noticed have said uh, they're worried that it's too simple. It's, it's not. Um, it's really simple to get going. There's only 12 pages of core rules, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, simplicity is, I mean, the, anything could be simple technically. If you're, if you're like a master at something, something could be simple to you, whereas somebody else is going to be very complex. Um, like Reese was saying, it's easy to jump into, which is great because now you can bring new people into the hobby. Uh, that's the key, right? You want new people to come in because unfortunately not all of us are going to be playing forever. So uh, you want new people to get involved, uh, new blood, you want events to grow, stuff like that. This is going to help out with that because of how easy it is to jump in and play a game. Um, but the complexity comes into list building, uh, actually playing the game, what models to take. And then there are cool little tricks you can do with the rules to where it turns it into something that's simple into like a masterful like art. So yeah. I think eighth is going to be great. Um, I love um, just how they streamlined it. They took out, shoot, I mean, they took out so many things that were complex and just made it very simple, which is excellent, excellent. Like, there were so many things in there that didn't need to be as complex as they were, like vehicle tables and vehicle, yeah. like talking about transports had like 10, 15 pages in the last rule book. And now it's a paragraph. Now it's a paragraph. Yeah. Like, they just made it so much easier and so much more user-friendly that it's going to be great. Like we said, it's not perfect. Uh, nothing's perfect, um, but I agree with Reese. This is the best edition that we've gotten so far. Yeah, so. and then to be like, just you know, to shoot to shoot them straight because that's what people expect from us. Yeah, like you are not super hot on it at first, but then in time, as you played it more and more, you really started to come around. You like really started to enjoy the game. Yeah, um, it is a big, big change. Mm -hmm. It's a different game from seventh, and I think for some of you out there that are maybe feeling apprehensive. Play like 10 games before you, you draw, before you come to any conclusions because it is a different game. And it takes time to like deprogram yourself. Like Frankie, you went through this process where you're like comparing it to seventh, but those comparisons don't hold water because it's literally a different game. It'd be like saying, well, in third edition, I really liked Blood Angels Rhino Rush, so I think Blood Angels are bad now. It's like pointless. It's a pointless comparison. Um, you really have to like try to like forget seventh and come at this fresh and if you do that you'll see really the genius of it because like you said it's going to be easy to get new people into the game and right now trying to get a new player into seventh edition is like insane it's so difficult yeah um, now it's it's this is going to be better for the future of the game and the complexity of the game appears in the war, uh, data scrolls or the data sheets uh, they give you all the like unique special rules and the the really the magic is in finding the combos to layer the buffs um, and, and finding those combos within units. That's where the skill of the game uh, really shows itself. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where you really get the depth, just like Age of Sigmar. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, like uh, Stir Crazy is bringing up one issue that a lot of people are going to bring up. Uh, yeah, he just purchased an entire battle company. And yep. yes. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, very unfortunate that like yep. uh, that things have changed so drastically. But I think overall it's a better change. And yep. um, I think you'll be happier with it. Yeah. So. I mean, it, like we knew that like instantaneously. There's when we're, We'll talk about all of them. Like um, people who have Riptide Wing with like two, like people have like three, six Riptides. You don't use that many in uh, 8th edition. So there's a lot of people, or like demon summoning. Frankie has 300 demons, mm -hmm. something like that, and he got it for demon summoning. That's all gone. And does that suck for the person who bought, built, and painted those models? Yeah, it does. But is it better for the game? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, you've heard us say over and over again, like, the game's so much quicker now. Like, the game is like uh, 30 to 60 minutes. I'm sorry, 60 to 90 minutes, and uh, that's the truth. Our games, I, we, our games are like super fast. Now, you and I play quicker than most people do because we've been playing each other for forever, and we, we're very familiar with it, and we, we're tournament players, so we play quickly. But even a slow poke is going to finish a game in, in two and a half hours, right? So going to events is going to be easier. Playing the game is going to be easier. Like if you're a casual guy that only plays a couple times a month, and the amount of time it took you to play one game of seventh, you could uh, play like one and a half games of eighth, right? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's better. It's more, the game is just more fun, right? You don't have all this crazy stuff. Um, you know, invincible units, that's all gone now. Like you don't get that anymore. And that, that I think is just going to be more enjoyable for more people. But uh, I know a lot of you guys are, are going crazy asking a million questions. So why don't we jump in? Oh, was there anything else you wanted to add, buddy? Uh, no. Are we going to answer questions or are we just going to... Do you want to answer a couple or do you want to go ahead and uh, jump in? Because we were going to go through how to play the game. Uh, but it, you know, okay. we can answer a couple of questions. Uh, let's see. Long and learning. I'm not, I'm going to get half these wrong. I love the new Marines. I'm assuming he's referring to Primaris Marines. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have a problem. Should I put them in Space Wolves Army, 5th uh, Ed Army, 5,000 points, no, no clue how many points they are in 7th, or start a new chapter? I don't know. That's a good question. Like... I love the Primaris Marines. I know oh, we, we were accused of being sellouts and all this silly, stupid stuff. That's not the case. I have literally hundreds of painted Space Marines. Mm -hmm. Going back to second edition, I still have the first models I ever bought. I still use them. They look goofy. The second, edi the second edition metal models don't look good anymore. A lot of them don't. But can I use them? Yeah. Right? And the Primaris Marines look badass. If you put them next to a normal Marine, like 20, 25% bigger, they yeah. just look way cooler. Does that make me mad? Do I feel like all my investment in my other models is gone? No. I can still, I have rogue trader models. I can still use them, right? Like your, your investment's not invalidated. Now, if you want to start a new army or not, that's up to you. Um, I think it looks a little goofy when they're mixed, personally. When you've got some big ones and some small ones, I, I don't like aesthetically the way that looks. That doesn't mean it's the right or wrong choice. Um, it's really up to you. Like, I think I'll start a new Space Marine army. I've always wanted to do Iron Hands. So maybe I'll do an Iron Hands army with all Primaris Marines and Dreadnoughts, but um, we'll see. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, I think uh, personally, I think I would start a brand new chapter, uh, but that's just because I don't like having different size guys in my army. Like I've had, what, the third edition uh, Plague Marines, and then I've had the Forge World Plague Marines, and then the GW Plague Marines. They're all like different heights and stuff, so I usually try to paint them a little different so they can be like their own thing. Um, and I mean, the new Primaris Marines look amazing, so. Yeah. I would definitely do that. You want to hand me that? Um, RVD something. Why do you guys have the most confusing screen names? Six castline robots roll 108 dice. 
that takes six minutes complete the shots without splitting fire but did you time how long it takes to roll 108 dice? i can roll 108 dice faster than uh six minutes although i understand what you're saying Uh, you're picking out you're picking out like one unit that um does roll an extremely large amount of dice uh that's not the way the game is in general the reason the game is so much faster is you do a pretty much all your movement in one phase um you're not moving warp spiders 10 times um, when you take saves, it goes. It tends to go a lot faster. Things die quicker. Um, the the game is like so much faster than seventh edition that it's like hard to really quantify it. Once you play, you'll see it. But I mean, this is where we were at in seventh ed. We were doing three hour and fifteen minute rounds in tournaments, and we still had like a forty percent non completion rate. People still weren't finishing the game with three hour and fifteen minute rounds. That's absurd. In our games in 8th edition, we're literally finishing in, in an hour and a half. Now, that's people that have been playing a lot um, and playing quickly. But even in a tournament setting, you're going to be able to shave 45 minutes to an hour off the rounds. Um, or you could, play the, you could play two hour and 45 minute rounds and then just really have a leisurely game. Um, yeah, the game is so much faster. The psychic phase alone goes infinitely faster. And it's so much better than it was. You know, you're not pl- rolling 80 million dice. Um, you know, your, your mileage may vary, but in our experience, um, having played every army in the game multiple times, uh, it's vastly quicker. Yeah. So, uh, he's talking about, they have some tricks that you can use, but, uh, yeah. Cause I mean, each one has nine shots. You can shoot twice. It's 18 shots times six. six. Yeah. It's one away. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that doesn't, take, that doesn't, it doesn't take six minutes. Maybe the way you roll, you roll really yeah. Also, when, when I was playing with Castellan robots, I actually wasn't using the shooting ones. So yeah, well, I you know, we're talking combat, about it. Why don't so. you share your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I went close combat because they hit like a truck. Yeah, and uh, they're really good uh, backfield unit, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't use them for shooting personally, but I mean that that is a lot of shots. They probably do some damage. Um, yeah, I used them for close combat, and then I used uh, uh, what is it? The other robots as shooting. Um, kind of frogs. Yeah, Colt Mechan- Adeptus Mechanicus. Now they're all, it's all one faction now. Yeah. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus is awesome. They're really good. They're really fun to play. Um, yeah, they're great. Uh, like, they're a super duper fun army. Uh, Varag, uh, since vehicles, vehicles, monsters, etc., without fly, can't end a move uh, on the second floor of ruins. Uh, and again, there's, remember, there's different ways to play the game. The um, terrain rules are actually in the advanced play section. So I'm assuming we're talking about match play. Uh, we're assuming that you're using the terrain rules, which I think you should, because the game is meant to use them. Um, there are different ways to measure uh, distance for unit coherency. Um, you can measure, what is it, six inches up, or it's nine inches up or something like that? He's not asking about uh, unit coherency. No, it's if you go to Wobbly Model Syndrome in the rulebook, it tells you how to resolve that issue. Um, but let's let's go ahead and go through this, because otherwise we're going to be all over the damn place. Okay. Um, uh, one... Midgard Swarm. How long is the stream running? We don't have a time limit on this. Um, we have a feeling it's probably going to be several hours uh, to get through everything because we're going to be asking 80 million questions um, for sure. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, data sheets. This is the new way that they present unit information. Um, they're really straightforward. If those of you who've played Age of Sigmar, it's pretty much the exact same thing. Um, you want to look at, uh, if you look in the rule book, it gives you kind of like a, a, a blow by blow. But some of the big changes, uh, weapon skill, ballistic skill are now, uh, uh, they just tell you what you roll to hit. 
It's not subtract from seven and all this silly nonsense. Um, some of the other stuff are the same. Movement, there's different move characteristics that you guys have all seen. You have strength, toughness, same thing. Although the way that they interact has been simplified, it's um, uh, much more streamlined, uh, the interaction between strength and toughness. Wounds, you'll notice characters have all got more wounds. That's because they cannot join units anymore. That's a big, huge change. Change, that's the death of the Death Star as we know it. Um, that was my favorite change to the game, personally, uh, as all of you know. Uh, attacks, same way. Leadership, now it's, it is now different. Uh, leadership is for uh, morale. Morale, you add up all the casualties you've taken throughout the entire turn. And then in the morale phase, you roll a d6, add your casualties to it. The amount that that goes over your leadership with modifiers is how many models you remove from your unit. That's the way that works now. Um, big change, big change. And like Frankie was saying, in, in simplifying the game, that radically simplifies the game. There's no more rules for falling back. What happens when you get charged when you're falling back? What if you can't complete your full fallback move? Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff was so convoluted and confusing. How many arguments did we have about like tank shocking people to death? Like that was so silly and that's all gone. Now you just pull models so much faster, so much faster. It's oh, it's so much better. Um, a couple of things you want to make sure to note if a model is unique, if a unit is unique or not, meaning you can only take one, um, what its battlefield role is, like HQ. Um, there's now the flyer is a, a battlefield role now, uh, Lord of War, etc. cetera. Uh, and then when you can see their ability section, that's what gives you all your special roles. Yeah. That's, that's where the, that's where like the majority of the book, the rules of the book that are no longer in the book there, that's where they are now is they're on the, the data sheets. Um, and then you're going to see like options, uh, the weapons that they come with, the weapons that they can purchase. And then this is something that we knew was going to cause some controversy. When you're building your list, um, you write down the, the points cost of the models and then the points cost of their gear. It is a pain in the ass. It is what it is. Um, it's not radically different than the way we've done things. Before, you know, before you'd, add, you'd have a cost for the base unit with their base gear and then you would go add in points for the other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's really not that much different. You have to flip back and forth between the pages. Um, it is kind of a pain in the butt. We're going to release a spreadsheet that we use to write our own lists. And I'm sure there'll be an app eventually that someone makes and that'll make it a lot easier. Uh, it's very similar to Age of Sigma if anybody's played that. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a pain in the butt, but the reason is in case they want to change points in the future, they have an opportunity and it'll make it a lot easier. So. Yep. Uh, and then you've got uh, your, your keywords. Now, these are really important. Your faction keywords are really big, right? They give you not only like special rules like fly, the fly keyword lets you move over intervening models and terrain. It lets you leave combat and still shoot. Um, those are kind of like they sneak in some universal special rules in there. Mm -hmm. But also in matched play, this is really important. In matched play, a detachment has to have all the same keyword, right? Every model in it has to have the same keyword. So you can't take a detachment that's got like Eldar and Chaos or Eldar and Tau or any, you can't do that, right? Like at all, every detachment has to be the same keyword. So that is pretty big, mm -hmm. right? Um, it really, really changes things. And if you're playing with a Battleforged army, uh, which is in the match player rules, your whole army has to have the same keyword too. So what that means is things like Come the Apocalypse Allies are, are gone. Um, that's no longer a part of the game. Yeah, no more Nids and Eldar. And Eldar. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty vindicating because I always hated it. I always did not like Come the Apocalypse Allies. Per just personal opinion. 
Uh, some people liked it, but yeah, that was never really the intent. That's intended for like narrative play and, and open play. So yeah. I think now we can see like mash play. No, it was not intended to have crazy. Yeah, like you said, like nids and Eldar or comboed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal, right? Uh, that's a really big deal for those of you out, that were out there asking. Now, gloating aside, those of you who have armies that you modeled them all up and it was come the apocalypse, I do feel bad for you. That does suck. Uh, you can still play it and open in narrative play, but you can't do it in match play anymore. There is one sec- exception to that rule, which I think is really cool. Gene um, uh, Sealer Colts can take a detachment of Astra Militarum, but not loot. But they, it doesn't. It, it, they still function correctly. Mm-hmm. That's really cool because um, we always thought Gene Sealer Colts should be able to ally with. Yeah, uh, the clincher uh, is asking, "What about ultramarines? So they can't join other chapters?" Um, no, they all have the same imperial keywords, so you can join them together. Yeah. So as long as you share one keyword, you're good to go. Well, it's because it's not really just one keyword; it's the faction keyword is the same. You yeah. like you can't have the fly keyword. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Good. Good. Good point. Well, all my guys are vehicles. All my guys are vehicles. Yes. Yeah. Fair point. As long as you have one faction keyword. Yeah. Uh, now, like, for those of you who play Age of Sigmar, um, you'll, you'll see a pattern there that as you have more specific keywords that kind of come down the tree to become more and more specific, like I'm not just Order, I'm Seraphon or whatever. Like, you'll start, there, there's, there, they structure it in Age of Sigmar in a way that you gain certain benefits for having more specific keywords. And in the, in the indexes, you'll start to see that, like, um, uh, Astro Militarum, Catachans, like Strachan only affects Catachan keyword models. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I, you know, you guys could probably guess what that means for the future with Codex releases. Uh, we can't talk about that yet, but um, they're already laying the groundwork for that, right? Like, there's, there's, there's more specific sub factions. Uh, for now, in the indexes, though, as long as you have the Imperial keyword, for example, you could have a detachment that's got anything from the Imperium in it. Yeah, and Mal- or Mad Cow Crazy is like voicing a, his opinion, saying that it seems like it would be unfair to be able to take like an HQ and Elite and all this stuff. Yeah, but uh, a lot of those like auras and buffs from the army itself Don't only work, work yeah. on like, like Reese was saying, like Catachins, like they only work on Catachins. So yeah, you could take an HQ from Grey Knights and pair it up with Space Springs, but they're not going to be able to do anything for yeah. each other. And that's one of the um, best things about 8th edition. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Is like, for example, um, Robu Giamen, uh, he's a good example because his insanely powerful reroll hits and wounds buff only works on Ultramarines. But he also has another buff that lets all Imperial units reroll once to hit. So Giamen is ridiculously powerful. He is very good. He's ridiculously good. And then like another one is Commissar Yarek. He has a bo- an aura that works on, I think, all Imperial. I think it's all Astra Militarum. Yeah. Uh, units can reroll once to hit. Let's check, actually. That's uh, good. Yeah. Good to know because uh, 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 Yar- Old Man Yarrick is an absolute badass. And I think he affects all Imperial units. Nope. Um, let me see. You mean reroll hit rolls of one for Astro It's Astro Militarum. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Kina is asking when a unit says, or a model says that it has to purchase a weapon and then you can replace it for something else, do you have to purchase the original weapon? No. Uh, no, you just buy the replacement. So the, so the way we do it on our spreadsheets is that you put the unit, right? Like in one column, we have the unit. Um, it's like Dark Eldar Warriors. I, how many? They're like nine points? Uh, yeah, I believe I can't they're remember. like nine. We'll just, I can't remember. We'll just say they're nine points. And then we put how many of them? Ten. Ninety points. 
And then in the next row, uh, next column, here's their war gear. Okay, I've got uh, eight splinter rifles. Those are free. Okay. Uh, then I've got um, one Dark Lance. That costs 20 points. Uh, and then I've got one uh, Blaster. That costs 15. I'm making shit up here. Um, and then all together, the unit's 95 points. Yeah, so basically they have their points. And then if you keep that weapon, that's how many points you pay. If you replace it with something else, that's the new points that you pay. So yeah, yeah so like the Disintegrator is 30 points. So if you buy the Disintegrator, it's 30 points. Or you can have the Dark Lance for 20 points. Yeah. Um, it is a little bit confusing because it says replace in there, but yeah. basically you're just replacing what weapon they have and then paying that amount of points. So Yeah, and, and we're really hoping and, and waiting for a good uh, Army Builder app because it is a pain in the ass to write your list. Yeah. Like I said, we'll release the spreadsheet we use for free. Uh, it's nothing fancy. I'm not a spreadsheet wizard, but I, that's what we do. And it helps because uh, bookkeeping for your list can be um, tedious. Once you, get, once you write a list a couple times, it's not that bad. But there is that moment where you're like, oh, God. Um, but the, the pages that they give you in the indexes, if you photocopy those, they're really good. Um, but we, we like to use spreadsheets because it does the math for you and you're not going to make a goof. Yeah. Um, uh, Mako so, 1971, so I have to pay for the twin link bolters on my bikes. Yes, Yes, sir. You yes, you do. for all that stuff. You pay for literally every piece of equipment, although the majority of, of it are, are zero points. Yep. So stuff that you automatically get is usually zero points. Uh, weapons that are unique to the unit that has it are usually zero points. Like, for example, if you have, like, a tank, and the tank's the only thing in the game, it has super gun, right? They'll just include that in the cost of the base unit. Um, it is, it is kind of confusing. Don't get hung up on trying to compare the points across codexes too much. It won't really hold water. Uh, and in some instances, like, Ash Militarum pay less for their weapons than Space Marines do, which is fair, right? Yeah. Their ballistic skill is not as good, and they're easier to kill. Right. So, yeah, they sh it should be cheaper. Right. The platform's inferior. So the weapon is cheaper. Um, but that, the, the reason that they do this this way and in the long run, it's going to be for the better. I know right now it's a big change. It's confusing and people are, are belly aching about it kind of fairly. Um, it, it, just think how many times you've complained about something being under or overpriced or, or this is too good or that's not. What they did is they broke it up. So it's very granular. And in the future, they can go okay, the unit's fine, but their gun is too good, so we're going to make the gun more expensive. Yeah. Or this one special weapon that they get, we, we missed, we missed the, the boat and it's too cheap, uh, we're going to make it five points more, or it's going to be five points less. So as, as we go into the future, it'll make it so much easier to fine-tune the system. Yeah, and uh, Mako is saying that that's not very fun, that I have to pay points for my twinling bolter. The reason that a lot of these uh, pieces of war gear will have, uh, or weapons will have prices, is for other units. Yeah. So basically like maybe the uh, Ironclad Dreadnought has its twin link bolter or whatever, and we wanted to change that points a little bit, they would tweak the gun, and then you would go back to the bike and actually lower his points. Yeah. So there is a lot of, it's like a fine art, like actually like getting everything to work well together. Um, and that would be like the reasoning for these yeah. changes. It's really not dumb. It's different. Yeah. Like Frankie said, like weapons that are unique to one unit, there's zero points, right? But like a gun that can be taken, like a twin link bolter can be taken by like a ton of stuff. Like almost every tank can take like a storm bolter or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of units that can take it. So they had to break that off and have its own points cost because mm -hmm. it's lots of different models can take it. It's just different. You just, like I know like we all had the same reaction at first. It's just different. But as soon as there's an app for list building and you're just point and clicking stuff, you're not even gonna notice it anymore. 
And when they're fine-tuning points based on that level of detail, you're going to be really thankful for the system. Yeah. Right now, it's different, and it takes some adjustment, but two, three years down the road, you're going to be very thankful for this system that's uh, modular, that is allowing us to fine-tune it to that degree of specificity. I, I think it was the right choice. I just think it's like cold water in the face to people who aren't used to it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so uh, someone asked about reserve points. Um, uh, we'll cover that because that's a big, big change. So uh, there's no reserves anymore, right? Unless a unit on their data sheet specifically says that they can, and they'll tell you how they come onto the table, or um, there maybe there could be like a special rule that allows you to do it. But for now, uh, in match play, there's no reserves. Um, you can't just put a unit in reserves. So this is a big, big change. Like flyers start on the table now. That's a big change. Yep. Like your, your DACA jet is, you deploy it along with everything else. Um, now units that can go in reserves, it tells you on their data sheet how to do it. You cannot put more than half of your units in the reserve. That means if you have, uh, you, if you had nine units, you could put four in reserve total, mm-hmm. right? Because half your half or more of your army must start on the table. Um, right out the gates, when you guys are playing the game, you're going to notice that uh, outflanking and deep striking, which they now have different words. Uh, every unit kind of has its own version flavor of it. Mm-hmm. But typically speaking, you either appear anywhere on the table more than nine inches away, or you come off a table edge more than nine inches away from your opponent. Typically speaking, that's the way it works. Um, you're going to find right away that that's really powerful because you don't scatter, and you usually you choose the turn they commit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as soon as you guys play a couple games, you'll come up with a counter, the counter tactics, and we'll talk about some of those. Yeah, they took out a lot of the randomness, so there's no more scatter die, there's no more random table edge you come out, there's no more random turn that you come in. Like It's all dictated by you as the player, which is great. Um, it makes it to where you're like, oh, I didn't scatter 12 inches away, and now I have no chance of doing anything to your vehicle. I go right here, and I can actually hurt you, just like I was planning. Yeah, <laughs> and one of the combos that a lot of you guys have already seen, and this will give kind of an example of the how much the lethality of 8th edition is like cranked up to 11. Yeah. Um, chaos, perfect example, right? Most of you have seen the Chaos Psychic Power Warp Time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, try this. Put, put this on. Try this on for size. One of the combos that we've been doing is you drop down uh, a Sorcerer and Terminator armor who can deep strike or put him on a bike and he just drives forward. Then you deep strike 10 Chaos Terminators. Yes, I'm actually talking about using Chaos Terminators. And they're good. And you give each one of them like a combi flamer, right? Uh, and like a power axe or a lightning claw or something like that. So then they drop down, the Chaos Sorcerer casts warp time on them. They move again, they move five inches. Terminator's a little bit slower, which I think is very cool. Um, they move forward. Now they're in range, they're four inches away from, uh, let's say there's a screening unit, which by the way, screening units are really important in this edition of the game. They could hit the, the screening unit with 10d6 auto hit flamers, probably kill all of them. And then they can charge another unit after that. And then now, let's say they all have power axes. They swing first because they charge, and then they knock your D in the dirt. It's amazing. Like, they're, they're, the game plays so much differently now than what you're used to. Um, it's amazing. And there's lots of things like that in the game. Yeah, yeah. First turn charges are definitely a thing. So be ready for that. Uh, Crowley has been asking this question for a long time now. Uh, Astro Militarum tanks, armies, are they good? Yes, they are. Um, Freaky, why don't you talk about how much you love my chimeras with two heavy flamers and a storm bolter? Yeah, they're pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> Freaky but, uh, hates. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, like this is an honest opinion. I think 
overall, like all the codexes are really good. There are some outliers where you're like, oh, that's unfortunate. But overall, the, uh, the indexes that you're getting are amazing, really good. Yeah, and uh, we might as well talk about um, uh, some of the, the tanks now. People are asking a lot of questions. Uh, so tanks are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, they're a lot harder to kill. Like a lot of people are upset because, uh, hey, your rhino's not free anymore. Well, they never should have been, honestly. That was one of the reasons why 7th edition got so crazy. When one guy has a you know 2,500-point army, the other guy's got 1,850. Um, they're more expensive because they're, they're way harder to kill now, typically speaking. Right, like a rhino has 10 wounds, T7 is a three up save. Uh, a single last cannon, it's literally impossible to one shot you. Um, what we find is that the vehicles, uh, because the damage dice is so random, that sometimes like a devastator squad shoots you and just nukes you and you're dead. Sometimes you last the whole game, taking last cannons to the face the entire time. So vehicles are really tough. And you don't need, typically, you don't need as many of them as you did. Like yeah. rhinos, for example. With certain exceptions, you're probably going to take one, maybe two. If you just got done painting your 10th free Rhino for your battle company, that really sucks. I have 12. I have more than that. I have 14, 15 Rhinos. I have a bunch as well. Yeah. But it's just like the game is always an evolution. And you're paying more points because they're better. Right? Like that. that's the key that I think you need to... to they serve um, a different function than they have before. Like they... They're completely different. Like, your vehicles can charge now. So, uh, oh, yeah, these guys have 10 flamers that are about to overwatch you. I think I'll charge them with my rhino first, block the attack, and then your other guys charge in. Like, yeah, and they, that's they, the, they serve a much different role. So That's one of the, the main tactics with vehicles, too. As, like, a rhino, for example, like, oftentimes what you do is you put, like, a shooting or assault unit in it. You bum rush up the table. Uh, everything runs now or advances. It's a D6 for almost everybody. So your rhino goes, I think, 12 plus D6, 10 plus D6, something like that. And then he sits there, you shoot him, he doesn't die. The unit inside gets out, charges or shoots, whatever they can do. And then the rhino goes, meet me, uh, Devastator Squad, I choose you. And you just keep charging it over and over. And then the Devastator Squad can't shoot. And they're like, God damn you, rhino. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why screening units are so important. Um, you, you really have to take them. And charging uh, vehicles takes... A little bit of getting used to. It's a lot of different. Let's, let's be real. It's silly. It is. It's silly. The first time we played, I was like, wait, what? My rhino can charge you? But then, because the tank shock is gone. So what What were they going to do? They're trying to streamline it. Um, that one is the, that one was the hardest for me to get used to. Yeah. was charging vehicles. But now that we've played so long, it's just like, yeah, I'm just used to it. It's just one of the things. Yeah. Um, Traxler is saying if my models can shoot all of their weapons, can a Pathfinder shoot lasers with its feet and shoot its rail rifle as well? Uh, there are some weapons that say this is the only weapon you can shoot, uh, a lot like pistols. Pistols yeah. say this is the only weapon. You can't shoot any others if you shoot your pistols. So. You, you can, you, but you can shoot multiple pistols. Yes. So the gunfighter rule is still in effect, and one thing we've been doing, which is a lot of fun, um, not the best, but it's really fun, is uh, taking Vanguard veterans with double plasma pistols and uh, running around shooting people because you can shoot both pistols and you can shoot pistols in combat. Yeah. Although it's not as good as it sounds because it doesn't kick in until the second round of combat. Well, the third round of combat, actually. Because um, yeah. you have to go through your turn, their turn, and then your turn again. And then you can shoot. But uh, with jump packs, you have the fly keywords. The vanguards can jump out of combat and still shoot. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, pretty cool. But yeah, like Frankie was saying, some, you, some weapons um, prohibit you from shooting any other weapons like grenades. If you fire a grenade, you can't shoot any other weapons. Yep. Now, if you don't have a restriction like that, in the example you give, could you shoot uh, two guns? Yeah, like yep. crisis suits shoot three. Yes. It's bad. <laughs> crisis suits are really good, by the way. 
Uh, Frontline Gaming TV, Mr. Curdle says, any ideas what the purpose of homing beacons is since scatter for deep strike is gone? I think you forgot that word. Uh, are homing beacons even still in the game? I believe so. I don't remember exactly what they do. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to check. Um, we'll, we'll look that up as we go. But um, I, I, don't, I didn't even think homing beacons were still in it. But I don't remember every single rule off the top of my head. Um, where are the homing beacons in there? We'll look it up. I would assume under Terminators? Uh, Mad Cow Crazy wonders why sisters pay 22 points for a strength 6 eviscerator and Space Marines pay 22 points for don't, a strength 8. Don't you compare, can't compare them across, across uh, indexes. Um, each one was pointed specifically for its index. Yeah. So weapons will be different prices in different books. Yeah, like it works. Power claw is 25 points and a power fist is less. Why? There's no reason. Um, yeah. And you but have I to mean, understand too, like these are only the indexes. Codex, the GW's already told you the codexes are on the way. Yeah. So I would anticipate things changing from now till then, yeah. right? Uh, let me see, we had another one. Grunts1, any advice on Skatari? Well, Frankie, um, you played them more than I did. Yeah. Uh, they're really good and they're really fun. And yes, Castellan robots will punch your face off. Yeah, so they combined uh, Skatari and Colt Mechanicus pretty much. Um, I mean, you can still take an entire Skatari army and an entire Colt Mechanicus. They still have their own but, keyword, but they're, um, both, they're adeptus. They are pretty much the yeah. same. Uh, Ballastari are the business. Yes. Definitely take Ballastari. The shooting version and the close combat version are both amazing. The close combat is called the, the Sidonian Dragoons. Yes, yes. They're so good. They are so good. And then Electro Priests. Yes, they're good. really good. <laughs> He's like Captain EO. Beasts, He's like dude. Captain EO. He's like, whoop, yeah. <laughs> Electro Priests are monsters. They do mortal um, wounds, man. But overall, like every unit that we tried for them was really good. Yeah. I, I really liked Skatari and Colt Mechanicus. They're excellent. Yeah. Uh, Crawl is a Beast. beast so good his pistol shoots like a bane blades cannon yeah he's a monster <laughs> dude so yeah uh, skatari and admech are extremely good definitely yeah be excited about them uh the the castellan robots are excellent yeah uh, the, there's really nothing bad yeah, they're, like they're when really we were good. testing everyone was kind of like any input not really yeah. <laughs> they're awesome dune crawlers are excellent yeah, too dune crawlers are good. they don't suffer from only being able to shoot flyers anymore they're really oh, good gunboats so I'm sorry, were you done? Yeah, you done. Uh, Midgard's son said, is flying is confusing. No, flying is so... And you, he means flyers. Flyers are so simple now. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. So if you have the supersonic special rule, which is like a true flyer, right? Like that's like what we used to consider to be a flyer. Uh, they have minimum and maximum move. They can turn before they move and they're minus one to hit. That's it. That's all it is. Uh, so if you shoot a pistol at them or whatever, uh, if you normally hit on a three, now you hit on a four. Um, uh, and they can only be charged by things that have the fly keyword, which is pretty fun. So yes, assault marines or storm boys can fly <laughs> up in the air and yeah. punch a jet. I like it. Some people probably won't, but I think it's fun. Uh, and supersonic units, if I remember correctly, they can't charge. Ever. Correct. Yep. Okay, um, correct. And then there's some units that can drop into like drop into hover mode, so to speak. But when they do that, they don't. There's no rules for like skimmers or fast skimmers anymore. They just they don't they lose supersonic, and then they have a different move characteristic. Um, and the other cool thing with flyers, what made it so much simpler is just like everything in the game, you can fire from any point of the model. Like that also takes some getting used to when, when you shooting behind you. Yeah. Right. Like when a tank is shooting you from the tip of his back tread and he's shooting all of his guns at you from behind a wall. That's a little weird. I'll be real. That's a little strange, but it simplifies the game. a lot. Yes. It's um, so much easier. Another big thing about vehicles too. Um, and then a lot of people will not even, they'll blow past this cause it's just not what they're used to. It's like a, if you have like sponsors on either side of a Lehman Russ, 
the one on the right can shoot something on the left and vice versa. Like you can shoot through yourself. You can so shoot to speak. all your weapons. Just like a monstrous creature, how the monstrous creature's <laughs> always been better than the vehicle because I can shoot wherever I want because I don't care. And you're like, okay, my vehicle can't actually shoot through itself, which is unfortunate. They simplified it. Basically, their justification is the vehicle turns, shoots all of its weapons, turns back or whatever. Yep. There you go. Easy. <laughs> so then let's jump into the movement phase. And uh, if you guys don't mind, if you want to keep your questions kind of to the movement phase, and then we'll, we'll just jam through these as we go. So uh, the first phase of the game after you choose your armies. Oh, again, in match play, three detachment limit three detachment limit and then in almost every list we write you take all three detachments because mm -hmm. they unlock command points command points are awesome uh we get the, the basic three in the main book um you can ignore morale uh you can interrupt the fight sequence which is awesome we'll go more into that in the fight phase and you can reroll any single dice that's the, the most fun one um you use it all the time i absolutely love command points i think they're the i think they're my favorite thing in eighth edition what about you yeah command points are amazing i mean uh just re-rolling a dice is amazing you're like oh no my melt a gun missed oh i can reroll that yeah yes it's just it, just, it makes the game so much more fun so like good. the curse of the melt a gun isn't so bad anymore yeah i mean but it, it, in our games though like the reroll we almost always yeah, it fail. always fails <laughs> but at least you have the chance to actually yeah. mitigate it. uh but yeah it's it's the it's the thing with any dice game like if the, if you only roll one dice you have that chance of just epic failure and you're like dang it the command points mitigate that and then there's also like you ignore morale and stuff like that so Command points are amazing. Yeah, I love them. I yeah. love them. And um, yeah, and like right now we've just got the tip of the iceberg with command points. So really fun stuff. Here you go. Uh, Brother Captain Morgan is saying, uh, do we want to touch on moving through walls uh, oh. since it's changed? It, yes. I actually really like it. I like the way they did it in this edition. And we're in the movement phase. So that's a good question. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, okay, if you're playing match play, which most people do, right? And you're using the advanced rules, which most people will. Uh, the terrain rules are very specific about what can, how units interact with them. For the most part, cover, for, first of all, cover in the game is just plus one to your save, period. Easy, simple, no big deal. Uh, most things only give cover saves to infantry unless the terrain feature actually blocks 50%, um, I think. It depends on the unit, but it's usually 50% of the model has to be blocked by the terrain piece to actually get cover. So like, there's no more monster creature tone cover, it's gone, right? Unless they're behind a wall that covers half of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of your um, uh, terrain uh, data sheets will tell you that. Let me pull that up. Um, yeah, and it's different for uh, vehicles and stuff like that. So um. Yeah, it's 50%. So infantry, infantry get towing cover, so to speak, in woods and ruins, um, in, I think, craters too. They'll tell you, and like some of them actually slow you down when you charge. So it's use, we recommend using the terrain rules. The game was meant to, to use them, and they're actually quite fun, like barricades. Infantry that are within one inch of it, um, and it's in between them and the unit shooting at them, they get cover. Um, everything else, it's like you have to be 50% for monstrous creatures or cavalry or bikes or, or whatever. Um, but ruins is the big one. Ruins, ruins is the big one. And I actually really enjoy this uh, rules interaction. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So a ruin, um, you can only Kool-Aid man through the walls. And what we mean when we say that is you can only like abstractly move through a wall of a ruin if you're infantry. And then the rules are like, yeah, they're like crawling through the windows, they're kicking in doors, etc. Other units have to actually go around it. It's a big change. And it makes infantry, it gives infantry a big advantage and it makes tanks and monstrous creatures and such, um, uh, or bikes if they don't also have the infantry keyword, they have to like go around it. And it really changes the game a lot. 
Yeah, it definitely does. But the good thing is all those units that have to go around move way faster than they ever have before. So it's not that big of a deal. They just drive around it or you just avoid the walls. You don't actually go up to them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it does take a little bit of getting used to, but it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, and now you don't get immobilized. Yeah, yeah, that's gone. Oh my gosh, that's so good. No more immobilized. So good. You don't, your adamantium super tank that can like destroy cities doesn't throw a track going over a hedge. Yeah. I hated that. And you don't slow down. You don't roll difficult terrain. You just move. Uh, it's so much faster. It's, it's way better, in my opinion. The only time it does slow you down is sometimes you get minus two inches when you charge. Yeah. For certain specific things. And then um, there's like... Uh, yeah, and then you have your advanced or charge rules over obstacles like tank traps for certain units, like tanks, like vehicles. Uh, but like you said, like everything's faster. Like even a Lehman Rust goes 10 inches. Yeah. Now. Like their speed, they're like, they're quick little bastards. Uh, Actinium is asking how, how often you actually use command points. Well, All you can use each command point once per phase. So basically in the shooting phase, you can use one reroll. Yeah. And the movement phase, you can use a reroll. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the morale, so. And any of the other stratagems out there. So. And that's only in match play. Yes. Uh, match play has, like, rules to limit. Like, they also have the rules on psychic powers, which we'll get to when we get there. Um, so, movement phase, anything more to add? Um, uh, you advance in the movement phase. You run in the movement phase, which is the way most of us did it anyway. But now it's just a part of the rules. It, it speeds the game up so much. It's like, oh, I moved 30 org boys, and now I ran them, and I move them again. It's like, ugh. Now you just do it all at once. Way easier. Way, way easier. Uh, Vorag is asking, this uh, goes into the movement, uh, since vehicles and monsters can't end on top of a floor of a ruin, does that mean they cannot charge up ruins? Uh, it is possible is. in some instances. Um, like there was a time when we were playing and I had a unit, or you had a unit on top of a tower and um, I had a trigon. He was like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get yeah. him. Since they can't go up, on the or end moves on top of levels, unfortunately. It, it is possible, but um, um, there's different ways to measure distances from models, too. So um, we'll, we'll get to that in the charge phase. Uh, oh, falling back. That's another big one. So falling back now means that um, when you're in melee at the start of the movement phase, you can simply choose to leave melee, and you just have to end... Um, Every model in the unit must be more than one inch away from all enemy units. If you fall back, you cannot sh um, advance, charge later in the turn, and you cannot shoot unless you have the fly keyword. So everybody has hit and run, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, basically you guys just back up. Like, nope, not no, not no more. And then your other guy's like, all right, I'll shoot that unit now. You're like, no. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, big, it's a big one. And uh, learning how to use that rule to your advantage is huge. Because like what a lot of times you put your screen up, a big scary unit comes in, you know, tears them up, and then they fall back, and then you light them up and just shoot their faces off. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why Witches for Dark Eldar or Scarbrand for Demons is so good, because they have rules that prevent you from falling back. And it's really powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. Um, you, and you guys will learn that as you play the game. Uh, any other questions about the movement phase? There we go. Ethan, 3780. Can you advance after deep striking? Uh, no. You cannot. No. Uh, anytime you enter the game from reserves, almost any time, well, like 99% of the time, you do it at the end of the movement phase. And what that means is that it's the end of the movement phase. You can't move anymore. It's not explicit, but that we know, we know that that's what it means. Um, so yeah, nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, you cannot move again yeah. uh, unless you have like a special power like the Swarm Lord or uh, Warp Time from Chaos. 
Uh, any other questions on the movement phase before we move on? Um, uh, yeah, uh, that's actually a good point. Uh, puts Frau, uh, you cannot uh, advance when you deep strike in, but you can charge. So. You can, and it's you usually need to roll. And then you are, God, there was a, an asinine argument on their Facebook page. Yes, you're more than nine inches away. That means you have to roll uh, a more than nine, right? Yeah. To, to make the charge. Typically speaking, there's lots of ways to modify that. That's where things like command points really come in handy. You're like, oh, I rolled a six and a one. I re-rolled a one. Oh, look, I made it. Um, it, it makes it difficult. Uh, the odds are against you to make that charge when you when you come in from reserves, but sometimes you do. And then there's armies like Gene Steeler Colts where they they all can, they can come in and then they use, um, I can't, it's Colt Infiltration or whatever that rule is. And they can come in like super close to you and almost have a guaranteed charge. Yeah. Um, uh Tin Crusher, this is a good question. It doesn't have to do with the movement phase, but how many points have we been playing? Uh, 2K is the norm for match play. Match play, it's 2,000 points. It says it right in the, in the book. Oh, one other thing to talk about it with advancing, which is running. Um, if you advance, you can't shoot or charge unless you have an assault weapon. What assault weapons do now is they let you shoot after advancing. With a, it's minus one to hit. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, some units can charge after advancing, but most cannot. So... It's kind of the way run works now, but it's cool. Assault weapons, they had to do something because you can charge after shooting any weapon now. Like, you can shoot a heavy weapon in charge. You can shoot a rapid fire weapon in charge. That's a big change. Um, so they had to give, they had to do assault weapons, do something. Yeah. So you can run and shoot them. Uh, big bad sword. I don't know if this is missed, but what does Titanic type do for you in the movement phase? Um, I, I believe Titanic is a rule that some of the super heavies have that gives you. Uh, it, it, it's not a rule, but basically anything that has Titanic usually ignores the move and fire for heavy weapons. So. Not always. No, you, I said you, usually. So, That's what I said. Yeah. All Titanic means is that you're a unit type. Yeah. Like it's like infantry or bike. And then on each individual data slate, they'll give you what it does for them. Right, like yeah. knights can leave combat and still shoot, and they yeah. can walk over people. And that's not because of the Titanic rule. It's just a lot of the super heavies that have the Titanic type usually do those kind of things. Yeah. So. And there's some guns that are more effective against units with the Titanic keyword. Yeah. yeah. So like those keywords will play into like uh, things in the future and stuff like that. Like my weapon hurts Titanic better or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Like the Shadow Sword, for yeah. example, wrecks things that have the Titanic keyword. Uh, T6 Ted, does the Jetpack keyword? Give a movement buff. No, the jump shoot jump for Tau is gone. I know. I'm sorry. I know a lot of guys are upset about that. And that, that fair. That's totally fair. Um, the jetpack keyword, it just, there will be it's rules. Just a there's, and it tells you the unit type, and there will be rules interactions that may come up later that key in on that keyword. Yeah. Some of the keywords won't mean anything to you guys out the gates. You'll yeah. be like, why is it even here? And they might not ever mean right. anything. It's for future things so that they can uh, key them up. But yeah, basically, if you have a jetpack, in the past, you basically have fly, and in most cases, you can deep strike. So. Yeah, it's it's usually going to be like a unit type, yeah. um, although like crisis suits are infantry, mm -hmm. so they get all the benefits of infantry, plus they have the fly keyword. God, they're so good. Yes. And yeah, they can really. deep strike. So let's go on to the psychic phase. Um, yeah, Ultimentar, uh, the, currently the Baneblade variants do have minus one ballistic skill. Yeah, the Titanic keyword does not take that away. No. Yeah. Usually, what Frankie was saying is that usually they do. Yes. Um, Usually the models that have Titanic type have some kind of special rule for the Titanic. So the psychic phase, um, this is like, I'm so ecstatically happy that they streamlined and cleaned up the psychic phase. It goes so much quicker. So a big one, a lot of people were asking us this. Um, 
the way the game is intended to be played is you don't write down your psychic powers on your army list. You choose it before the game every game. And you can either roll or you can choose. It's your choice. Um, in match play, you're almost always going to choose unless you're just playing for a laugh and you just want to roll it. Um, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Psychers are really good. They're not what they are now in 7th, thank God. Uh, they're, they're still really good, but the psychic powers are, are great, but they're not, you know, move terrain, head, pants on head sort of situation. Yeah, the, the psychic powers are very powerful, but they're different. They're different. Um, so in the psychic phase, uh, you, uh, it's an actual phase. You do all your powers then, and each power has like a difficulty level to cast it. So you roll. Um, if you have modifiers, sometimes you might get uh, a reroll or plus one or whatever, a uh, command point. Uh, and then if you equal or beat your number, the, the power goes off. If you perils on snake eyes or boxcars uh, and you take D3 mortal wounds, if you die from perils, you explode and hurt people around you. It's, it sucks when it happens. I think it's important to touch on mortal wounds. Um, yeah. So other wounds only affect a model. So say you're in a unit of like 10 guys and some guy does a las cannon and does six wounds to you. It only kills one guy. It only does six damage. Mortal wounds, if you take D3 and you roll a three, it actually kills three guys. Yeah. As long as, unless the guy that takes it has like three wounds or something right. like that. Right. It, it, they spill <laughs> over. Whereas yeah. like, like say for example, you shoot an auto cannon at a space marine. It does two damage. It just kills one. It kills one guy. Yeah. Right. Unlike Age of Sigmar. Um, ultimate tar does pivoting a vehicle count as movement why would you ever pivot a vehicle it, well pivoting isn't a thing anymore now it's just moving yeah. so yes it would count as moving but there's no but reason because there's no armor facings you can shoot from any point on a model um, there's no you don't need to pivot anymore yeah like if you wanted to be silly you could move all your tanks backwards up the table it would make no difference that'd be dumb and it would look stupid and I don't recommend doing it but you could um, and it would make zero difference with the rules none yeah um, yeah, pivoting on the spot, that's all gone. Don't, don't even sweat it. So in the psychic phase, uh, you cast your power. Now, really, really important uh, in match play, you can only attempt to cast each psychic power once per turn per army. Yep. You get one chance at each power except for smite. Yeah, smite you can do as many times as you have psychers that can cast it. Um, but smite. your psychic can only cast it once. So. Yeah, and then and that and people were asking about what about Yanari with their soul burst? Yeah, no, it's it's once per turn. It's not yeah. psychic phase. It's once per turn. Uh, Smite's really important to the game because it's kind of like the great equalizer. Almost every army gets access to multiple units that can cast Smite. Uh, it hits the closest unit. You don't get to snipe as in Age of Sigmar with uh, Arcane Bolt. Uh, you have to hit the closest unit, and it does D three mortal wounds. If you roll a ten or more on your psychic check, it does D six mortal wounds. It's very powerful. I think it's. I actually really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, there are smite spam armies that get a little obnoxious, not going to lie, but I don't think it breaks the game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and a lot of the armies that can spam out smite uh, have reductions in the power of smite, like to where it only does one damage or yeah. D3 damage on the 10. So Yeah, like Grey Knights, uh, for example, yeah. uh, or a lot of Zinch units. And the reason that is is because uh, <laughs> we tried Full Blast, and it was not fun. Um, and this way, they're still really good. And the great thing about Mortal Wounds, uh, it takes some getting used to. A lot of you are going to hate it at first, uh, understandably. But it, it's the great equalizer. When you have something like Magnus the Red, who flies 16 inches in front of your face, blasts three units with Mortal Wounds, and then chops a tank in half, and you shoot your bolters at it, and it's very hard to kill him. And then you can walk up and do some Mortal Wounds to him and maybe knock him down a tier on his power level. You're going to be like very thankful that Mortal Wounds are in the game. 
Yeah. Um, I personally Granted, like good them. luck. Good luck getting those powers off on Magnus because Magnus, Magnus is a beast. Yeah, well, like for example, in uh, when we've played quite a few times, I was only able to take Magnus down really with the help of mortal wounds. I didn't kill him with mortal wounds, but like Carnifex has charged in and did like three mortal wounds to him, and I was like, oh, thank goodness, you know, like. And then you're shooting bolters at him, just praying they get through his armor. Yeah, uh, Tidbloom says, does Magnus perils on a 10 plus because he gets plus two? No, it's double sixes or double ones. Um, well, let's check. On a double one, double one or double six. Yeah, yeah. it's not It's not on a two it's or 12. A 12 yeah. It's on two uh, or, or it's on double one, double six. Yep. Uh, but the thing is you can use a command point to reroll one of the dice, right? Big deal. Yeah. If you need to. Um, so so uh, psyche phase, that's the way that works again. One chance at each power. I think that's great because a lot of these powers are extremely powerful. Like, for example, Warp Time. If you could cast four Warp Times and you had 40 Chaos Terminators come down, you would wreck somebody. And uh, it's important to talk about uh, deny denying the witch. The witch. Uh, any Psyker within 24 inches that can deny the Witch uh, gets to attempt, and you have to beat their roll. So it's very simple, straightforward. Uh, Ulia Jam, yes. You get one attempt at the power. It does not matter if you pass or fail. Yep. You get one chance to cast each power. Um, and again, you guys, like, uh, a lot of people, like, we had someone write in, and it was like, oh, but my Zinch army, like, I have more psychers than there are powers. That's what Smite's for. That's why it's there. And again, these are just the indexes. Uh, I would imagine things change with your codex. So we we'll, just have to be patient on that one. Um, anything? Do you guys have any other questions about the... Uh, so let's see. Uh, Jode Ratch. Uh, so a twin-linked assault cannon only kills up to one read? No. no. So the weapon has six different shots. Well, it has so, 12, actually. Or, yeah, yeah, 12. Yeah. Uh, 12 different shots. So it can kill 12 different guys. It's 12 different, like, wound yeah. actions. So this, this takes some getting used to. Why yes. don't we give some examples? Uh, let's say you have a uh, let, let's say you have a havoc squad with four auto cannons. That's eight auto cannon shots. You can kill eight models total, but you can do sixteen damage yes. max. Each one of those uh, wounds that you fail does two damage, but each guy only takes one of those two damages. So, so let's say there's a three wound model, right? Um, I don't know, like a bi like a biker character or something, whatever. And you you shoot you get two auto cannons go through, and he fails the saves, and it does four damage. He's dead. The last wound doesn't spill over. No, the guy just takes four damage, yeah. even though he only has three. So when you're taking your saves, if they're all the same, which now there's not, there's really not mixed units anymore, it's pretty easy. But sometimes you do have to take saves one at a time. Like, say you're down to a, a model with one wound, and there's two damage like weapons. Sometimes you do have to take like saves one at a time. Not usually. Usually you can take them all at once, but yeah. um, you, you have to be that that you have to be mindful of because that, that's a little bit different. Yep. Uh, Deltora is our force weapons a thing. Oh yeah, yes. They're force damn weapons good. are extremely good. Uh, yeah, they do D three damage. They're a D three damage power weapon. They're, they're AP three. Oh, it depends. They're a depends power on the, They're a yeah. power weapon with D three damage. Extremely good. Super good. They don't instant kill shit anymore, which I thank goodness that was so dumb. Yeah, you're like oh look at that. Like you're like oh every Tyranid in the world just, just uh, disappears. They're still really good, but they're not ridiculous like they were. Um, Sigmarines, yeah, the psychic phase is so much better, in my opinion. I'm sure some people will disagree, but fr from from the from the perspective of the game as a whole, yeah. it's I think it's just it's just better. It's fun. The powers are all good. It's quick. You can kill stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just fun, and it's 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 easy. Like it's not like I have a hundred dice and you have two. Like uh, Marion thirty three, can you deny the witch uh, multiple times against the same power? Uh, you get no, one chance. You get one chance. And you get limited amounts of Deny the Witch. Usually a character gets one Deny the Witch. Uh, like, Super Psychers will get two, maybe even three. And then there's armies like Sisters of Battle or Adeptus Solaritas 
where every single unit pretty much can deny the witch, but they deny the witch on one d six. So, um, but you only get you get one try. Yep. Um, any other questions on the psychic phase, and then we'll jump in to uh, the shooting phase. Um, looks like everyone's kind of moved on. So we'll jump into the. Oh, we'll talk about Magnus the Red's powers when we get to the indexes. Um, if you want to hang tight. So shooting phase again, dramatically simplified. Um, you choose a unit to shoot with. Uh, you choose your target. It just usually has to be in line of sight. Some things don't need line of sight. Um, you choose a weapon. The unit must be in range of the weapon. Um, you roll your dice, and uh, and that's it. it. You can measure line of sight from any part of the model, but you measure range from the weapon. Yeah. So that's a little interesting. Um, that, that creates kind of weird situations of vehicles sometimes where uh, one weapon may be out of range, but another one's not. Typically speaking, though, it's no big deal. Um Pretty simple, they go in to explain like assault weapons, which we said you can advance and shoot. Heavy weapons, you just get minus one to shoot if you move. Rapid fire weapons get double the shots at half range. Uh, grenades, you throw them. They, you can't shoot any of their weapons. Uh, you resolve your attacks. Uh, the to hit and wound chart is different now. We'll, we'll go over it really quickly, most of you guys know it. If your strength is equal to the toughness, it's a four plus. If you're better, it's a three plus. If you're twice as good, it's two plus. If your, war, if your strength is below their toughness, it's a five. If it's half or less of their toughness, it's a six. But you can anything can hurt anything. A las gun, yes, could kill a land raider if you shot a thousand or something, you know, like absurd. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. Like you, when you pull, um, you take your saves. Oh, another question that came up a bunch. Things that are like feel no pain, like disgusting resilience for a Nurgle. Um, you take it per wound suffered. It's not, it doesn't stop all damage. It stops... Uh, the, the wounds. So, like, say, for example, you had a, a plague bearer that has one wound, gets hit with an auto cannon. He fails his invulnerable save. The auto cannon does two damage. He has to make two disgusting resilient saves and pass both, or he loses a wound and dies. Yep. So, big difference. Feel no pain's still good. It's not as good as it was. Uh, it doesn't get doubled out or all that. None of that matters anymore. You can get hit with a Titan cannon and you'll still be able to take your save uh, unless it's a mortal wound. Chances are you won't make it though, because it's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, the, I think I like that. It makes feel no pain still really good, but it's not like I just tanked the last cannon. Um, yeah, and that's it. So when you pull casualties, the controlling player uh, pulls casualties from anywhere in the unit. It doesn't have to be like where the shot came from. Yeah. Big difference. Big difference. Um, that makes screening units really, really, really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you guys are still getting held up on like a unit. Like, all the bolters get allocated to one guy. That's not true. Uh, uh, the bolter, each bolter is doing one damage. So you're taking those saves, and you're pulling models at the same time. Uh, whereas the missile launcher does D6 damage, but it can only kill one guy yeah. because it does six damage to that dude. Yeah. The bolters are still doing one damage to each guy that's failing, but the missile launcher is doing six damage to one guy. So that's the only So we'll, we'll go through this because this is different. It, it is quite a bit different. So you roll to hit, you do all the same weapons at the same time, like I'm gonna do all my bolters. I roll to hit, I roll the wound, um, the, the other player allocates wounds, he takes his saves, and then, then you inflict damage. This is a new step, right? So he fails his saves and he allocated his, uh, his wounds. Uh, he's like, oh crap, that guy failed his save. And then you're like, okay, he takes one damage from my bolter. Or um, um, uh, he takes, five wounds from a crack missile and he's super dead right that that is the way that it works each hit 
Each failed save then goes to the inflict damage stage, yeah. and then you pull casualties. Yeah, so then you look at the weapon profiles, and weapons have anywhere from one damage to like 2d6 damage. So basically that one failed save does this much damage to that one guy. It doesn't pile over. So you're not doing like 12 wounds with one shot or anything yeah. like that. So Piper Dur, um, so how does wound allocation work? The, control, the, the defending player chooses to allocate wounds to models. Yep. So with Space Wolves that have a Terminator Captain, he could go, oh, you know what? I'm feeling lucky. I'm going to take the crack missile on my Terminator Captain. It's minus two. I like my odds. Terminator Armor gives you plus one wound. And he goes, okay, he's taking the crack missile. And then the guy goes, um, okay, uh, you take your save at minus two. You have a four up. Uh, uh, if he fails it, you're like, oh, crap. And then the other guy goes, oh, okay, you failed your save. Here comes my damage roll. I rolled a one. Shit. Command point. Reroll at four. That guy explodes. But he doesn't. The, the wounds don't carry out, right? Each failed save then does the damage step, right? That's, that's the, kind of the flow now. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it's, the, it's back to the good old fifth edition days of my power fist sergeant is going to be the last guy to die. Here he comes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's um, worth the points. And somebody else asked this question earlier about Ezarks. Uh, all sergeants are free now. Like, Ezarks. Well, you, you still pay points. You're just not paying extra points for that guy. Oh, yeah, good point. Like, yeah. you, you don't pay to upgrade them. You, yes. you pay for the model. But uh, all the, the sergeant-type characters are a free upgrade. They're figured into the entire unit cost. Right. So, so that's cool. Everyone gets their sergeant. So what, we, what we've seen in this edition is that... Um, uh, you're, you're taking plasma pistols. You're taking power weapons uh, because you've already got the veteran Sarge anyway. And the, the points are really reasonable for this upgrade weapons. Yeah. So yeah, you're taking them. It's cool. Like you do have your Sarge with a plasma pistol and a power sword. Like it's not a joke anymore. Now it's like, it's actually really good uh, because you get them. And so that gives you a benefit for MSU because um, you get this, you get the sergeants for free. Upgrade for yeah. free. Uh, Poots for all. Yeah, you're right. There, there aren't any sergeants that could take Terminator armor, but uh, just it was no, just an example. No, it's Space Wolves. I don't think they. Can. I, I'm 90% certain they still they, do. They used to, but uh, uh, let's Guard are different. I, 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 I'm like 99% certain Space Wolves still get it, but you know what? That's what we're here for—to learn together. So let's uh, let's check it out. Where are you at? Uh, Blackmore. Uh, yeah, the. The Rubric Marine aspiring champion sorcerer guy is uh, technically free-ish. You pay points, but... Yeah, okay. you can. So, yeah, you can. Um, no, the, the sorcerers, they cost more points. Sorry. Womp womp. Um, for Rubric Marines, the, sergeant, the sorcerer is more points. Yeah. So, let me amend my previous... I don't, that's not really a sergeant. He's like a different model in the in the... You know, like the Terminator dude in the uh, Space Wolves, you pay for that. Um, so I guess, okay, usually the sergeant type character is, um, doesn't cost any more points. But in, in your indexes, it'll show you um, what the points cost is. And if, um, usually if they have a different, um, um, like a completely different function or stat line or whatever, like Psyker, yeah, then they, 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 you may pay for that. But typically speaking, you don't. Um, Samsonite 207, do mortal wounds count for a disgusting resilience roll? Yes, you get disgusting resilience versus do you? mortal wounds. Uh -huh. Some of them you do and some of them you don't. Let, let's check. I thought you did not. Uh, um, you, you, yeah. yeah, you play Nurgle and I don't, so I'll take your word for it. I'll look it up really quick, though. Uh, do you want to answer another question? Uh, Primaris Marines are different costs in the index versus the data sheet. Is that an oversight? Uh, in the data sheet? It must be in the starter box. 
Oh, then it's, it's probably price. just a mistake. Yeah, it must have been an oversight. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a, uh, yeah, I think you're right, Frankie. I'll give you one. Yeah. Put one on the board for Franklin. Doesn't happen you're very checking, often. Haha, so <laughs> 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 you're wrong. Okay, um, so then we'll move on to. Uh, Man, they so just keep touching on you being wrong here. Look at that. Aspiring sorcerers cost a ton more than. Okay. Rings. Yeah, I was wrong on that one. But that's not a sergeant. He's a completely different model. Completely. He different. is alive. They're not. That's why it costs more points. In your face. Uh, but typically speaking, the sergeant is a free upgrade. Like, yep. um, uh, like veteran sergeants and space marines or imperial guard, blah, blah, blah. Ezarks. They're, they're free. Uh, charge phase. We'll move on if anybody's done. Um, Poots for uh, saying that the. Uh, Primaris Marines have drastically different points between the two data sleets. I would go with the index. Yeah. Like, in, for, for all of our events, we're going to go with the index. Put it that way. Um, Otherwise, that'll be confusing. Yeah, we, we, we never saw any of the starters set stuff in advance. So, like, I would just go... Uh, I, we're going to go with the indexes because we, we know for sure that... We're, like, 99% certain that that's, that's correct. So. Uh, Mr. Kirtle, uh, when drones are taken as war gear... And they're deployed as a separate unit. Does that count for kill points too? Yep. yep. They're a completely different unit after they're deployed. And you'll see that a lot. Like uh, the crazy ones of Dark Eldar, like beast packs. It's like five units that run around together. Yeah, but they're individual like, units. Or like Carnifexes. You can buy like three, right? And a lot of things do yeah. that. So it's, it's a little different. It's for dropping your army and stuff like that. Um, Ulia Jim, they're, uh, they're worthless in the index. No, they're not. I can tell you from experience, they're not. Primaris Marines are extremely good. They're super good. The index is, we're, we're, unless we hear otherwise, we're going with the index. Sorry if that disappoints you, but I promise that from our experience, this, the indexes are correct. Um, Giant mid get 4411 saying that Death Guards seem underpowered next to Rubric and Berserkers. They, uh, they're they, really good. They, they do seem the weakest out the gates. I agree. Their weapons are amazing. I, they, they seem the weakest out the gates, but like Frankie said, um, they, they, their weapons are really cool and the models are really cool. And again, uh, these are just the indexes, guys. So, yeah. Death Guard are extremely good, though. Yeah. Uh, do units locked in combat prevent, prevent other enemy units from shooting at characters? Uh, yes, no, like the character literally has to be the closest model. You get crazy situations where there could be like, the character is here, for those of you who are watching on iTunes, I'm using my hands to kind of show something. There could be a model here and a model here, and then your shooting model's here, and you have direct line of sight uninterrupted to the character, but the, like there's a model like off to the side or maybe even behind you that's closer and you can't shoot the character. Um, and the reason that is is because to to write a rule that would allow you to get around some of those situations would be like three pages long. Yeah. yeah. Um, charge phase. So we'll go ahead and go into the charge phase. So this is a total phase, right? Um, you choose a unit to charge with. You have to be within 12 inches to declare a charge. You can't just go, I charge the whole table. Uh, you choose a target. Now this is when it gets really different uh, in this edition of the game. You can choose multiple units to charge even with a single model. Single it's, models can multi-charge as well. You can literally declare a charge at a unit that's eight inches in front of you and a unit that's three inches behind you with one character. They all get to overwatch you if they're in range. And then you roll to see how far you go, and you're like, oh, I'm going to roll a five. I'm going to get the unit behind me. It takes some getting used to, but it's actually really fun. Excuse me. It's actually really fun once you get the hang of it. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. The clincher. How many weapons can you fire in Overwatch? All of them. All of them. Um, and you can fire Overwatch infinite times. Yeah. So if somebody doesn't make the charge on you, you get to Overwatch again if somebody decides to charge that yeah. unit. Tau Super good. are better. Tau are pretty good. Their Overwatch is so... There's been so many times that I'm like, I'm not going to charge. <laughs> Like, I'm going to get shot more yeah. than if I just waited for you to shoot me in the shooting phase. Uh, Green Ink uh, asks, can a flamer overwatch against someone that is charging from nine inches away? No. If uh, if they're out of range, you cannot shoot them. Well, good point. Because some flamers so, have more than eight-inch yes, range. Yeah, some uh -huh. weapons, like I think Tau flamers actually have nine-inch range. So. Yeah. And some, like Sisters of Battle, have 12-inch. Yeah. So it's if you're out of range of the weapon, they can't shoot. It fought, it's normal rules for shooting. Yeah, well, just that weapon. Other weapons in the unit can still shoot. But. Yeah, so one of the tricks that we've been doing is you charge from like 8.01 inches away, and then you're like, F your flamers. Because yeah. <laughs> flamers are full effect on Overwatch. It's insane. They're really good. Yeah. So then um, you can Overwatch as many times. Like, you Overwatch until you get caught in combat. Uh, and then as soon as you get uh, with a model's within one inch of you, you can't shoot um you can't overwatch anymore yep. and that's where the vehicle going into combat is so good because what we're doing is you take a, a, a rhino turn it sideways i know it looks just imagine he's power sliding into him tanks don't really do that but whatever we'll just, just use our imagination and then you go into like two i don't know devastator squads or, or centurion unit and then your real assault unit comes in behind them takes no overwatch and then punches their face off yep uh, what armies that are really good with that are Frankie was using that to my uh, incredible annoyance with Dark Eldar and Harlequins. Yeah, Harlequins are really good at it. Uh, Menos J, uh, does split fire on everything slow the game much? No. No. I mean, and how many occasions are you really going to be like, this guy's going to shoot there, that guy's going to yeah. shoot there, that guy's going to shoot happen. there, that guy's going to shoot there? It rarely ever comes into play like that. Uh, usually it'll be like, my missile launcher is going to shoot over there. And these nine guys yeah. shoot over here. It, it's, it doesn't so. take any longer than shooting normally because you have to roll your bolters and then you roll your missile launcher and then you roll your plasma gun, but you're just doing it at a different target. It yeah. like really does not slow the game down at all. But what it does is it, me it makes um, taking like different kinds of guns in a Devastator squad or um, like one of the things we were laughing at so much is we were taking a Predator with a twin link last cannon and then two heavy bolters, which would be the dumbest thing ever previously. Yeah. And now it's actually really good. You're like twin link last cannon at the monster, twin link heavy or twin heavy bolters or two heavy bolters at the screening unit. You're like bah, 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 bah. it's it's actually really fun. Yep. Um, so uh, last part of the charge phase, um, you you make your charge move. You can't move within one inch of an enemy unit. You did not declare as a target, but there's some tricksy stuff you can do. We'll get to that later. Um, charge phase is pretty straightforward. I don't think you guys are gonna have too many questions uh, about that. There's also tactics with that, with like your screen, you can put like a character right behind it and you're like, you have to charge the character. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you on can't 20, charge me. Yeah. On 20, that's actually, why don't you explain it? Cause that's a good tactic. Yeah, so like a 28 millimeter bases aren't quite an inch. So they're yeah. a little bit less. So if you have a guy in base with that, they have to charge the guy that's behind them. So you could have like a beastly close combat unit right behind that. And then they have to declare the charge if they want to charge your screen. So yeah. there's cool tactics you can do with that as well. Yeah, and that's and then hero like characters are really gonna almost always stand behind the troops, or like really what you do is you do like a kind of like a horseshoe formation with the character in the middle so you can still move, but he's like not the closest model, and you've got uh, your little horseshoe with the character just slightly back mm -hmm. from the two the front two guys, and then if like you said if they declare a charge you have to get him. Yep. 
Um, or uh, there's all kinds of other stuff we'll get to because um, yeah. characters and auras and the way that that plays on the game is going to that that also takes some adjustment. But yeah, characters also have heroic intervention. I believe it's within three that, inches. That's in the fight go. phase. Oh, we can just jump into it. So yeah, so basically in the fight phase, they can actually pile in and attack if they're within three inches, I think. Yeah, so, um, so. Um, when the charge phase is over, obviously you go to the fight phase. Fight phase, um, like Frankie said, uh, a character can heroically intervene. Uh, some, there's some cool stuff where you can go more than three inches. Yeah. Uh, but then as long as you get within one inch of the enemy, you're engaged. So again, 25 millimeter base model, you can go behind them and engage a unit that they're engaged with. Um, fight phase, uh, the way it works is everyone that charges swings first. It's absolutely brutal. Yes. Brutal. If you get charged like four by four or five units, they're all swinging first. You're like, oh man. Yeah. It is absolutely devastating. And that's why the command point, um, um, ability to interrupt combat exists because um, we were finding that armies were getting wiped out. It was it was crazy. Yeah. So uh, shooting is devastating in uh, Eighth Edition, and melee is too. Yep. <laughs> so the, so the way combat works again. Uh, let's say that you charge. You're playing. Let's just play, say you're playing a corn uh, or orcs, and you have four units of orc boys that charge, and they all swing first, including the power clock. There's no much thing as unwieldy anymore. No initiative anymore. Big, big, big change. Charge into terrain, it doesn't matter. If you charge, you go first. And then all your charging and swing first, it's devastating. So the other guy can use two command points and after the first charging unit goes, can go, I'm spinning two command points, I interrupt you. This unit that's gonna get wiped out is gonna swing and then it, and then it, it can radically change combat. So um, really, really, really good. Th that command point, you use it a lot, it's, it's expensive, but um, it's really good. Yeah. Really good. And then after uh, charges are done, you then alternate picking units one by uh, one after the other, starting with the player whose turn it is. So let's say you charge three units and you've already got a couple combats. Your three charging units go and then you pick the next one, which is going to be your fourth unit. And then you alternate until you're done. Um, melee is brutal. And that's why we found pistols are actually not that good is because they usually don't live long enough to shoot them. Yeah, close combat, things are dying so fast in 8th, uh, even in shooting. So so here's a big trick. Uh, here's a big tactic that we find to be like super useful. Uh, in the pile-in phase, uh, you move three inches and you have to engage, um, you have to end your move closest to the nearest enemy model. Now, there's some tricky stuff that you can do to get other units into combat with your pile-in, as long as you end closer to the closest enemy model. Now, most people think that's a straight line. That is not true, right? Um, if you go a millimeter close, if you end a millimeter closer to the closest enemy unit, um, um, but you engage, but you go base to base with another unit, you pulled that unit into combat and you didn't get Overwatch. That's one of the big tricky tactics of 8th um, of edition. And that's one of the things you really need to be mindful of in model positioning because generally speaking you can be very sloppy with model positioning in eighth but this is something you really need to be careful of uh because units will sneak up on you and then snag more people into the uh combat and then after that uh, uh damage and uh wound allocation and uh removing casualties is the exact same way as in shooting yeah the um the, the defending player chooses he takes a save and like just to kind of reiterate it, a power fist does D3 damage. You roll a three, you hit some dude, he's a one wound model, he just explodes, he critical, <laughs> critical hit, but you only kill one guy. Uh, yeah. Mortal wounds though will spill over. 
uh, AFDOG, you can actually go to our web cart and uh, pick up that new starter box right there. Yeah, just go to frontlinegaming.org, and if you do decide to purchase it from us at a discount and free shipping, thank you very much for your business. Yep. Uh, in control, yes, the Reese tactics begin. Uh, this, that's a sneaky salty dog move, is when you do the icky shuffle and you're like, Boop, now you're in combat too, they're like, damn it. Age of Sigmar works very similarly. Um, yep. uh, big bad sword, do you consolidate if I fall back? Nope, you do not move no. if the other guy falls back. Mm -mm. You stay right where you are. Mm -mm. The only time you consolidate, um, uh, oh yeah, you, you consolidate at the end of combat. Uh, you may move each model in the unit up to three inches. This move can be in any direction as so long as you end closer to the nearest enemy model. And it, it's very similar, right? Like you don't have to do it, yep. all right? Um, just like piling, you may move, right? Consolidate is the same way. You may move. Not that I sound funny because I keep saying it funny, but uh, there's a lot of times when you'll choose not to pile in because you don't want to leave the aura of a buffing character. Yep. Um, last phase of the game is the morale phase. Uh, this is a big change. You don't take morale all the time. You take it once at the end of the turn, and let's say you have a tactical marine unit, and in the psychic phase they got uh, they got blasted by smite and they lost two. Yeah. Uh, in the shooting phase uh, they got hit with some auto cans, they lost three. And then they got charged. It's not their day. They're having a bad day. They get charged and they kill two. So they lost, what is that, seven? Mm -hmm. So now they take a, a morale check. Um, they roll a D6. They add seven. Their, their leadership, eight. Let's say they roll a four. Go up to an 11. Three dudes would run away, and that would wipe out the whole unit. But luckily for Space Marines, they have and they show no, no fear, which means they can reroll it. Um, or you could burn two command points and automatically pass the test. That is really important at the end of the game. Yes. You're like, I need him to live so bad. And it's one of the reasons why Dark Eldar is so good because Power from Pain is pretty damn good now. So, hey, guys, that was it. That was the core rules. We just went over all of them. Yep. Boom. That's it. It's so simple. And then there's a really, really good part in the rulebook where they have, a, like, an infographic, and it's actually accurate and good. Yep. They show off all the different phases, how you do them. It's really good. So then we'll, we'll skip over open play and narrative play because I don't think that those are what you guys are necessarily interested in, although feel free to shoot us uh, questions. They're really fun. I don't mean to dismiss them like they're not good. They're super fun. But I think most of you here are probably interested in match play. So we'll go ahead and jump into um, match play. Although I will say that like in narrative play, they give you some awesome missions yeah. that are really, they're not balanced, but they're not supposed to be balanced. They're supposed to be thematic and fun. And they give you all these cool stratagems, different ways to spin those, spin those command points. Um, they give you a generic mission in the, in the beginning in the core rules. It's just like a very simple mission. Um, but then we'll jump into match play and we'll talk about building your army because that's fun. Um, so you can have up to three detachments in a 2,000 point uh, list. 2,000 points is what they tell you is the standard play for um, uh, match play. Anything, that's, uh, anything that can come into the game via like summoning or turvagons that are created by, or termagons are created by a turvagon. Uh, anything like that, you have to have points for it. Nothing is free. Uh, big change. I like it, personally. Um, oh, there was a question about power level. Uh, we do not use power level. Nope. Uh, it's a great way to learn to play the game in the beginning. I think it's great for kids. Kids tend to, like, buy a kit. We own a game store, obviously. Uh, kids tend to buy a kit, and they put every damn weapon on every guy. Yeah, and you can use uh, power levels for, like, uh, narrative play and stuff pick, like that. Or a quick pickup game. Yeah, it's... There's all sorts of different ways that you can actually play. But there's nothing wrong with power level. No, um, not at all. But like just another way to build a list. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like Age of Sigma, right? Where it's like this is this guy's roughly this good, and any upgrades you want are free. Yeah, 
it's, it's, it's just way easier. It's much more simplified than yeah. actually paying for all the war gear and all that. Yep. So um, when you go into making your army, um, you get three detachments. Again, if you're battle forged, you everybody in your army has to have the same have, share one faction keyword. Really big change. Again, no come the apocalypse out. All that stuff's gone, with the exception of Gene Sealer Colts, which one of their three detachments can be Ash Militarum. Yep. So you could actually go Gene Sealer Colts, Tyranids, Ash Militarum, <laughs> which would be cool. I actually think I'm going to make uh, a hybrid uh, Ash Militarum, Gene Sealer Colt army. That would be cool. Yeah, I would think that'd be so much fun. Uh, and then um, uh, anything, anything else you want to add about choosing your army? Um, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we go over the detachments? Yeah, there's all sorts of different detachments. You can basically build a list however you want. You want a lot of fast attack, take a lot of fast attack. You want a lot of HQs, take a lot of HQs. Uh, really and truly, it's like it's crazy how many different ways you can build an army. And then you get certain stratagem points uh, for the way that you build your army. So, say you take one that's very troop heavy, you get like three command points. Or you take one that is a little bit of everything, you get six command points. Um, and I think it's important to note that everybody starts with three command points, so that's uh, a big change. And then you also have some detachments that give you negative command points. So uh, there's like ones where you can take like a single fast attack choice. That's negative one to your command points. So uh, yeah, there's a little like meta game when you're building your list on how many command points you get, what detachments to take. Oh, this one gives me uh, the extra HQ slot and uh, three elites, so I'll take this one. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. So um uh, to kind of go over them really quickly, uh, you have the patrol detachment. Um, it's kind of what would be your allied detachment previously. It's the requirements of one HQ, one troop. Uh, you get no command point benefits. Don't really take this one very much. Um, uh, battalion detachments is uh, two HQ, three troops. This used to be your CAD. Uh, you get three command points for this one. Uh, this one gets used pretty frequently. It's a, it, it, you can't really, because you get six elites with this as well. So it's, it's their variants on previous detachments. And then like the patrol detachment, you can actually get two elites, two fast, two heavy, two flyers. So it, it, it's, it's a lot different. And then in all these attachments, you can usually take a dedicated transport for any unit and it doesn't take up a slot, so. Yeah, um, good point. And then the flyer, you get like two flyer slots in the battalion detachment. Mm -hmm. The brigade detachment, uh, three to five HQ, six to 12 troops, three to eight elites. Three to five fast attack, three to five heavy support, oh to two um, yeah. flyers. That one gives you nine command points, and you always start with three. Uh, so that would give you 12 command points. Yep, and then if you have anything that gives you extra ones, then you some, would have more. <laughs> some characters do. Yeah. Uh, then you have a Vanguard detachment. It's one HQ, three to six elites, a bunch of other options. That gives you one command point. I use this one all the time. Mm. Um, Spearhead detachment, it's the same thing, but with heavy support, Outrider. Same thing, but with fast attack, they'll give you one command point. Uh, the Supreme Command Detachment, it's three to five HQs, O to one Elite, O to one Lord of War, uh, one command point. The Super Heavy Detachment, for all Unite players out there, three to five Lords of War, and for some reason, three command points. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why it gives three command points. I was like, points, why do you get three command I points? I guess seeing three knights on the table would be pretty inspiring. So. I guess. Uh, then you can take a Flyer Detachment, that's supposed to be for um, uh, Death from the Skies, and uh, one command point there. You can take a single Lord of War. No command points, or you can take a fortification. That's the only way to take a fortification is you have to burn a detachment. Yep. And that gives you uh, no command You take up to points. three fortifications, too. Yep. And then you have the auxiliary, like we were talking about, where you can take any slot, um, but you get minus one command point. And uh, I may have been 
it's it's uh, detachments that have to have the same faction keyword. Yeah. Sorry, I was making that sound way more confusing. You can't take different factions in the same detachment. I apologize. I was making that sound um, way more confusing than it was. Yeah. Uh, so that's any questions about detachments? Uh, in our experience, um, I've been using I've, I average about six command points, and it really varies on the army. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that I was typically I was taking more of like the elite and heavy support and fast attack detachments than I was anything else. Yeah, I took the I think it's the patrol uh, or no the the battalion. I took the battalion in most cases to where I would have six command points as well. So well, I, six it seems kind of like the average. Yeah, because so. like with some armies like Tyranids, like it's real or orcs, it's Tyranids especially. It's easy to take the brigade and get twelve command points. Yeah. Um, some armies, it just, it just really varies. Like, some of the elite armies, it's pretty hard mm-hmm. to do it. Um, if you have cheap, like, if you have a cheap option in every slot, it's really easy to get the bigger detachments, get more command points, and it really is quite a benefit. It is, but in a lot of cases, it's not even, like, you don't even think about it. You're like, ah, I'd rather max out my elites or my heavy or something like that. So. Yeah, because oftentimes you'll find, like, command points are great, but I'd rather take... Uh, you know, six Lima Russes. Yeah, it's, funny. it's funny when we start, first cracked it open and started playing, we were like spamming our command points and using them as fast as we could. And now it's like, well, end games was still a bunch of command points left. And we're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> you find yourself bad. saving them because they're so good. Uh, they're so useful. Like, like for example, I, I try to keep two in my pocket for passing a morale check when I'm like, oh, last man on an objective. He can't run away. I'm going to lose the game. I'm keeping those. Yeah. Um, and as you guys play, you'll find that. Um, Ulia Jam in the fortifications detachment have there been any units that you felt are worthwhile yeah we might as well talk about that uh, so some of the imperial uh, fortifications are ridiculous you're welcome and uh, by the way fortifications are now faction specific so if you have a void shield generator for army not imperium I apologize sorry uh, uh, the some of them are, like they just the the um, the void shield generator is like ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Really uh, Lock Infinity is saying just for clarification, players can only use one command point per phase. Uh, it's not one command point. It is. It's one. You can use the same command point. You can use as many command points as you want in a phase, but you can only use the same stratagem. one. Stratagem. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Stratagem. Yeah. You don't use each command, each stratagem once per phase. Yeah. So you can't re-roll one, like, die in every, for every unit in your shooting phase. Yeah. Like, you get one, one. re-roll per uh, phase. <laughs> um, uh, actually, you know what? I may have misspoken on the Void Shield Generator. Where is that bad boy? I think it's another one. It, uh, some, a lot of the uh, fortifications are actually faction unaligned. Mm. I forgot about that. Let me see if it's in here. Uh, King's Field, wait, can avoid shield generator be used by Chaos Space Marines? Uh, I may have misspoken. Let me check. Because uh, a lot of them are unaligned, but I know Chaos have their own, ba- they have a Chaos Bastion. Yep. Uh, you can answer another question, buddy. Uh, what's up, Luis? How you doing, buddy? What is that, Luisito? Uh, let's see. Yeah, somebody else is saying that he thought fortifications had the unaligned keyword. Some of them do. You're right. I misspoke. I apologize if I confused anybody. Uh, Doctors83, what's the best way to use Helions? Uh, Helions are really good. Uh, they're super fast. They have great firepower. And with the combat drugs, now that you get to pick them, whew, they're very powerful. Uh, I really like Helions. They're a lot of fun. 
Dark Eldar overall are a blast. I oh. was wrong. Void Shield Jinder has the unaligned uh, faction keyword. I thought it had Imperial, and I was wrong. God, what is that? That's like, geez, how many? That's, that's geez, two. Just chalk it up. That's like yeah. 10 probably. Oops. Yes, My bad. Hey, so I took you down and bring you back up. Although yeah. our player's like, yeah, it's back. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, there's a lot to remember, so I apologize if I confuse anybody. So yeah, uh, most of the fortifications have the unaligned keyword. My apologies for confusing anybody. Um, why don't we talk about uh, the missions? Because this is a big change. Mm -hmm. So uh, I really like a lot of the changes in the way that you uh, play the missions. So you choose the missions, either Eternal War or Maelstrom. They're very similar to what you remember. Eternal War, they're almost identical with yep. a couple uh, changes. Uh, they define objective markers, yay. Um, you measure from the middle of the objective marker. I'm not a big fan of that because it's hard to define what the middle is. But at that point, it doesn't matter what size objective marker. You'd be using a big old dinner plate. And the from the center of it is going to be the exact same as from the edge. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can imagine a scenario, though, where you're like millimeter away and you're like, no, I'm in. No, you're not. No, I'm in. No, you're not. And like... Yeah, marking the center is going to be kind of difficult. But well, what we actually end up doing a lot of time is measuring from the edge uh, and just clearing it with your opponent first. The book says measure from the middle. If you don't agree, default to that. But what you may want to do in a game is just go, like, hey, would you prefer to measure from the edge? And just ask your opponent. If not, the, the, the book does say from the middle. Perhaps you could even paint a dot in the middle of the objective and go, hey, that, that's the middle. Even if that's it's not center, mathematically yeah. perfect. That's the center. Okay. As long as you're measuring from the same place, it doesn't really matter yeah. whether yeah. you're measuring from the edge or the center. Yep. Um, they actually uh, define what happens in the case of uh, one player conceding, which is nice. Uh, if you concede, the other person gets a crushing victory. Boom. Never had that before. That's nope. pretty good. Uh, they also talk about what happens if you table. Um, um, if at the end of any turn after the first battle uh, round, one player has no models on the battlefield, the game ends immediately, and their opponent gets a crushing victory. Hey, boom! They tell us what happens when these certain situations occurred. Thank you. I've never done that before. Oh, also on reserves, we forgot to mention in matched play, your reserves must come on by turn three. Yep. In in open play, narrative play it doesn't matter, but in match play, you can't keep one dude in Terminator armor for oh, turn, five, turn five, and, and then drop him onto an objective without scattering. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Um. Anything else? I mean, they have a uh, cool deployments now. They've got all sorts of fancy, oh yeah, what crazy we deployments. Why don't we show that off? Um, oh, Mariana is taking a bathroom break there. Oh, she's back. So check these out. These are the deployments, guys. Um, they're different. So you have uh, six deployments, right? You have Dawn of War, the one you, that you all know and love. Um, you've got uh, Vanguard Strike. I always like that one. Some people don't. I hate measuring it. Um, I don't. It's not hard. It just takes extra time. It doesn't like it. though. You just it, memorize it how far in the, the markers. It does are. take extra time. You've got hammer and anvil, but now we've got some new ones. We have spearhead assault. Um, we have um, um, search and destroy. It used to be called table quarters, and then you have uh, frontline assault. I know some of those look weird, but they're actually really fun. We I use these all the time. Oh yeah, you you're constantly switching up what deployment you're using, like. All the deployments are really good. Yeah, and, and the cool thing is it's the part of the way a mission works. Um, one player gets to choose deployment after objectives have been placed. I really like it. I really like it because 
if like like when Frankie's playing Tau and I'm playing orcs and he wins, he's like, oh, hammer and anvil. And I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> like, or if I'm playing an assault army and I win, I'll choose the arrow, the arrow deployment because yeah. it means you have way less room to hide. And I'm like, I'm coming for you. Um, you've got six missions. They're the ones you pretty much know. You've got retrieval mission, no mercy, the scouring, big guns never tie, tire scourge control, and the relic. Um, and we'll go through one of the missions like completely, and we won't go through all of them because that'd be boring. But um, they're, they're pretty much the missions you know with some tweaks. So retrieval mission, um, each player selects a Battleforge army to an agreed points limit, okay? Battlefield, create the battlefield and set up terrain. Next to the player, set up four objective markers. Uh, the player should roll off, and starting with whoever rolls highest, the players alternate placing these objective markers until all four have been set up. The objective markers can be located anywhere on the battlefield as long as they are... Um, as the center of each is more than 12 inches from the center of any other objective marker and six inches from the edge of the battlefield. Pretty normal. But you do it before you choose deployment zones or who deploys where. So if, like, we have games where, like, I'll overload one to one side and then you don't get that deployment and you're like, dang uh -oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, uh, during deployment, the player who placed the last objective, the player that lost the first roll, um, uh, determines which of the standard deployment maps are being used and picks one of the deployment zones um, on the map for their army. Their opponent uses the other deployment zone. So not only do you get to pick the map, you get to pick which deployment zone you get. It's really powerful. It's very powerful, yeah. You want to lose the role for objectives most of the time. Um, you then alternate placing units one at a time, like 4th edition, except it doesn't. you don't have to go heavy support and down. So then you, you alternate deploying units until you're done. The player who deploys... Uh, get finished deploying first, uh, goes first. That or that rule is pretty rough. Yeah, that one is pretty difficult. Um, let's see. Uh, wrench the uh, or Ren the faceless is asking: Can reserves come in on turn one? Yes, yep. they come in whenever you want. Uh, but in match play, they have to come in by turn three. Yeah, you usually bring them in on turn one. We find. Yep. Um, like sometimes when I'm playing Ash Militarum, I'll keep a unit of Rough Riders off the table until turn three, and then I'll run like run on and try and. You know, stab somebody on an objective yeah. and take it. Uh, roll away the stone. I like the alternating deployment. It's like 8th edition fantasy. Yep. Uh, yeah. The alternating deployment's pretty cool because you can see, like, your opponent places the first unit. Now you get to counter deploy. And if you have some deep strikers, you can be like, well, I'm going to hold these. I'm going to do this one first so then I can see where he's going. It's, uh, it's really fun. Yeah, and alternating deployment, it takes a little bit longer, but it, it is fun. Yeah. Um, and then you can still seize the initiative. Um, don't be surprised if the first turn mechanic might that might get altered for tournaments. Um, pretty much universally, most of the TOs feel that the automatically getting first turn is a little too much. But let us know what you guys think. Play some games and let us know what you guys think about that. Um, but pretty much like universally, all of the TOs were like, this is a bit too much. Because you can build an Alpha Strike army. Yeah. Um, we want to hear what you guys have to, have to say about that. Um, there's still random length uh, on turn five. You start rolling. And then victory conditions. Objectives are pretty much always worth three points. Um, and then you have Slay the Warlord, First Blood, and Landbreaker. Yep. It, really similar to what we know and love. Um, the other missions, like in Big Guns Never Tire, um, heavy support units are worth a victory point, but they also get, like, quote-unquote objective secured. It's not called that, I don't think. Um, destroy the Big Guns. At the end of the game, each player receives one victory point. For each uh, heavy support unit that has been completely destroyed. 
Okay. And then heavy support or control an objective, no matter how many models. Oh, that's a reach to talk about that. To control an objective, this is a big change. It's number of models uh, within range, not, that, that's it. That's, that's what determines who wins it. Like you don't contest it with one model if the other guy's got 10. He has it, right? Am I, no, am I reading that right? You're wrong. <laughs> no, am I? I don't think I am. I think so. I think that's incorrect. Um, am I? Um, go, go ahead. Yeah. I'm uh, like 99% certain that's correct. Uh, locked Infinity uh, saying means Marines and elite armies go first every time. Uh, it's not true. No, it's, it's uh, more models. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because, oh. sorry, guys, we were getting yeah. like Age of Sigma popped up in my head, and I'm like, wait a second. It's, it's more models. You control the objective. So, Horde Army, like taking big units has a big advantage. There you go. Uh, yeah, Lock Infinity. Yeah, uh, that's actually not true. Could be because like other armies like Dark Eldar and stuff, you could put your guys into vehicles, which uh, lowers the amount of drops that you have. So. Oh yeah, why don't you explain that? Because uh, that's that is a way to change the number of uh, drops you have on the table. Yeah, so you can put any number of units inside of vehicles now. So like, uh, say you have ten HQs, they can all go into one vehicle if it can hold ten guys, and then you're like, that's one drop, opposed to eleven drops. Right. So. Uh, there's little things you can do like that to lower the amount of drops that you have to uh, guarantee that you're going to go first. Um, yeah, no, Imperial Knights almost always go first. Yes, they, yep. they don't have any drops. And that's one of the... And I had to compete against that's that. That's one of the reasons why the TOs all kind of are leaning towards that's a bit much for tournament play because yeah. Knights already are devastatingly good. And if they guarantee first turn, like, what are the things that can kill me? Yeah. It's a bit much, but we want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, but yeah, it's number of models controls the objective. Like if you have one model and they have two, they control it. Um, you don't have the one dude, you don't have the lone, uh, the lone ranger that from the white scars yeah. that hits and runs off of a, a, a combat and then wins the game. Unless you have, uh, except big guns that retire, um, they have, you know, objective secured, uh, where they do control it even if there's just one guy. So like one Lehman Russ tank could like drive on into range of an objective and 20 orc boys are like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then those are the missions they're, they're relatively the same to what you're used to one of the big changes is the relic um, the relic you you win if you have the relic boom done deal heard it here first <laughs> I'm curious to see how other people feel about that that was a little rough um, yep there you it is. Win. the relic's tough you're a winner um and that uh, gives you all of your, your Dawn of War missions. Um, there are Maelstrom, uh, there are, uh, Maelstrom missions. We won't cover those because uh, you guys will all be able to read those on your own. But they, it, it's, they're basically the same as they were before. Yeah. Um, um, and I think we've gone through the basic rules. That's it. Yep. Uh, Loopy 3025, four Land Raiders and full of Terminators. Yeah, that sounds like a list. Land Raiders are insanely good. Land Raiders are really good. Land Raiders are insanely good. So let, let's get into the fun stuff. Luffy, um, don't you play orcs anyways? Let's talk about factions. Um, yes, uh, Loopy, you don't have to pile in. It's may. It says you may pile in. You may consolidate. Yeah. Um, but you guys, let's, let's jump in and talk about Imperial units. And we'll go through the indexes uh, one at a time. And the first up, Imperial Index Volume 1. This is uh, all this, the power armor guys, basically. Um, but uh, let's, let's talk about some fun stuff. Um, Land Raiders are amazing. Yep, Land Raiders are extremely good. They're gunboats. Uh, they're really hard to kill. Uh, yep, Land Raiders are excellent. 
Yeah, they're T8, tw- uh, 16 wounds, two up save. They're ridiculously good. Two twin link last cans, you can shoot at two targets. Again, you could put a captain or something near them every time, so they're re-rolling to hit. You could put, um, what's his face, Cronus in there and make him BS2, and then a re-rolling ones to hit. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> Land Raiders are, are terrifying. And this, I think this is a good point to talk about um, how critically important line of sight blocking terrain is in this edition. Yeah. Line of sight blocking is extremely important because shooting is so powerful. Things are dying left and right. It's crazy. But close combat is equally as powerful. Yeah. Close combat is extremely good, like we were saying. Uh, everybody that charges gets to swing first. Um, that's brutal when you have armies like uh, Slanesh that are actually really good in close combat. Or Corn. Uh, uh, it's It's... Yeah, I mean, both phases are extremely good, but line of sight blocking is very important. Yeah, you, 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 like, I, we can't stress it enough. Like, if you want to have a fun game of 8th edition, you need lots of gigantic pieces of line of sight blocking terrain. Otherwise, um, what we're seeing happen in the game is um, you'll, you'll get a lot of shooting units that are kind of static in the back, and then you have a model like Giamman or a Chapter Master or Abaddon or a, a Tau Suit Commander that sits next to them and makes them all twin linked or reroll ones to hit. And you just sit there and you just annihilate, you just blow them off the table. Yeah. Um, missile launchers are probably, I think they're, they're arguably the best ranged weapon in the game because they're good against hordes and they're good against uh, monsters and, and tanks. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you leave too many li- uh, open lanes of fire, um, it, it's really, it's a shooting gallery. Uh, you just get blown off the table. Yeah. When you do put lots of line of sight blocking terrain, like maybe ITC terrain, uh, it makes the game infinitely more enjoyable. Um, you really need to break up those those lines of fire. Centurions with two last cannons and missile launchers are stupidly good. Yep. You put them in cover, they have a one-up save. Uh, one still fail, but like they ignore like Rind one or AP one would do nothing to them. Um, and then an apothecary can revive, re- can bring one of them back to life. Every it's really turn. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Centurion, like I saw people online like, Centurions are dead, drop pods are dead. No, they're not. They're just different. They're just different. They're just different. Like you're not going to take grab Centurions every single time. Now you might take last cannons or heavy bolters. Uh, They're just different. Uh, Norian 12, uh, do we like that they got rid of firing points? Um, Um, That's a good question. I mean. I I don't know. It's a little different. It's weird. Like I kind of don't really know why, but. I don't know. It's just different. Like, I guess they were trying to simplify the rules, right? And, like, open-top vehicles are, like, a million times better than vehicles that are not open-top. Open-top vehicles that can fly are the best vehicles in the game, like, without question. And that's one of the reasons why Dark Eldar and Harlequins are so good. Um, Because one of the the cheesy, crazy uh, tactics that we've discovered, and that's really frustrating, and I don't really like it, but um, it is what it is. Uh, One time when you and I were playing... Um, Frankie, no, I actually, Frankie did it to me. I did it, and I, I've done it um, uh, to you too. But uh, I had a, chim- a chimera full of dudes, and then Frankie charged it with bikes and surrounded it. And then we were both sitting there, and we were like, wait a second. I can't shoot you because I'm locked in combat. I can't move because I can't move through you. And the guys inside can't get out. Yep, your vehicle has to death of glory and actually fight his way out he has to actually fight which doesn't work he doesn't actually death of glory most most of the vehicles are are crappy in combat and like when you're sitting there because i've done it i did it with hormigons to a land raider full of assault centurions and uh (laughs) i was like that land raider literally won't go anywhere for the rest of the game like uh marnius calgar had to come over run over and like start smashing them to save them and then because i chose where i pulled my casualties 
I did it in such a way that there was never enough room to get the Centurions out yeah. until like turn five. And then it was just like, my, uh, my opponent wasn't very happy. <laughs> and, uh, but if you can fly like Dark Eldar Vigils, you're like, yeah, that's nice, bye. Whoop, just go right over them. Yep. And that's one of the many reasons why Dark Eldar and Harlequins are stupid. Harlequins are crazy good. They're one of the best armies in the game, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's ask her a couple questions. Um, Uli, um, yeah, the ITC is going to give it, we can't like force people to do anything, obviously. But we're going to say like ITC standard tournament play is like a minimum of two, we would actually recommend four to six pieces of line of sight blocking terrain to make the game fun. Yeah. Um, sad Clown, how viable is spamming smite for mortal wounds? It is viable. It's a very it good, it's a very a, good tactic. Yep. It's thankfully toned down, but it, it's it's still really good. I I wouldn't count on it though, because you don't really control where it goes. Um, some of the other psychic powers that do mortal wounds, you can choose your target, yeah. but you can only do one of them. It's not really a viable. I mean, it's good, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't hinge my whole army on it. I'll put no. it that way. Shin uh, Chin, uh, land raiders are good. Uh, count. For variants, yeah, the, the variants are good. Yeah, yeah. The, the Crusader we found is not that. He's great. not ultimately great. No, he's not bad. The Redeemer is good. The Redeemer is really good because flamers are amazing. Oh, because vehicles overwatch. Yeah. By the way, uh, so a Lehman Russ with three heavy flamers is the business. Is the business? <laughs> he's like, come at me! <laughs> like, come and get it. Uh, the, the 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 God Hammer Land Raider is, in, in my opinion, is the best though. He's so good. Yeah, the last game tour. And then you just sit like with a Tech Marine in the back. He's like, I got you, bro. <laughs> just fixing him, and uh, it's pretty damn good. So guys, why don't you fire us some questions about Space Marines um, of any flavor? Space Wolves, Blood Angels, anything, anything you guys want to know? Oh, our chapter tactics gone. Uh, um, there are no chapter tactics in the index. Nope. So. You, you guys could guess what will happen with codexes, but there's none in the index. Um, scroll up. One. Uh, I thought I saw one. Um, Land Raider Ultra. Yeah. Did you guys see that one? <laughs> that thing's ridiculous. There's a Land Raider in there that has, what, eight Lascans? Yeah. It's like an old kit from way back when. Um, it was like a kind of a joke kit, but it has, I think it has four Twin Link Lascans. No, it's like five twin link glass cannons or something silly, yeah. something silly like that um but it can explode and it, it it's really expensive uh do do flamers auto hit on overwatch yes that yep. is one of the reasons why they're so good and the other reason why flamers are so good is that on things with a degrading profile like monsters or tanks that have more that have 10 or more wounds that's what has degrading profiles yep. they ignore any penalties to ballistic skill flamers are, are ridiculously good um, sorry guys, the, the questions are coming in faster than we can answer them. Uh, somebody's asking about Grey Knight Paladins. Grey Knight Paladins are, are extremely super, good. Grey Knights are They're really very good. tough. Uh, Grey Knights are extremely good. They're an elite army, so you're not going to have a high model count. But your guys are extremely good. They will tear things apart in close combat and stuff like that. Well, one of the, one of the things that makes them good um, for Grey Knights is they all have Storm Bolters, which is four shots. It's two shots at 24, four shots at 12. Yep. So each guy has double the damage output, and they all have uh, force weapons. Force weapons, you don't activate them anymore. They're always on. And for your average Grey Knight, just to give you guys an idea, um, uh, Strike Squad. Their uh, Nemesis Force Sword is Strength 4, AP 3, D3 damage. That's like crazy good. Yeah. So Grey Knights are very fragile because you have a low model count. But they hit really, really hard. And they all um, can cast um, Smite. Smite. They have a reduced version of Smite. Um, 
Yeah, I believe they roll 1d6, right? Um, Zeta suffers... A, da, 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 da. Sorry, guys, I'm just reading this as we go. Yep. Somebody was saying all jump pack blood angels. Yep, jump pack blood angels are extremely good. Oh, dude, blood, blood angels... have all sorts of different buffs. Blood angels are so good in melee. One of my favorite things about 8th edition is the armies play the way they are represented in their, their lore. Yeah. So you could take a, a blood angels jump pack army... <laughs> And kick people's ass because the, the 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 thing about Blood Angels is they have so many different aura buff characters. And as you guys play the game, you'll come to see that the, the aura buffs are like, that is the game, right? At competitive play, it's which auras can I get on which units to make them three, four times better. And Blood Angels have like a million. They have a lot of auras. And like a normal assault ring goes up to like, I, I don't, I'm just going to make this up. I, I don't remember, but they're like. Strength five, four attacks, hitting on twos, rerolling ones. Like, you're like, what? Uh, yeah. They get extremely good. Like, one of my friends, like, texted me and was like, oh, Death Company suck now. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> Death Company are amazing. Death Company will kill, like, anything in the game in one round of combat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Grey Knights are extremely good. They're an elitist army, so you're not going to have a lot of uh, models. Uh, their characters are extremely good. Drago is still a beast. Um, and literally every single unit is a beast in close combat. I mean, D3 damage, force weapons, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, okay. um, I think Grey Knights have unmodified smite. Oh, okay. There you go. That means they're really good. <laughs> and they know one other uh, uh, psychic power from the Sanctic Discipline. Yeah, no, they're, they're, I believe they have unmodified smite. Because uh, some of the armies that can take a ton of smite, it does get toned down. The Grey Knights, they're such a small model count army that um, it's good to go. But, uh, yeah, Frankie will, will double check in case I'm wrong. Uh, but then you'll have uh, units like uh, like Drago, if I remember correctly. He's like a chapter master of the reroll hits, buddy. What was that? Uh, Drago, does he have the reroll hits aura? Yeah. So, yeah, Drago lets all Grey Knights, only Grey Knights faction keyword around him. Within um, six inches. Within six inches, they can reroll all missed hits, and that's in shooting and in melee. So then you've got a unit, you could drop down a couple units of, or they don't deep strike, excuse me. You could have Drago next to some uh, 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 Terminators or um, Strike Squads. They have four shots each at half range with uh, twin linked. Really good. And then they can charge afterwards, and then they're hitting everybody. Swinging first with Strength 4, AP3, D3 damage. They're, they're blasting you with uh, Psychic Powers. It's They do a lot of damage, but they die just like a normal Space Marine. So. Yeah, so they have Rights of Banishment uh, when this unit manifests Smite. Psych power, it has a range of 12 inches rather than 18, and the target suffers one wound rather than D3. That's it. Unless they're a demon, in which case they just suffer three mortal wounds. Take so that. there you go. It is reduced um, in, in effect. Uh, a lot of the armies that can spam out smite have that uh, kind of limitation. Yep. Um, but then as you, like what I was describing with Drago and the, the strike squads, um, what you're going to see is you'll have a, a buffing character. He's in a central location, and then you'll have units that kind of like trail off away from him trying to hang one guy in the aura and um, you got to get used to that because it kind of looks funny sometimes we call it the spoken wheel or the octopus yeah because you have the, those critical characters are all next to each other and then you have the units kind of like trailing away but those are the keys to making your army really powerful is finding those uh those combos uh, let's talk about some of the blood angels special characters um uh Cronus is saying would you take terminators over strikes in eighth edition uh I'd take a mix. The Terminators are extremely good, but so are the Strikes. So I, I would, I would go with Paladins. <laughs> take paladins the Elite Detachment really and just take the Paladins. Um, the Paladins are really, 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 really good. They have um, uh, three wounds each. Uh, they have the two-up save. 
Um, they're just, they're damn good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would find myself gravitating towards Paladins over Terminators, personally. Plus, they look pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laugh001 is saying, so Auras are the new Death Star combo. Uh, no. Not really. They're different. Not really. What They, they increase your offense mechanic. more than your defense. The, there's a couple exceptions. Uh, Necrons being, I think, the biggest one. I guess it depends on what your definition of the Death Star is. Too. Yeah, there, there, there are not really Death Stars in the game anymore. Um, um, you, you, I, it dep- like you said, it depends on your definition of it. Typically speaking, though, de- the Death Star is dead. The Death Star as we know it is dead. Uh, the auras almost always buff your offense. Very rarely do they buff your defense. And when they do buff your defense, it's usually morale. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about some of the Blood Angels because people that we were kind of on that point. So you got Commander Dante. Dante is an absolute beast. Um, six attacks. He's got the Axe Mortalis, plus two strength, minus three AP, D3 damage. Uh, you can reroll failed wound rolls if you're targeting a character. Um, he jumps 12 inches. What, he hits on a two. He still has his uh, um, Inferno Pistol. Uh, he has a four of Invulnerable save. Minus one modifier to the leadership around him. So if they fail their morale check, one more person runs away. Uh, he can deep strike. And you can reroll failed hit rolls for uh, friendly blood angels within six inches. So imagine you take Dante. He's going to just kick righteous butt with on his own. But he like all the guys within six inches of him, one model from the unit, they now reroll hit rolls in shooting and in combat. All right, already pretty good, right? So then let's talk about uh, the Sanguinor. Um, he also gives minus one leadership, so now we're at minus two uh, if you take both. He gets one to the attacks characteristics of Blood Angels Infantry within that's six just, inches. It's still just minus one. Uh, any models. Oh, any models. Okay, you're right. Thank you. So then with the Sanguinor and Dante, now you're rerolling all hits and you plus one attack. Right? And those two guys can like fly around with your jump packs. Then you got Astrath. Um, yeah, so there's all sorts of like layered buffs that you can do for like all these different armies. It's, it's where like the magic comes in. And then having your characters within range at the right times is a key. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of you guys, they they take their power levels from like a four up to like a ten. Like, Here we go. Yeah. And like Astarath, uh, he lets uh, friendly blood angels within six inches use his leadership, and Death Company just automatically pass morale. Yep. So you start seeing how these these aura buffs layer on top of units, and then you take a unit that's like okay, and you go up to amazing. It's the same as an Age of Sigmar. Yep. Uh, um, Darth Braticus, uh Yes, Thunderwolves are really good. They are really good. Why don't we talk about um, what apothecaries do? Because that's pretty crazy. Sure. Um, well, I'll talk about the Sanguinary Priest. If I remember correctly, he has the same. Yeah, he has a North Lyceum. So um, you choose Blood Angels Infantry or Biker unit within three inches of the Priest. Uh, if that unit contains a wounded model, they regain D3 um, lost wounds. If the unit contains no wounded models, but one or more of its models have been slain, on a four plus, you return a model to the unit. Um, uh, and then that's a good place to use your command point, obviously. So uh, what we've been doing is like with a unit like Centurions or Terminators or whatever, uh, you're like, boop, one's back. Yep. Uh, pretty, pretty damn good. How many wounds do they come back? Four wounds? Um, uh, they come back with one wound. One wound. There you go. Really good. Pretty powerful. Really good. So there, there, there's all this stuff. And then another thing you have to get used to, is everything is like all these guys are a single model unit. Like an apothecary is a dude on his own. He's not in a command squad anymore. Yeah. Um, your banner bearer is a guy on his own, but he has you know his four wounds, right? So you do get used to that. Um, just 
Blood Angels are like a premier assault army, which is what they're supposed to be in the fluff. And they are that on the tabletop. Yeah. They hit super duper hard. Yeah, and like we've been talking about, uh, like a lot of these indexes play exactly like you would think they would in the fluff, which is awesome. Yeah, and like units like Sanguinary Guard, which before they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. A two plus save now is like, it's almost like having an invulnerable save. Barely anything in the game is better than AP3. Like, it's very, very rare that anything is like an AP4 even. Yeah. So like a Sanguinary Guard in cover gets shot with a melted gun, he still has a five up save. You get hit with an AP3 weapon, he's got a, a four up save and cover five up in the open. It's like having an invulnerable save. Yeah. Like what we found is that you don't even need an invulnerable save half the time, right? Like Crack Grenade is, uh, Crack Missile's AP2. He's a four up save against it. Uh, and now Sanguinary Guard will have two wounds. And now a Power Sword is really good. It's not silly to take a Power Sword, it's actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, and little things like that really make so many more units more viable. Um, let's see. So you guys want to hear about Thunderwolves? Let's do it. We'll jump in there. Oh, and Gabriel Seth is actually good now. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much all chapter masters for Space Marines have the six-inch aura reroll all failed hits. And then captains have reroll ones to hit. And there's a new guy called a lieutenant. He's a primaris dude. Uh, he rolls rerolls ones to wound, which is a really, really good Ability. Uh, Laugh001, snipers are better against uh, some characters, and then other characters they're not that great against. Um, they're, snipers they're are really okay. hit or miss. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it really depends on who you're playing against and uh, how much line of sight blocking terrain. Like, There's a lot of factors. Snipers are good, though, for like plucking that last wound off of a character so they get rid of their auras. Um, and snipers are really good against Necrons. Yeah, I mean, the, the armies that really fear snipers are like Asher Militarum because their characters are like super... Uh, they have low wounds, low saves. But with Astro Militarum characters, you're usually hiding them. Like, orcs are the ones that can really suffer to snipers because their characters are usually in the open and they usually have a crappy save. Uh, but there are special characters like the Vindicare, which you can take multiple Vindicares. If you take, like, three, you'll ace a character a turn, usually, because um, they ignore cover and they ignore invulnerable saves and they hit on the two, wound on the two. Um, so even, like, a Space Marine character, yeah, with a, like, as long as you save a command point, Typically speaking, you'll 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 smoke them. Uh, Ann Rucker, uh, sorry, I can't pronounce her name. Uh, yes, you can take an all scout army. Uh, scouts are really good. good. Scouts are really yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, Big bad sword. If a weapon gets rid of your save, like altogether with an AP value, you do not get a save. No, it just so, ignores it. Yep, it's just gone. Uh, but you can get like a zero plus save. You get like a negative one plus save. A one always fails. Yep. Like one of the things I like to do is that I've been playing uh, Bulgren with slab shields and uh, the malls, which you can do that now. And then the uh, Astro Militarum have a psychic power that gives you plus one to your save, which is incredibly good. And then if they're in cover, they now have a negative one save, right? But a one always fails. But then if I, someone hits me with like AP two, I'd still have a, one, uh, a fail only on a one. Yep. Um, let's talk about those Thunderwolves because you guys wanted to hear about that. Uh, where are you at? Thunderwolf Cav, uh, T5, three wounds, three of save. Pretty much the same um, stuff they had before. They moved 10 inches. Uh, now hit on a three, wound on a three. Another thing, um, hitting on a three now all the time is a big bon uh, bonus. Yeah, especially for them because they used to hit on fours. <laughs> and like uh, orcs, for example, like they'll hit on threes now. It's one of the reasons why they're so much better. Uh, more of your guys connect their hits. Um, and then Thunderwolves, uh, you can... They get extra, the wolves get extra attacks, and the wolves are actually really good. Um, they make three additional attacks at strength five minus one. 
and uh, like the characters have different Thunderwolves that do different things as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, the the Thunderwolf cavalry are extremely good. So they have two base attacks, and then their wolf gets an additional three. So they have five attacks. And then their their sergeant character has three. Yeah. Um, and then they have all like pretty much all the same weapon options that they did before. Yep. Uh, one of the things we've really found is that uh, power fists you don't tend to take them as much because they're minus one to hit. Um, you really want a character near him that lets him reroll hits. Yeah. Uh, what we found is that you gravitate more towards like power axes, power swords, um, lightning claws are incredible. Lightning claws are incredibly good. Um, now and again, you don't you won't find yourself taking storm shields necessarily all the time um, anymore. Because you don't, you don't need to. No, because you still um, get saves against most weapons. But yeah, Thunderwolves are really good. Um, they're fast, they're durable, um, they hit hard. So. Another great unit uh, for Space Wolves, Grey Hunters. Uh, they're like a normal tactical marine, but for one point you can take a chainsword. So they have a bolt pistol, bolt or chainsword, which is like no, no, nobody gets that anymore. They're really, really versatile. And Blood Claws also um, got quite... Um, they're well, really, really good. I think you're actually going to see Blood Claws more than you're going to see uh, What's that, hunters. buddy? Just because you can take bigger units, and uh, they're a little bit cheaper. When they hit on a three in combat. Yep. And they get plus one attack when they charge. So, like, Blood Claws kick ass, mm -hmm. which means Swift Claws are really good. And uh, Blood Claws, yeah, they're great. Because those big units, you get more mileage out of the aura buffs. That's one of the things that you'll... Uh, you'll find quite a bit is especially for space marines you, you want big units like you'll take you'll take a unit of six centurions now because the the apothecary stands behind him trying to bring one back to life if he dies yeah. um, and then you have more chances to do it in a bigger unit you've got a lieutenant and a, a captain nearby um, they ignore cover with the omni specs they ignore the penalty for moving and shooting so uh, centurions are just, just fucking devastating uh, and you'll you'll take a big unit of them. Yeah. And they'll just and then each guy can shoot a different target. Oh, they're nasty. Um, Marvin the Angry Panda says, "How can everything be really good?" All right, you want to hear something that's bad? Servitors are bad. Yeah, servitors are unbelievably bad. There you go. Yep. I mean, it's, some things are better than others, but like, we we really went out of our way to try and make everything tactically viable. You may not think it's good, and that's fine. Uh, we may not think it's good, and that's fine. But we did our best to make everything uh, playable. Really, that was our goal. Yep. Um, GW did an excellent job. GW did an excellent job. The uh, We'll throw out a couple more buffs for Space Wolves and we'll move on. Uh, really interesting. A good one. Um, uh, Wolfen are oh, amazing, God, by the way. If anybody has any Wolfen or if you want to get some Wolfen, I definitely recommend it. So then I want a cool one, Wolf Priests. Uh, and then we'll talk about Wolfen. Yep. So Wolf Priests, they have an aura. Um, you can reroll failed hit rolls in the fight phase for Space Wolves within six inches. Um, they have a four-up save. All friendly Space Wolves within six inches of this model in the morale phase can use his morale of nine, uh, which is great. And then healing bombs at the end of your movement phase, a Wolf Priest can attempt to heal a single model. Um, they heal D3 wounds. So he can't bring people back to life, but he can heal models um, of infantry, bikers, or cavalry. So if he's near uh, Thunder Wolves, he's yeah. like, boop, I got you, I got you, fam. And he, he helps to heal them. And that's pretty cool. That's something that's unique to the Space Wolves. Yeah. They all have their own psychic powers too. Um, Grey Knights, Blood Angels, Space Wolves. They all have psychic powers. They're all pretty good. Yep. They all get smite. And they all have their own. Yep. Um, and then we'll throw one more buff out there. Let me see. Logan Grimnar. Uh, you do not need to make a morale test for Wolfguard within six inches. And he also has a six inch reroll all misses buff. So... Oh, and Wolfguard are 
amazingly oh, sorry, good. Really Anything that can take combi weapons now, which I, we should mention that, with a combi weapon now, you, you it's not once per game, and you can shoot both weapons every turn. Yeah. It's pretty good. You guys want to hear another bad unit? I think Fenrisian Wolves were pretty bad. I don't remember, though. Um, well, why don't you go over Wolfen, and then, and then we'll move on to another army, because there's a lot. Uh, Bjorn gives you an automatic command point, and he has an aura cool. for rerolling ones. Yeah. And he's a character, and he only has eight wounds, which means that he can hide behind blood claws, and you can't shoot him. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Wolf, you want to go over Wolfen? Let's see. Seven. Uh, it seems like everything got so much more deadly, dealing multiple wounds and such. Do you find that awesome characters... Uh, and expensive units just get deleted before they can do something. Well, the cool thing about characters is they can hide in most cases to where you can't actually target them. Um, and the super expensive units are usually resilient enough to withstand some firepower. So Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're in the open, you'll die. If your opponent wants you to die, you'll die. Uh, if he can see you with his whole army. But like Frankie said, characters, if you play intelligently, it's rare yeah. that they get hit. Um, one thing you do have to be careful of is that if you have your characters in the back, and this has happened to me a couple of times, and I've done it uh, to other people. Uh, you're like, oh, I'm safe. I'm in the back. And then a deep striking unit comes behind you, and you're like, oh, shit. There's <laughs> a wow. Kill your character. And then you're like, whoa, that's bad because I lost my buff, my aura. Um, but typically speaking, yeah. Like Terminators, if you take a 10-man unit like we were describing in the beginning of the cast, um, you're going to be okay because they're just so tough. You know, they have a two-up save. They have 20 wounds in a unit of 10. Yeah. Um, if your opponent wants you dead, you'll die, but Terminators are affordable enough that it's not the end of the world. The rest of your army's coming up and doing their thing. Um, it just depends. Yep. Uh, Wolfen, seven inch move, three, they hit on a three, five, they're BS five, strength five, T4, two wounds, attacks three, leadership seven, four up save. Um, but why don't you talk about what makes them so badass? Well, they get their wolf claws, their frost claws or whatever they're called are ridiculous. And they're plus one strength, minus two AP. Uh, you can make one additional attack and you get to reroll failed wound rolls. So they hit really hard. Um, but their uh, main thing is their curse of the wolfen. Um, so they can do hunt. You can reroll failed charge rolls for friendly space wolf infantry, bikers, and cavalry units within six of this unit. The start of the charge phase. Uh, this range of this ability is doubled to 12 if you're a blood claw unit. So that's pretty good. Gives you reroll charges. Or uh, you got curse of the wolfen kill. You can make one additional attack for models and friendly space wolf infantry biker cavalry units within six or 12 inches with blood claws. Pretty good. Yeah. They, Plus they, one they, attack or reroll charges. They just rip through stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like corn berserkers like that too. Corn berserkers and Karn pile in and attack twice in each combat phase. It's like, oh my yeah. God. Uh, Wolfen, they're great. Yeah. Um, zero, oh, first of all, PSN Mario, thank you so much for subscribing to our Twitch channel. If you guys enjoy this, make sure to click follow. If you would like to support us, please subscribe. It's five bucks a month, and we really appreciate it. And we're going to be bringing back Tuesday Night Fight, all that fun stuff. We'll be playing loads of games. Uh, we're going to have content every day on our YouTube page. So make sure to tune in, and thank you for supporting us. Uh, we had a question about drop pods. Um, a drop pod is one deployment, but if you put units inside of it, it all counts as one. Like Frankie said, say you had 10 characters, and you put them all in the drop pod, it would be one deployment instead of 11. And the way that works is when you're deploying, you go, okay, I'm deploying my drop pod. And then you just put it to the side of the table and you go, that was my deployment for my turn. Yeah. And the next guy deploys and you deploy. And what we found tactically, you do all your reserves first. 
Because you're trying to get your opponent to put the first model on the table so that you can see where he goes. Um, that's a little trick for you guys. Yep. But, uh, yeah, uh, Space Wolves overall are they're really so impressive, good. as are Blood Angels, as are Space Marines. Like, really, they're all really good. We don't, what was the Dark Angels next? So one thing before we go on Blood Angels and uh, Space Wolves, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I feel that there's a real difference now between the Marines. Like, Space Wolves and Blood Angels will kick your ass in combat. Mm -hmm. Like, blood, blood Claws will run up and punch your nuts off. Like, Blood Angels Assault Marines will kick your butt. And it's like, that's, that hasn't been the case since, like, 4th edition. Yeah, well, they do it differently, too. So, like, Space yeah. Marines are really good at shooting, but they also have close combat units. And then Blood Angels have all these auras. Jump Pack guys are better. Um, and then Space Wolves have, like, cavalry and fast-moving units and Wolfen and stuff. So they all have, like, their own little play styles, which is really cool. Yeah, and I think GW did a really, really, really good job of that. And it's one of my favorite things uh, about this edition is that, like, if you want to play Blood Angels or Black Templars, you want to play Black Templars Assault Army, yeah. you can, and it's actually good. Um, are you going to be top tier? Well, that's going to depend on your skill level, and we need to see how the meta develops. Because, um, you know, you guys are going to play more games than we've played in the first day. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Dark Dark Angels are so good. They're so good. Yeah. Uh, Grand Axe. Hey, guys, uh, don't you think Psychic Phase is pretty boring? No. Uh, especially since, no. like, Psychic Heavy Armies are all spamming Smite. No, uh, that's, that's... No, it's it's a lot different how it plays. Like, Psychic Heavy Armies, it's it becomes really, like, a, a kind of like its own game, like placing your models in the right place so your Smites actually hit guys. And then they have their own Psychic Powers. Um, it's 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 a lot better than it was in my opinion. I mean, yeah. you you don't have like fifty dice. You lost how many count? Uh, your opponent has two, and he's not really participating. Now he has a good chance of actually countering you, like denying some psychic powers and stuff. So, I think it's better overall. Yeah, the um, I agree. I agree. And remember, once again, for those of you who are just joining us, these are just the indexes, right? GW has already told us the codexes are coming. I would imagine that the codexes are going to have more stuff in it, right? And considering how quickly they said the codexes are coming, you guys can do the mental math and you guys can figure out how fast they have to be released yeah. to meet what GW has already told you for what they're expecting with the codexes. Like, I would expect they're going to come quickly. Um, Dark Angels are amazing. They're, they're better than they've ever been. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes. Yeah. They're so damn good. So you guys were asking about Ravenwing. Anybody that has the or, or Deathwing... Anybody who has the Unforgiven special rule is, is uh, um, you can uh, uh, automatically pass his morale tests and you can re-roll failed hit rolls against the Fallen, which you know, when, when that ever comes up, there's Take one that. minute. Uh, and then Jink, if the unit advances, meaning if they you know, run or turbo boost or whatever you want to call it, it gains a five plus and vulnerable save against all shooting attacks until the start of your next movement phase. That is something unique to Dark Angels. Um, pretty cool. Again, they have their own psychic powers. Which, uh, to answer like the question about the psychic phase, you have your like generic powers, and then everyone has their own sp specific powers. So there's actually quite a bit of variety. Yeah. Um, the uh, Dark Angels are awesome because so many things that used to not be good are good. Like Deathwing Knights are bad ass now. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really good. Yeah, they have a lot of auras as well. Uh, the, their stacking auras are really good. Azrael's a monster. <laughs> Azrael is so good. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Dark Angels are excellent. Uh, the the uh, Black Knights are extremely good. Um, those plasma talons are monsters. So, so well, let's go talk about Azrael. This is the best he's been ever in any version of the game. So he, he has the reroll hits within six inches. 
uh, for Dark Angels. He gives you plus one command point, and he gives, um, is it units? I can't remember if it's units. I think it's models. Yeah, models within six inches get a four up and vulnerable save. Pretty good. Pretty Not good. Too shabby. Yeah, he's a monster. And he hits like a truck. Yeah. So his, uh, the Sword of Secrets is strength six, AP three, D three damage. He has five attacks hitting on twos. Um, and if you make a wound roll of a six plus, the, mo- the, the, the target suffers a mortal wound in addition to normal damage. He's, he's really like, good. Yeah, he's one of the better chapter masters. The only, his only downside is, is he's slow and he has a two up save. Yeah. Um, and then his, his now his uh, plasma gun, he can shoot it and still charge and attack. Oh, it's, it's, it's glorious. Yep. Uh, Peter Byrne, all models get a four plus plus or just Dark Angels? Uh, just Dark, dark Angels. angels. The, almost every aura in the game only works on your specific faction keyword. It's ultra specific too. Like uh, uh, Lilith from the Dark Angel or the Dark Eldar, the witch character, her aura only works on her witch cult, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a chapter tactic of witches within the Dark Eldar faction. Ultra specific. Yeah. Ultra specific. So, like, you guys can kind of guess what, where that's going. But um, another fun one, Mastercrafted Bolters are actually really good now. Mm-hmm. They're sh- uh, strength 4, AP 1, 2 damage. Like, a Mastercrafted Bolter is actually scary as hell now. Finally. <laughs> They're just like, you're like, no! Um, all their characters are great. Uh, I think they're, they're cha- the interrogator chaplain, chaplain, yeah, lets everybody use his reroll. Uh, enemy units within 6 inches get minus 1 from interrogator chaplains. They give you rerolls in the hit and the fight face for Dark Angels. Um, they're they're great. And let's talk about uh, Black Knights and uh, Deathwing Knights because that's unique units. Yeah, Black Knights are monsters. Their their plasma talons are so good. Um, and then Ezekiel had, a, if I remember correctly, he had a really cool bonus. Yeah, infantry and bikers within six inches of Ezekiel that are slain in the fight phase may pile in and attack again. Um, yeah, pretty good. So Ezekiel, he's the chief librarian of the Dark Angels. He's hanging out with some dudes. You kill them, but before they die, they're like, no, screw you. Ah, it's yeah. great. Super good. Um, let me see. Deathwing Knights, these guys, you never saw them, even though the models are amazing. Now, uh, they can obviously deep strike. Uh, they have the unforgiven rule, meaning they ignore morale. Uh, they can. Uh, they have three plus uh, save. The, the um, um, uh, Mace of Absolution, their weapon is uh, strength eight, AP two, three damage. It's better than a power fist. No minus one to hit. Really, really good. These guys will... <laughs> It will knock your D in the dirt. And then the Flail of the Unforgiven uh, does extra damage. Um, and then once per game, if an enemy psychic power affects the Deathwing Knights on a 3+, plus, it doesn't work. Pretty good. And then we'll talk about the uh, Black Knights. or I think they're now just called the Ravenly Raven Command Squad. Um, I don't think they're called Black, Knight, Black Knights anymore. No. Uh, let's see. Where am I going? Let's see. Uh, do we think that they will be making Dark Angels and Space Wolf Primaris Marines, like uh, their own minis? Uh, probably not. It'd probably just be like different shoulder pads, but yeah. I don't know. We, we, we'd have to wait and see. Oh, no, the Black Knights are still in the game. Um, so they're, they're similar. They have two wounds. All bikers. Bikes give you plus one wound now. Mm-hmm. So across the board, uh, bikes give you plus one wound. So you get your Plasma Talon. It's uh, Assault 2, Strength 7, AP 3, 1 damage, or Strength 8, AP 3. Two damage, all plasma guns are kind of like this. But if you roll a one, you die, um, which is not, you know, that far it's not too fun. Uh, and then they have their Corvus Hammer, strength five, AP one, uh, uh, one damage. Uh, each roll, one roll of uh, six plus causes D3 damage. Pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're really, really good. They move 14 inches, 
Fast and Furious. Uh, somebody's asking about land speeders. Land speeders are really good. Yeah. Especially uh, land speeders with two heavy flame barriers. Yeah, you want a little, you want an uh, insider tip here? You're all gonna, everyone who plays against this is gonna be like, curse you guys. Uh, a unit of three land speeders gets the grab up wash special rule. Uh, it gives you plus four inches to your move. I think you can move 20 inches. I'll look it up. Uh, uh, each uh, land speeder gives two heavy flamers. You go 20 inches up. Six heavy, six D6 strength five AP1 auto hits. You wreck a unit. You charge it so that it can't shoot. And then in your turn, you leave combat and shoot them with the flamers again. And you can't be shot because you're engaged in combat unless that unit falls back. They're beasts. They're so good. It's stupid. Um, let me see. Land speeder. Yeah, you move 20 inches in with a unit of three. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, uh, John Campos is asking how many command points we usually play with. Uh, we usually play with i think the average was about six six to so nine. far six yeah. six to nine is about normal um because what you're gonna do when you're building your list is that anytime you can take a cheap hq and like three elites you're gonna take another detachment to get them to the command point yeah. um or you're gonna go for the for the battalion and um that that is the way that we tend to play because you know you'll take that one extra character just to get another command point yeah uh, very frequently um somebody was asking about iron hands the keyword is in here, but uh, they don't have anything in the index. Yeah, they don't um, have any characters. Because they don't have any characters, like yeah. yeah. Like a lot of the Space Marines, all they have is like just their special characters, that's it. And their aura buff only works on Imperial Fists or uh, Raven Guard or whatever. Um, yeah, Stampeder, it is weird. Flamers auto-hit flyers. Yeah. I, it is goofy. I, I don't care for it personally. I think it's a little silly. Um, but you don't need anti-air weapons anymore. You just don't. No. Like, I mean, in most cases, you're getting like maybe minus one to hit, and that's it. And so. then Space Marines are going to be shooting Space Marine and shooting Chaos Units are almost always going to be twin-linked anyway. Yeah. So you don't really care. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm hitting on a four with a reroll, as opposed to hitting on a three with a reroll. You just shoot them out of the sky. Yeah. Um, flyers, in my opinion, are really hit or miss. Um, we don't use them that much. Mm -mm. Uh, forever support, uh, 2,000 points is the norm for uh, match play. Um, what's the next army we want to go over? I think we covered everything in here. We'll do Death Watch really quick. Where the hell is it? And then we'll do Space Marines. So Death Watch, same stuff. Um, they have a lot of options available to them. Um, they do get special issue ammunition for the guy who was asking about Stern Guard. You can just run him as Death Watch. Yeah. Um, they get all kinds of really cool special ammo. Um, it's relatively similar to what it was. You always want on a two. Uh, add one um, to the hit rolls when targeting unit and cover. Uh, add three inches to the range. Subtract three inches from the range, but uh, improve the AP by um, two. It's pretty good. Not bad. Um, and then you just get a, a ton of options. And then the characters kind of do the same things. They have auras of reroll ones or reroll misses. Yeah. Um, the frag, the frag launchers are absolutely beast mode. They're so good. Yeah. Um, the Death Watch are good. They're, they're really similar to what um, to what they were. Yep. And then why don't we jump into Space Marines because I know a lot of you guys are going to have a lot of questions about Space Marines. Uh, again, you've got, you have to mention this one, Null Zone. Null Zone is very powerful. Null Zone is ridiculous. Uh, it's a psychic power that the Space Marines get. It's a casting value of eight, so it is pretty hard to get off. And um, it's a six-inch bubble where your enemies don't get their invulnerable save. 
It's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's not super powerful, but it is really good. If it's you can get it off. pretty good. Against some armies, like Harlequins, where like, they only have an invulnerable save, they're like, yeah. <laughs> Brat. No, they have four up armor. Do they? Mm-hmm. I thought they only had an uh, invulnerable save. Well, that, that does make it. That does help quite a bit. Yeah, like a lot of things still have armor saves, so it's really not, unless you're like ignoring armor or something. Yeah, but. like uh, Null Zone is like mega super powerful. <laughs> it's pretty good. And the way we've been using it, uh, you either put them on a bike or you put them in Terminator armor, you drop them down, pop your power, hopefully you get it off, and then uh, you light up whatever it is you're trying to kill. Yeah. Although if you drop down Terminator armor, you, you often won't be in range. Uh, the bike is probably the better, or the jump pack, actually, because you can deep track that too. Uh, hit us with some questions about Space Marines. Necrons are amazing. Uh, Helio, we'll get to those. Uh, Still on Imperial 1. Sterngard are gone. No, they're not. Sterngard are in the book. They, they're simplified. The they just they don't have like all the different crazy special ammo anymore. They, their bolter's AP2, though, which is really good. Yep. Dreadnoughts are great. Venerable Dreadnoughts are great with two uh, autocans. It's uh, uh, eight shots. Yeah, eight shots hitting on a two. And again, you could uh, put a captain next to him to reroll ones. Um, Primaris units are really good. Uh, Ulia gym. Um, they're yeah. not overpowering. They're Their just, bolt rifles good. are extremely good. They're longer range than their AP1. Yep. That's it. They have two ones. That's like it. That's the only difference. Yeah. The, um, the flying ones are really, really, really good. The intercessors. Um, I'm not seeing any questions about cool. space marines. Somebody asked about interceptors. They're, they're damn good. They can uh, jump around the table, um, and they have four shots, and they have a uh, force weapon. Uh, Commissar Philip uh, can't put a Dreadnought in a drop pod. No, nope. not anymore. Uh, uh, but you, you can in the Dreadnought drop pod um, in the Forge World. Uh, books and those are up for pre-order right now, and they will be released on release date. Um, you just go to the Forge World website. They, you, you, they have the Dreadnought drop pod still. They do? Yeah. Okay. But that is the only way to deep track a Dreadnought now. Cronus yep. uh, 101 grab guns are good. They're just... Yeah different in the way they work they're, well they're, they're, they're I not think, auto take anymore yeah yeah i think we can all agree grab yeah. was bad for the game right like grab made whole armies unplayable yeah and now they're still like the way we've been using grab is we take a drop pod four grav cannons um these the little space baby that comes in the um a devastator squad lets you shoot one gun twice and you get plus one bs from the sergeant it's ridiculous. So you drop down, you have a captain in there with them or like a chapter master in there with them. And you're twin linked on the unit. You come on the turn, you come down, you're only minus one to hit. Uh, and then the chapter master runs off and punches somebody in the face or like you're the captain or whatever. And uh, grab is still really, really good. But like Frankie said, it's not just like the auto um, take. Rocks 2112, have we tried Robute? Yeah, yeah he's Robute ridiculous. Robute is really good. You're going to see him all things over. in close combat. Yeah, you're going to see him all over. He, he's insanely good all right what codex you get or index you guys want to hear about next oh uh, we were going to do imperium 2 oh were they asking I, I we were so we were going to go in order but it's not a big deal sure uh can you explain any one thing about the dark angel successor chapters not having any counts as named characters now no now you the char- you don't count as characters anymore mr meatball uh games workshop is really big on their intellectual property um there is no uh, chaos. Or there is no counts as characters anymore. Yep. Um, you have to use the their keyword. So what you could do is you could say, okay, I'm playing. Uh, these are like the angels unforgiven or whatever, 
And uh, I'm using Asriel, but he's my guy I made up. But you're using the Dark Angels keyword, they're just painted differently. Yeah. Um, All right, uh, so first up, we've got Astro Militarum. Cargrim, yeah, all Terminators get Deep Strike. Yeah, so uh, Astro Militarum, do you want to go over how orders work? Astro Militarum are amazing. they're, they're, yeah, sorry guys, we're, we're just gonna go in order. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of them. Um, orders are amazing. So now the way that it works is you pick a unit with the same regiment keyword as you. Again, you're seeing this over and over. Um, like if you're a Katachan, a Katachan commander, if you're Strachan, you can only give orders to Katachans. Um, six inch range automatically works. You get one, if you're a senior commander, you get two. And they're, they're great, the orders are great. Um, reroll ones to hit in the shooting phase. Um, hot shot or first rank fire, second rank fire. Um, you get to a rapid fire two. It's incredibly good with scions. Scions are like stupid, ridiculous good, by the way. Um, you can reroll rules of run. Um, you can uh, shoot even if you advance. Uh, you can shoot even if you fall back. That one's really good. Yeah. That one's really good. Uh, move, move, move. Um, you can uh, uh, immediately move as if we're the movement phase and you must advance. So you can move advance and then move advance. You can have a guard unit that like runs across the table. <laughs> Um, and then uh, fixed bayonets, you can you can fight as if it were the fight phase. Really good. Um, broad strokes with Astro Militarum, they're damn damn good. Like, wow, they're they're better than they've been. They haven't been this good since early fifth edition. I would say. What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Astro Militarum are extremely good. Um, so, they play a lot different than they used to. They do. And one thing you have to get used to is the fact that all your characters are individual little dudes. Like everyone, like the astropath, uh, the master of ordnance, and they're like wimpy little dudes that are easy to kill. So you have to really protect them. Um, the units that you'll jump out at you right away, uh, conscripts are one of the best units in the game. Uh, they're stupid good. Yeah, for, for their points cost, they're extremely good. Uh, the Death Strike missile, Joe Drake, is it's a haha unit. Um, it does mortal wounds and it, it can blow things away, but it. You usually don't even get to shoot it. Um, Man- Mana cores and Bastos, I think, are better. Manicor, the, the Hydras, or the, uh, the Wyvern's actually really good, too. Mm-hmm. The Mana core, I think, is the best one. Yeah, Bastos are good. And we'll, we'll, we'll go through that. Um, broad Strokes for the Astro Militarum, I played the crap out of these guys. Um, Commissars and Conscripts is like peanut butter and jelly. Amazing combo. Um, Strachan with, with Katachan Conscripts is amazing. Um, Basically, the, the Commissar, you can never lose more than one dude on a morale check. So you can have a big, giant unit of conscripts, take 15 casualties. Of course, you fail your morale check. The Commissar is like, pow, nope. And they're like the ultimate screen unit. They're really good. Yep. Um, veterans are amazing because now they can take three special weapons, a heavy flamer and a heavy weapon. Not bad. <laughs> a lot of weapons going yeah. on. I've been running them in a, a Chimera. With different weapon configurations, my favorite is three flamers, a heavy flamer, and a chimera with two heavy flamers and a storm bolter. Are you seeing a pattern? There's a lot of flamers in that. Are game. you seeing a pattern? <laughs> it's the fire brigade. <laughs> they don't put them out, they start them. Um, veterans are really good for going up the table. Bulgren are super duper duper good. Uh, I run them with a Primaris Psyker. The Primaris Psyker has amazing psychic powers. He's really damn good. Um, giving him plus one to save. Um, I won't go over everything, obviously, that would take forever. Uh, some of my favorite units, Rough Riders are really good. They can outflank. Uh, take a unit of five, put a power axe on the sergeant, keep him off the board until turn three, look for an objective that's weak, come out, jump on it. Um, 
you can use your lance every every turn you charge. It's not just once per game. Yep. Scout Sentinels are MVP. Amazing. Scout Sentinels are incredible. Yeah, they're so good. So they get a pregame scout move. They move nine inches. Uh, they're T5 with six wounds and a four-up save. They're actually hard to kill. Heavy flamer on each. The pattern continues. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Lehman Russes, though. Uh, the iconic vehicle for And then uh, Lehman Russes are, are damn good. Um, Hellhound pattern vehicles are really good. Uh, the Lehman Russ, again, if you want to sit back and shoot uh, with pass, pass gives them BS2. Uh, the tank orders are reroute ones to hit. I typically run mine with a Punisher cannon or the Eradicator cannon and the three heavy flamers. Run up the field and just nuke people. Um, in the artillery section, uh, you're going to see that the Basilisk and the Mana Core is amazing. Uh, they're both really good. The Basilisk gets to reroll the number of shots it gets and take the highest. Yeah. That's why it's good. The Mana Core just gets 2d6 shots. Damn good. And they're all AP2 and they do uh, D3 damage a pop. You'll wreck people. They're really, really good. The super heavy uh, tanks are really solid. Um, yeah, they're great. And now the special characters are obviously regiment specific. Um, Commissars, amazing. Yarick is one of the best HQs, I think, in the game. Yeah, Yarick is really good. Yeah. He has a, um, uh, an aura of obviously you never lose more than one in a, from a morale check for Ash Militarum. Uh, he gives all Ash Militarum reroll ones to hit. Uh, they don't have a lot of things that do that. Uh, it's like Sergeant Harker and Yarick, basically, that's it. Yeah. Um, so Sergeant Harker is like one of the best guys in the Astro Militarum. And he just sits back there behind a bunch of tanks and gives them reroll ones to hit. Yep. Yark does the same thing. He also gives people his uh, uh, morale. Uh, really, really good. And then, of course, have to mention Scions. Uh, Scions are, are stupid, ridiculously good. Um, take command squads, give them four plasma guns, deep strike, and blow people away. Yep. They get a lot of deep strikers, a lot of... Uh Low AP weapons, really good. Um, Ion is asking, can no. uh, Pask give orders to himself? No, no, I think Pask is the only one that can. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. he has the rule that lets him... Um, the command tanks can give orders to other tanks, which is cool. Yeah, he's the only one that can give it to Katie and Lehman Russ characters, and he has the keyword Lehman Russ um, and character. So he can order himself, and he can order other tank commanders, but that's it. Other tank commanders can't order themselves. I know it's weird. Yeah, um, yeah Harker is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he is good. It's, it is kind of funny. Uh, can you get reroll ones on the roll of seeing how many shots you get from a Lehman Russ Battle Cannon? Uh, command point is the only yeah, way to do that. Yeah, command points. Um, any other questions, guys? Like, I, I'm a, obviously very enthusiastic Astro Militarum player, and I'll, I'll rattle on forever, and we have a lot to get through. So if you guys have any questions, why don't you fire my way? Oh, other outstanding all-star ridiculously good units, the Torox Prime. Uh, probably too good honestly uh he's cheap he hits on threes and he has mad crazy firepower yep the torx prime is a beast yeah um, scions are actually one of the most powerful armies in the yeah. game which is funny yeah we've already gone over space marines guys uh if you guys want to catch that it will be on youtube or um, go to the uh go to the notes and check the minutes um wh why don't we talk about some of the fun units like ogren ogren bulgren rattlings they're all really good done <laughs> talked about them well, Rattlings are a really good sniper unit because they're so cheap, and they get plus two to their cover, their save and cover, and they hit on a three, and they're only 10 points a dude, right? So you yeah, take a really unit cheap. of 10 Rattlings, and they'll, they'll, they're actually dangerous, and they can shoot and then move. It's one of the only things in the game that can do that. So you can blast a character and then hide. Yeah, um, it's super powerful. Uh, you talked about Bulgren earlier, how resilient they are. They hit really they hard, They hit too. really hard. Yeah, the Bulgren Wall does two damage. It's strength seven, AP one. 
Ogren are really good. They're cheap. Um, they're a really fun unit to put into a Chimera and go up the table, just run up the table. Um, <laughs> you can take Nord Degdog or Ogren uh, Bodyguards, which are pretty fun. Um, they are funny. They're really good, and they can take wounds for characters. It's, it's pretty good. Um, Valkyries, a lot of people were tripping out about these because they look shitty. Um, they're not a gunboat. What you do is you take three command squads, stick it in the Valkyrie because you can hold 12, and then it moves, they get out, and then they nuke something. That's why you take a Valkyrie. Because it can move 20 inches, and they can get out. And it gets out from any point underneath the tank. It's like... It's, it's super powerful. It's really good. Or you take um, uh, special weapon squads with demo charges. Yep. Which is a good time. Good time. Um, Adeptus Mechanicus. We already covered quite a bit of this. Uh, well, did, did anybody ever have any other questions about Ash Time uh, before we moved on? Vendettas aren't in the. Um, vendettas aren't a thing. Vendettas are no, they are. They're in the. Uh, they're in the Forge World Index, which are coming out on release day. Cool. Yeah, they're not. In, vendettas are not in the um, uh, Ash Militarium Index anymore. It's just the Valkyrie, uh, but you just pick up the, the Forge World Index and you can grab those. Uh, no jump shoot jump from Tau. Um, sorry. Uh, we already talked about Chimeras quite a few times, Megazerac. Why don't you check the, the notes? Um, plasma cannons. Oh, yeah, plasma guns on the Executioner are terrible. They're terrible. You, 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 if you roll a one, you take six mortal wounds and the gun explodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> battle cannons roll is a high damage weapon. The battle cannons are great. Yeah. They're really, really good. The double battle cannon on knights is probably, I think it's the best weapon available to them. Yeah. Uh, it's D6 shots, um, uh, strength eight, AP2, D3 damage. And the knight gets two d six shots. It's extremely good. Um, yeah, the vendetta is not in the in the index, guys. Um, do you guys have any other questions about uh, Ash Militarum? Uh, the exterminator. It's four shots. Um, yeah, you would think it would have been eight, but it's not. It's four. I'll double check. Uh, how do we like the stormlord? The stormlord hits like a truck. Dude. It's it's the best one in in the index. Yeah, um, the stormlord is the best. Uh, super heavy. Yeah, the Stormlord is so good. He has huge transport capacity as well. The Exterminator Auto Cannon is heavy for it, yeah. Um, the, uh, any other questions about Ashmill Town? Uh, does it have six last cannons? No, it has three twin last cannons, um, which is not quite the same because you can only shoot three targets. Uh, let's see. Um, Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah, uh, we, we touched on a lot of this earlier. Uh, Belisarius Crawl is amazing. His gun is super good. He gives uh, gives you guys a reroll like a chapter master. Yeah, um, he's so got the order guys within six. Um, <laughs> he's also very the, resilient. Yeah, the call is ridiculous. Yes. Talk about the Electro Priest because that stuff is amazing. Yeah, so Electro Priest, uh, I don't know if you guys even know that there are models for Electro Priest because nobody's ever put them on the table. Uh, but yeah, no, they do have models and they are quite good. Um, so you've got the Fulgrite uh, Electro Priest. These are the close combat versions. Uh, they have plus two strength, minus two AP, D3 damage with, with each attack. Each time you make a wound roll of a six with this uh, weapon, the target suffers D3 mortal wounds <laughs> instead of the normal damage. They are monsters. Yeah. And uh, once they kill something in close combat, they go up to a three plus invo save. Yeah. Not bad. They hit like a freaking yep. freight train. They also have a five plus invo save normally. And uh, yeah, they're, they're extremely good, especially when you uh, have their... Um, what are they called? 
what's the cult mechanicus thing called? The uh, canticles. Yeah, so you get canticles, which can give you like rerolls to hit, uh, uh, plus one strength, all that stuff. It's really good. The canticles are amazing, um, and electric priests are badass. And then you have the shooting version, which is also really good. Uh, 12 inch range, assault three, strength five, uh, one damage. Each hit roll of a six causes three hits. <laughs> they have so many shots just blasting downfield. Um, they also have a five plus invo save, and uh, they get a uh, five up feel no pain. So, type thing. Type move. Yeah. Um, somebody was asking is there any reason to take uh, breachers or destroyers? Yeah, they're uh, both really good. Their firepower is extremely good. Uh, like the heavy arc rifle does D3 damage, and then when you're shooting at a vehicle, it does D6 damage, and you have two shots each. Um, yeah, they're really good at cracking open vehicles. Uh, that's actually the weakness of uh, uh, Colt, is they don't have a lot of long range to pop open vehicles, so you take the breachers and uh, units like that to pop them open. Do canicles apply to Skitari? Asks Ryan TSG. Uh, yes, sir. Because they're they're all they're all co uh, adeptus mechanicus now. Yep. Um, and I think canticles affect uh, adeptus mechanicus, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it's all units with canticles, and I'm like ninety percent sure that. Oh, if you are. have the canticles special rule. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are they at? Right there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they yep. do. So uh, they're they're really showing you that they, it's all one army. Yeah. Um, oh, rust stalkers. Uh, Rust stalkers are pretty good. It was the infiltrators that are badass. Yes, the infiltrators are really badass. Um, and then uh, the, the rust stalkers are okay. They're not bad, but yeah. the, the infiltrators are just better. Yeah, um, the infiltrators get to infiltrate. So, and they hit really hard. Yes, they start um, nine inches away, and then with their taser goes, they get crazy good. <laughs> Um, and then the iron striders and stonian dragoons are really good, yes. like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall. Uh, uh, Colt Mechanicus and Skatari are really strong. Um, not too many units in here that you won't be seeing. The Rangers and Vanguard were kind of lackluster, in my opinion. But uh, overall, solid. But then solid they had that cool sniper rifle that was pretty fun. Yeah, the sniper rifle was pretty good for the uh, Vanguard. The something or for the Rangers. Or whatever yeah. the heck it's called. Yeah. The Arquebus is amazing. But we, we all thought that the Colt Mechanicus was great. Yep. Um, if you guys have any other questions, we talked about them quite a bit in the beginning, and we got a lot to get through, so we'll, we'll keep rolling. And then remember, guys, too, uh, if you want to buy any of this stuff, you can do so at a discount. Uh, Nightbot is throwing up the link to our store. You can pre-order it from us. Um, free shipping over 99 bucks, discounted price. And we're going to be doing content every day until release. So um, go over to the blog post at Frontline Gaming. Let us know what you want to know more about, and we'll be happy to, to dive in. But let's talk about Knights. Knights are really powerful. Knights, oh, Knights are crazy. So uh, somebody asked a question in the chat earlier. Do you think there's anything that might be overpowering or that might disrupt the balance of the game? I'm going to throw it out there that uh, triple three plus knight armies, I think, might. Um, in our games, um, it wasn't like a landslide. It wasn't like overwhelming, like, oh, my God, you lose every time. It's just like we, you just can't kill that many of them. They have 24 wounds <laughs> in their T8. Um, yep, they have a three plus save, five plus invo save against shooting. They're super powerful yeah. and their firepower is amazing. Yeah. Their close combat is excellent. Yep. Um, they're a really, really good army. And when you are making a list, definitely keep knights in mind because you will need high damage, uh, low AP weapons to take them down. Yeah, and, and what we have found, um, what, what I have found in my experience is the best way to kill knights is melee because they don't get their invulnerable save. 
Um, and like, like in my article on Games Workshop's page, talked about trigons. I've got a trigon like one shot a night. Now it's not likely to occur, but it can. Yeah. Right. Like. And there will be occasions where you just X a night super fast and your opponent's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and like usually the one night you can take out pretty quick, but then the, a, a savvy night player is going to kill the things that can kill it. And then at the end, like towards you get to like turn three, four, five, um, you won't like, you won't be able to deal with the, like there'll be like one night left and he's just like kicking the crap out of you. Yeah. And you're like, damn you. And you can't pin him in combat. Um, you can move block them, but you can't pin them in combat. Right? Like, no, Titanic, I think they, they can step over you. I think that's only when they're engaged. Yeah, they can move. Uh, unfolds, right. Sorry, guys, we're just reading a rule really quick. Yeah, it can only step over enemy models if it falls back. <laughs> yeah. But it can't do it normally. So, like, a conscript's like, oh, zone defense. <laughs> like, yeah. But then he charges him, and the guy's like, ha, dummy, see ya. So, Knights, yeah. I think, can disrupt the game. I think, I think Guillemin is still a bit much. Um, but as you get better at the game, you can kill Guillemin. Things like um, Null Zone, for example. You take away his invulnerable save, and you just blast him with plasma guns, and you can take him out. Um, nothing is, like, so good that it's, like, not fun. But there are things that are, like, ooh. Like, three, four night armies is really hard to deal with. Yeah, their firepower is amazing. I mean, they get the rapid-fire battle cannon, which is heavy 2d6 shots, strength 8, minus 2, yeah. d3 damage. Um, and then you can get the Gatling gun, which is also a heavy 12, strength 6, minus 2, 2 damage. So they can pop open vehicles. They can kill infantry. Uh, knights are extremely powerful. Definitely keep them in mind when you're making a list. Um, somebody put in there, Smite's family would be good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Smite is extremely it's good against really knights. Good. You get 110 on one of those rolls, you're doing D6 mortal wounds, and you might want to use a command point to re-roll that. Yeah. Um, that will hurt a knight really quick. So. Yeah, and, and we have found that the, the shooting knight is the best one, again, because the knight's feet, the stomps, are as good, arguably better, than its Reaper Chainsword. Um, oops. Uh, the, the stomps are just so good. You're going to use them more often than not. Yeah. So then in that instance, it's like, go all shooting. Because really, the knight's more vulnerable to melee than he is to shooting. So frequently, you wanna, your, your knight's going to be like backing up and blasting people. Yeah. Um, he gets Overwatch now. Uh, knights are really, really good. Yeah, stir crazy. Good point. Yeah, knights are extremely expensive, so they yeah. should be really good. I totally agree. Um, yep. and they are. <laughs> I just I, like when you guys play against uh, like three, four night armies. Let us know what you think, because in our games, like like I said, you didn't they didn't win every time or anything like that. But it was just like it got to the point where you ran out of tools to deal with them, and you're just kind of like watching the night just but with more terrain and stuff they're not going to be able to do as much damage and yeah so. <laughs> if you have enough buildings on the table they literally won't be able to move <laughs> yeah so there you go um so then we've got uh sisters, sisters of battle. battle pretty much uh adeptus soritus or uh what is this ministrum tommy, tommy tucker how do orcs kill knights it's not that hard you just charge in with your boys and kill them yeah um you you can hurt them now mm -hmm. right your fists can hurt them. You've got Big missiles. missiles. Like, yep. orcs have plenty. Of orcs are really good. Um, yeah, you just run in. You just kick the shit out of them with just choppers. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sisters of Battle. Very good. Yep. Extremely good. Uh, yep. I'm really excited to see this. Uh, Shield of Faith. They all have an invo save. They have a six-up invo save. Some of their characters buff you up to, like, fives. Um, really powerful. And then they've got their Acts of Faith, which are also really good. Um, so on a two plus, you get an act of faith. Um, you can either uh, move, uh, you can shoot, or I think you can swing in close combat. Yep. And you could also heal if you lost some wounds. 
Um, so you already get one. Uh, Celestine gives you an extra one automatically. And then they also have another character that on a four plus, you get a, an additional active faith. So you can do three and you can take as many of those characters as you want. So you can get a bunch of acts of faith. Um, I was running with about three whenever I was playing. No, uh, Viper um, 666, you're wrong. Uh, you can have as many acts of faith as you want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you just take characters and stuff and you get bonuses. Um, but uh, the only one that's guaranteed is from Celestine. Yeah. So the other ones are on like a two plus or a four plus. Yep. Um, but yeah, acts of faith are really good, especially when you're playing against those knights and you have some melt guns right up in their face. You're like, I'm going to go ahead and shoot yep. right now. And I'm going to shoot in the shooting phase. Yeah, but Viper 666, we found that you didn't need more than that. Yeah. Right. No. Like I was playing with three and that was about it. Yeah. Like really and truly like in most cases you're going to be inside of a vehicle and you can't do it. Your vehicles don't get to get the benefit from it. Um, your penitent engines don't get the benefit. So there are a lot of units that don't actually get to use acts of faith. Yeah. And the thing is, though, is like, it's just like, uh, um, like no one else gets to do this in the game. No one else gets to shoot twice or, or like, well, Scott and you know, you, but you have to like kill a unit to get it. Yeah. Um, everybody else has to take like a psyker or a character that has a special ability that can affect one unit to make it act again. So it's really in alignment with every other army in the game. Um, that is interesting. Somebody pointed out that Celestine doesn't have the unique role. <laughs> so per raw, you could take more than one Celestine. That's clearly a mistake. Clearly a mistake, and I can tell you, uh, at least in our events, we're going to treat her as a unique model. So don't don't buy multiple Celestines. Do yourself a favor. Uh, but she is ridiculously good. Yeah, she's a beast. She has a heavy flamer. She's super good in close combat. She moves fast. She gets automatic acts of face, so she can fly at the table. She moves. She can move up to 24 inches in a turn. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she's really good. Uh, Celestina's beast. Uh, her two uh, superior are extremely good as well. They revive every turn. Um, yeah, she she's super good. Um, she really makes the Sisters of Battle an excellent army. She's an auto-include in the army. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree. Unfortunately, you yeah. don't want auto-includes, but she is. Um, um, the uh, Are auto-cannons worth it? Yes. Yes, auto-cannons are extremely good. Heavy bolters are a badass, mm -hmm. and they're really good too, but auto-cannons are awesome. Um, yep. uh, Tony didn't like them. Um, he didn't mm -hmm. care for them, but I felt they're really good. Yeah. Um, yes, Sisters of Battle are extremely good for, they have all sorts of access to heavy flamers, their emulators are amazing. Yeah, their transport um, vehicle is a 12-inch 2D6 flamer. Yeah. Uh, Repentia are monsters in close combat. They run in and hit you super hard. Um, and then people are asking about Penitent Engines. Penitent Engines are the business. They're ridiculously good. They are so good. Uh, it's kind of a counter-assault uh, unit. But yeah. um, their big thing, they hit like a brick shit house. They have two heavy flamers. On a four plus, they get to pile in and attack again. Frank, first time you did that to me, I was like, what? what? Yeah. I was like, yay, I lived. And he's like, oh, four plus, I'm attack again. I'm like, oh, yeah. all my race cards were just all poof. <laughs> like, damn it. You're like, oh, command point. I'll reroll that. Yeah. Here I come. Um, yeah. Stir crazy. How do we feel about grav now? You feel like plasma? It's, yeah, well, you answered your own question. Because now you're like, should I take plasma or should I take grav? Isn't that the point? Yep. Shouldn't it, should it be not be an auto uh, auto attack? Uh, grab's great. Everyone's like, oh, it doesn't have five shots. Reroll the hit, reroll the moon, blah, blah, blah. Well, that yeah. was stupid. But now it's really good for killing big things. Like, you want to deal with a knight? Yep. Devastator squad and a drop pod will kill a knight. Yeah. Yep. Um, with uh, the faith rules, the way transports work now, uh, and how expensive they are, do you think fully mechanized? Oh, yeah, no. Sisters of Battle go fully mechanized. 
Yeah. Uh, your, your pinned engines obviously don't. Celestine can't. Yes. Uh, but you'll take uh, you'll take like for example, Frankie was running um, the elite detachment with all um, Dominions with melt guns inside of emulators. So you have like all melt guns, all heavy flamers. Celestine buffing you up. I think you took one simulacrum. Um, mm-hmm. Penitent engines. It's a great list. Yeah, it's super good. The the penitent engines are beasts, and uh, I definitely agree with you, Viper. Once you get one of those glued together, you have to play it. <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then another thing to mention: priests are stupid good. Priests are so ridiculously good for their points. Yeah. They give uh, sisters of battle or astro militarum plus one attack in their in their bubble. So you have like little conscripts that have Strachan and the priest, and they're like, ah, three attacks each. You're like, what is this? <laughs> Get up. Super good. Um, then you have the psychers for Astro Militarum. Oh, don't act too excited there, buddy. So Astro Militarum psychic powers are great. They're really, really good. Weird being psychers suck. I'm just going to call it like it is. Yep. The Astropath is the best one, point for point, because he has another buff where he can make a friendly Astro Militarum unit get ignore cover on a target. But he's an elite. The primary psycho is an HQ. He helps you unlock more detachments. I take the primary psycho on almost every single list I play. Yeah. He's his, so his good. Psychic powers are great. Yeah. So. You can win really quickly. Um, uh, he has a, a mortal wound dealing one, a morale debuff, and a plus one save to an Ash Militarum unit, which is really fun when you put it on a Stormlord. <laughs> like, uh, or again, you put it on Conscripts and then they come up to a four plus save. You're like, damn it. Uh, next, we've got Sisters of Silence. Um, they're in the they're, like Psyker faction now, which yeah, I thought was strange. They're in a weird place. But um, it's there's there's two units. There's their Rhino, and then there's three different versions of the Sisters: one with bolters, one with flamers, flamers one with swords. Yeah, the flamer one's the best. Yep, flamer ones are really good. The swords are, oh, they're all right. They're like a force weapon. And then um, what is their special power for Psychic Abomination? I can't remember what it does off the top of my head. Uh, it can never be targeted or affected by a Psychic power. Uh, in addition, enemy psychers must subtract one from tests um, and deny the witch test within 18 inches to a maximum of negative four. Ooh. Not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, and that doesn't work when they're in a transport. So if you take multiple MSU units of these and you're playing Magnus or whatever, uh, you can just shut them down. Yep. Pretty good. Ooh, the assassins. The assassins. So the assassins are really good. Um, my favorite is the Everser. He's only 70 points. Um, they all can appear on the table. Uh, nine inches away, the Kalexis, or I'm sorry, the Kaladis can appear closer than that. The Eversur pops up within nine inches and he has a 3d6 inch charge and he goes batshit when he charges. He does, what does he have, like eight attacks or something he like that? He gets plus two attacks, so he yeah. goes up to eight. Yep. He has eight attacks and Lightning Claws are really good now because they're AP2 with Shred. So the Eversur is like, just wrecks something from out of reserves. Really fun. I think the Vindicare is the next best. Yeah, Vindicare is extremely good targeting those characters. Uh, he'll bring he'll actually bring characters down pretty quick. Yes, um, um, and then the Calidus is doesn't look good on paper, but it's really good because she makes you burn more command points to use a stratagem. Yeah, and I'd say out of all of them, the Clexus is the weakest. Yes, he is. The, the Clexus is just not as good. Psychic power, like he's not as powerful anti-psyker anymore, but he's still he's still good. But he's, I'd say he's the worst of the assassins yeah. now. Then we've got uh, the Inquisitor faction. Jesus. Uh, so we've got uh, Inquisitor Kodiaz. He still has... Uh, I've been expecting you. I've been expecting you. Which he's like one of the only things that has Interceptor in the whole game. Yeah. So it's really good. Um, really, really good. Um, the, uh, assassins don't take a detachment slot of their own. Yeah, you can just stick them in. 
So if you have a detachment that's, that's the imperial keyword, you can use them as an elite. Yep. If you had a detachment that was like only a more specific uh, keyword, you, you might not be able to use them. Kodiaz is still good. He's still really good. I don't know anybody saying yeah. rip Kodiaz. Anytime somebody comes on the table, you get to pick a unit within six inches and they get to shoot. You're like, wow, that's pretty good. Ilian, um, plasma cannon spontons, unfortunately, are not good for Lehman Russes unless you can reroll ones. Even then, they're still not good. Uh, I go all heavy flamers or I go all heavy bolters. Yep. And next up, we've got the Custodes. Um, did you talk about Grayfax? Negative. Going back to Grayfax. Oh, Acolytes, Acolytes with Kodiaz. Did you talk about that combo? Uh -uh. So Acolytes can all take plasma guns. And then Kodiaz can let them shoot anything in range when someone deep strikes in or appears from reserves. Yeah. Acolytes all... Bop, 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 and they're like six points a guy. Yeah, they're uh, super cheap. Yeah. But a Grayfax had a really cool rule, if I remember correctly. Um, okay. She, uh, she, can, she can target characters that are psychos or demons even if they're not the closest. Um... She has plus one to deny the witch. Um, and then she gives everybody her leadership. Okay, that's it. I thought she had another special role. Must be. I, I'm thinking of her, her current version. Yeah. Um, it's crazy now. So, yeah, the, the psychic, the Inquisition, they're cool. They, yeah. like, Acolyte unit's still funny. You have all Stormbolters, which is kind of yep. good for a laugh. You can still take the Jakaros. The science the monkeys. Um, pretty good. And then uh, Adeptus Custodes, they, they play very similar to the, how they do um, Currently, now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're beasts in melee. But yep. it's hard to get them up the table. Yeah, their spears are minus three, D3 damage. Uh, you can take a land raider, though, put them in there. Yeah, they hit really hard. They're, yeah. they're, they're hitting on twos, so they're like characters. They have three attacks. Um, they're definitely going to be putting the punch down on some people. Yep. And then their, uh, their shooting attack is really good, too. Rapid fire, strength four, minus one, AP, two damage. And then they have their Venerable Contemptor Dread. Uh, he has 10 wounds, so he has a degrading profile, which actually is kind of a bummer. <laughs> You'll quickly find that you want things to be at nine wounds and then not any higher. Yeah. No. Uh, so the, the Custodes, it's the same as always. It's like, how do you get them up the table? Because uh, you can only ride in a transport that has your faction keyword. Um, like specific faction keyword. Like, yeah. like a transport will say, like, I can only carry Ultramarines or whatever. Um, so Custodes, they hit like a brick shit house. It could be a challenge. Let's get him up the table. Um, first person to recommend a codex, a faction, that's the book we're going to review. Right? Or do you yeah. want to just jump into chaos? Which one? Oh, yeah, go for it. Okay, first person gets to choose the next one. You've got chaos, Xenos 1, or Xenos 2. Um, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the, the custodians are really good. Um, Xenos, Xenos 2. 2, you got got. You got got. <laughs> Done. Xenos 2, so we've got Orcs first. Ooh, this is one of my favorites. There you go. One of my favorites. Uh, I've been playing Orcs for a long time. Sorry, guys. You got gotted by got got. <laughs> so Orcs are freaking awesome. They're so good. Like, they haven't been this good since 5th um, edition. Uh, so they're, they're army-wide abilities. They have their clan keywords, first of all. Some characters only affect, like, snake bites or whatever uh, for a second couldn't think of any but they have two abilities that are absolutely amazing here we go a unit with this ability can reroll failed charge rolls they almost all have it um, they get reroll charges don't need those command points for that so good um, mob rule a unit with this ability can use the number of models in their unit as their leadership okay already amazing in addition, a unit with this ability can use a leadership characteristic of any friendly orc unit within six inches. Wow. 
Orcs has some of the best morale control in the whole game. Yep. It's incredible, right? So you have a unit of Orc 30-yard boys. They are leadership 30. <laughs> Boom. Like I took 15 casualties, all only leadership 15. Derp, derp, derp. And if I remember correctly, that is exactly the way it works. I don't think there's a cap on, on um, um, characteristics anymore. But even if you get dropped down to like six, you can use a um, like a, a war boss or something nearby. So th they already get that. Um, you get really, really cool psychic powers. The one I mentioned in my article was the jump. Uh, you cast it on an orc infantry unit. It's uh, casting value seven within six inches of the weird boy. Take that unit, pick it up, put it anywhere on the table nine inches away from the enemy. Wow. Yep. Wow. You could take a unit. What really I found is uh, the best way to do it is to go with like uh, shooter boys, like 30 shooter boys. And you just pop them over and just, just wreck something. Um, Mega knobs are really good yep. with it. Um, they also have a headbanger. It does uh, mortal wounds. Or no, actually, I'm sorry. It just outright kills somebody. <laughs> and then Warpath is the other one that's amazing. Like, the orc psychic powers are so good. Warpath is uh, casting value 7. Select an orc unit within 6 inches and increase the unit's attack characteristics by 1. Not too shabby. Yeah, now my orc boys have like a million attacks. Um, my mega knobs are better. You're like, yes. Oh god, they're so good. Uh, the war boss is is the best character. Um, the war boss and the weird boy, they're all good. See, the problem with or the only problem with orcs is that the characters are all so good mm -hmm. that you really you want to take all of them, and it gets to be a challenge to, to to choose which ones to take. But the war boss has two abilities which are absolutely ridiculous. Wah, orc infantry within six inches can advance and charge. They're really fast. Orcs have a movement value of five. They're a little slow. So you go five plus D6 plus two D6 charge, reroll the charge roll. Wow. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It also has breaking heads. Uh, in, uh, friendly orc units within three inches. If you fail a morale check, he does D3 mortal wounds to the unit, and then they pass. It's so good. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really good because your guys aren't running away, like, all over the place. So say you lose, like, ten orcs. You don't lose ten guys. You lose D3. Yeah. Here we go. And all orcs <laughs> went up plus one strength. Um, and, uh, it's amazing. So a war boss is base strength six, an orc is base strength four, a knob is five. That is a huge difference. They're all they're all hitting on twos or threes in combat. So orc boys do so much more damage. They swing first when they charge. They are getting into combat. They take less damage from morale. It's like orcs are so much better. It's not. It's like ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much more fun they are to play. Yeah, it's like night and day. Orcs are extremely good. Yeah, in our, te <laughs> in our test games, they, they won all the time. Uh, really, really good. Um, and then, of course, you got your war boss on a bike. Got your weird boy, which I already covered. Your big mech. They have a Kef. Kef is, is different than it's been. Um, like in 7th edition, it's an invulnerable save that works against shooting. It only works on orcs. It doesn't work on your opponents anymore. And it's models within 9 inches. So uh, it's not units. It's just models. I feel like it's a good compromise. Um, if it was units and you're stringing them out all the way across the table, it gets a little ridiculous. But the big mech is still like, you're going to be seeing him all over the place. Um, if he's in a vehicle, he only affects the vehicle that he's in. Uh, he can fix um, he can fix vehicles and heal. I think it's D3, yeah, D3 wounds. Um, big mechs are amazing. They're really, really good. Um, yeah. I find that you take the big mech and a pain boy. Pain boy gives him a six up, feel no pain. And again, you take that for every wound. And then the big mech has a five plus plus. And you, you can very easily get two units of 30 boys um, in that. And then you put the big and the, the war boss and those three characters in between two units of 30 boys. You can get three units of 30, really. And then they all kind of like march up the table and the boys are like so hard to kill. It's crazy. It's really powerful. Yeah, really, really good. 
Uh, Gasgol is a beast again. He's he's fucking yeah. great. Um, oh God, there's so much to talk about with Orcs. I, I get a little carried away when I'm uh, excited. But um, Orcs are absolutely fantastic. They have so many synergistic combos, tons of characters that are good. Basic Orc boys are amazing. Um, you can run them in trucks. It's my favorite way to play. You can run them on foot um, and do big hordes of boys because uh, when they have 20 or more models, they get plus one attack. They're base two. Um, and then uh, choppas give you plus one attack. So on the charge, you're going to be normally getting three or four attacks hitting on threes at strength four. They're just, uh, they're just so good. Yeah. I mean, you played against me a lot. Like, what are some of your thoughts on the orcs? No, I totally agree with everything that you said. I mean, the, the characters buff them. Uh, they hit a lot harder. They get to swing first now when they charge. Uh, kill cans are a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Gorkonauts are great. Um, really and truly, like, the orcs just got completely buffed. Like, they're, they're really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, can you cast psychic powers from inside of a vehicle? No, you can't do anything from inside of a vehicle. Uh, Burner boys are ridiculous. Assault D3. Uh, it depends on what kind of vehicle, too. Uh, like, open top, you can still shoot out of and stuff like that. But uh, Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Burner boys, uh, assault D3 <laughs> times 15 out of a battle wagon is pretty good. Tank buses are great. Knobs actually are, are dramatically improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a knob... Strength 5, T4, 2 wounds, 4 up save, 6 up feel no pain, built in. Really good. Uh, big choppas are my favorite weapon now. Um, they're, plus, uh, they're plus 2 strength, AP 1, 2 damage. Only 9 points. Uh, units of knobs are great. I use them a lot. Mega knobs are really good for absorbing overwatch. They go in, they take it, and then the other boys come in behind them and they hit like a brick shit house. They have 3 attacks, 3 wounds. Um, commandos can uh, uh, outflank or... Um, you yeah, put them anywhere on the table, so they deep strike. Um, yep. So commandos, they, that orcs don't have their one weakness, in my opinion, is they don't have a lot of thing. They don't have a lot of deployment tricks. Yeah, they don't have like many reserves. Um, and then they don't like. The only thing that really does mortal wounds is uh, the rear boy, mm-hmm. but he has two mortal wound um, ability. Well, he has one that just kills things outright. Yeah. Storm boys are freaking amazing. They're so fast. They hit super hard. The Dakajet's one of the better shooters in the game, uh, yeah. flyers. The Dakajet is one of the better flyers. Uh, like we were talking about, you don't see a lot of flyers on the table, um, but Dakajets are pretty good. Uh, Gorgonauts and Stompas, the Wokenzies, is they're both great. Mm-hmm. I just got my, I just finished a Orc Can Army. You guys will be seeing it. We'll, we'll play it as soon as possible. Um, really, really, really fun. Uh, Orc Dreadnoughts, Killer Can, the Mecha Dread. The Gorkonaut, the Morkonaut, the Stampa are all very good. Yeah. The Stampa's worth every point of 900 points, wouldn't yes. you say? <laughs> Stampa's a monster. And then one of the really good units... Oh, Knob Bikers are awesome too, again, by the way. They're great. Uh, but one of the things that got dramatically better is um, the little buggies. Um, Scorches are great. They can outflank, which is really important. You want units that can start off the table. 12-inch move, and it has a, a heavy flamer, and they're cheap. So I use these guys all the time. I thought they were a really, really good unit. Some of the fun stuff to use is taking shit tons of rockets. Yeah. Um, rockets, rockets are, are really good. Uh, they do three damage set. Yeah. And they're an assault weapon. Um, big guns and mech guns are both great. Uh, big guns, a unit of five labas is uh, absolutely fantastic unit. Yeah. Because you can, they don't need line of sight, and they, it's um, uh, D, heavy D6 strength five, um, and their grot crew. Hits on a, a four plus, so they're really really cheap. I stick them on an objective, hopefully out of line of sight, and they just pummel people. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Um, Astro military mortars are really good for that too. They're actually like a really good solid choice now. 
And then the way um, artillery works is usually you can't shoot the crew unless they're the closest unit. Yep. You have to shoot the guns first. Um, the battle wagon is a beast in melee. Yeah, it's really good yeah. in melee with the uh, death roller. So with death the death roller, yeah. he hits on twos, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So the battle wagon has uh, six strength, eight attacks that uh, hit on twos and are AP2. So the battle wagon is actually like really good in melee. He just runs people over. Um, excellent unit. I, I put uh, all the time. I put Ludas in it, or I put um, flash kits. Yeah, um, yeah. Battle wagons are super strong. They're really hard to kill. I mean, they're T yeah. seven with sixteen wounds and a four up save. I don't give them any upgrades. They're open topped. Battle wagons are absolutely f fantastic. Trucks are really good. Yep. Um, we already covered death dreads and killer cans. Just as a rule of thumb, all the walkers give them heavy flammer. Give them scorches. Right. Just. Just go scorches. I think the Gorkonaut's better than the Morkonaut. The Morkonaut can take a calf. Yeah. Ludas. Ludas. Amazing. Ludas are interesting. You Ludas have to roll a lot of dice. Well, they've always been that way. Yeah. No, but no, they, um, you roll once for the whole unit now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a good change. But uh, they have an auto cannon each that has D3 shots. So it's 15, it's D3 times 15. That command point. Right? I don't think I need to explain this. Yeah. Oh, I rolled a one. Oh, look, I rolled a three. That's 45, strength seven, AP one, two damage shots. <laughs> From inside of a battle wagon. <laughs> it's great. Flash kits are phenomenal. I just got a unit of 10 painted. Um, highly recommend them. Gun strength five, AP two. Uh, again, I usually put them in a battle wagon. Or this is a really, really good unit to use the jump with. Because you pop out their BS. Um, they hit on a four. Uh, their gun is minus one to hit, but um, pretty damn good. Yeah, orcs are freaking great. Um, some of the combos I've been using, obviously trucks. Trucks have ramshackle. They can reduce all damage to one, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so if you take six damage, you roll a six, it goes to a one. Um, you can run all canned orcs. You can run all truck boys. You can run all battle wagons. You can run a horde. You can run all bikes. You can run all storm boys, and they're all good. Yeah, that's the thing that we've been seeing with all the indexes is like you can run them pretty much any way you want, and all of it's pretty much viable, so... The looted wagon is, is Forge World. That's not in the index. Um, and then also on your truck, every single time, give it the Wrecking Ball. It's the cheap, ball is pretty good. and it makes it good. And the, the trucks will kill things in melee. Yeah. Um, can orcs hold up against Tau shooting? Now, that's a great question. I think that's a good litmus test, because orcs usually just can't handle Tau. Um, what are we? I think we're three and two. Uh, orcs can definitely hold up against Tau shooting. Uh, it's, I mean, it's still... It's anybody's game, really and truly. Because uh, like, we're pretty close in our games with Orcs and Tau. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, the answer is yes. Like when we would play, Frankie would take Hammer and Anvil. When he did that, I would, it would be really, I would tend to lose closely. And if I won the deployment, I would go for the wedge, and I would tend to win in that instance. But that's always been that way. Um, but on to Tau. Woo! Tau. Tau are different. Uh, so, uh, they've got for the greater good, um, when an enemy declares a charge, a uh, unit with this ability is within six inches of one of the, uh, charging unit's targets, they may fire overwatch. So basically they get their coordinate or, uh, what was it called before? Um, anyways, they get to, all the units get to overwatch when you charge. Um, but they can only, if they do that, they cannot overwatch again. Um, so it's really powerful if like you have a unit that you don't want to get charged, you have all your guys right next to them. Yeah, like, go ahead, charge. All my guys are going to shoot you. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, marker lights uh, are a lot different. Um, now, if you get one marker light, you get reroll ones to hit. Uh, two, destroyer missiles and seeker missiles um, hit on uh, the fire's ballistic skill. 
uh, rather than hitting on sixes. Um, and then uh, three, uh, you don't have the penalty for moving and shooting heavy weapons. Um, and then number four is you ignore cover. Um, and then five is you get plus one ballistic skill. So it's uh it's not as powerful as it used to be to where you could make your all your guys hitting on twos or anything like that. But if you do get five marker lights on somebody, you are going to be putting the hurt because you're getting plus one ballistic skill and rerolling ones to hit. Um, we had a question. Someone was saying, uh, towel loss, jumps you jump. How are they supposed to avoid assault? Uh, we have infinite overwatch and you have uh, sporting fire. So you usually kill things <laughs> instead of running away. Yeah, and the, the thing is, like, the Tau army is really pretty resilient. I mean, your, your suits have uh, three wounds each, um, three up save, uh, T5, I believe, or T4. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, and then someone else asked. Yeah, the T5. Are crisis suit armies viable? Yes. So that's kind of tying into the same Yeah, crisis suit armies are extremely good. Um, I think it's they're the one of the, the one of the best um, that we've seen. They have Manta Strike, which is their deep strike. Um, they're <laughs> extremely good. Uh, they have three weapon systems, so you can take like, like what I was running was two missile pods and a flamer. Um, yeah, I mean you get to play them wherever you want. Uh, when they come in, like crisis suits are the business, and with how fast they move, they move eight inches, and you have weapons that have long range. Uh, really, you don't need jumpsuit. Jump. We didn't miss it in our games. No. Like we really didn't miss it. I know for top players, it's a bum it is a bummer. Oh yeah, it sure. totally is a bummer. But the thing is, is like the game's really quick. And you really don't need it. It's like when people like charge you with supporting fire. It's it's a different. Is it still called supporting fire? No, it's called uh, for the greater good. Yeah, you usually rock people when they like. As, when when we would play like my orcs, I was like, oh please, <laughs> just get blown away. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. But it's, and then the other thing is, is they almost everybody has the fly keyword. So even if you do make it into combat, you just jump out and shoot them again. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the thing is like all the suits with the fly are super good. Um, missile pods are like, in my opinion, one of the best weapons that they have. It's assault two, strength seven, minus one AP, D three damage. You can also take weapon systems to give you an additional minus one AP on the weapon. Um, the missile pods are great. They're great at killing vehicles. They're great at killing characters. Yeah. They're great at killing uh, like terminators and stuff like they that. They do D three damage, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're so damage. good. Yep, and then they have uh, they have their flamers. Uh, also, the commander is extremely good. He can take like four weapon systems. He's a monster. He hits on twos. He has a once uh, per game reroll all misses. Yeah, so as long as your guys don't move within six inches, he gives you a reroll yeah. to hit. Which on which on Tau units is bananas. It's really good. Uh, one thing that you'll notice with Tau is in most cases you're hitting on fours. So you're like, oh, man, that sucks. Uh, it definitely takes some getting used to. Um, but with the rerolls and the rerolls to ones and stuff like that, you're really mitigating it. So what, um, we had a, a gentleman in the chat was asking, what do you think about the Cold Star Commander? Uh, I didn't really use him all that often. Uh, I just took the normal commander. Uh, he's just a lot better. Uh, he's less expensive and stuff like that. I think all the feedback was that he's not bad, but he's he's not the greatest. No, it's just not really a reason to take him over the normal commander. I mean, he can move super quick, and I guess that would be cool. Like, at the end of the game, you could go grab an objective or something like that. But yeah. um, the normal commander is just – he complements the, the crisis suit so well. Um, uh, what People were asking, what are your thoughts on the Storm Surge? Uh, Storm Surge is a beast. Uh, I mean, when he anchors down, he gets plus one ballistic skill. Um, really good. He has still has so many weapons. Um, he's a gunboat. I mean, you yeah. set him in the backfield, all of his weapons have really long range. Um, he's not a close combat monster like he used to be. Um, now he is just a gunboat, which is fitting for Tau anyways. Um, but the suits overall are 
the all-stars. The suits are yeah. so good. Christ suits are good. Yep. Go, the ghost skills are really good. Yep. Uh, um, crude are really good. They have a lot of yeah. character buffs. Um, you can buff them up pretty far with like ethereals and stuff like that. Um, fire warriors are also uh, pretty good. Crude are like the crude are great because if you want to stand and shoot, tell me like uh, broadsides, for example, broadsides are really expensive now. Yeah. But they have bananas firepower. Uh, and then that you you'll want crew to protect them, but you were playing a really mobile Tau. Yeah, we tried out everything, but you were you gravitated towards taking lots of crisis suits because then you didn't need screening units. Yep, you just fly around the, the damn table. Yep, uh, Farsight is just another uh, commander. Uh, he doesn't have all the shooting attacks that you can give like your normal commanders, but he does have a four plus invo save, and he's not bad in close combat. He's uh, uh, minus four AP, D three damage with four attacks. Uh, better kiss uh, ones always fail. Yeah. Uh, so even if you were a BS one, which I'm sure there's ways to do that, a one would fail. Um, what, what did, did you what did you, did you answer the question about the storm surges? I'm sorry. Yeah. You I did. Oh, you they're did. they're, they're really good. They're just yeah. not uh, close combat monsters like they used to be. Which was dumb. Yep. Uh, one thing that we will touch on: riptides. They're not what not, they were. Not definitely not what they used to be. Uh, yeah. They're I don't know. They just yeah. Riptides are one. <laughs> One of the sadder units in the Tau, unfortunately. Fire Warriors, Jaggles, 42. Fire Warriors, they're okay. Um, I think the, the, the one with the Breacher Rifle is the better option, in my opinion. Um, if you want to do, like, Fish of Fury and put them in um, um, Devilfish, yeah. it's, you could totally do that, and it's, it's a solid choice. Um, it's just, like, we played this with, like, all the options, but then when you keep playing games, you get to the point where you kind of gravitate towards a, a, a style that you like. Yeah, and like uh, the strike teams are really good with the character support. You get rerolls to hit, yeah. you get a uh, uh, plus one shot, crazy stuff. So they have a lot of buffs that you can put on them. So if yeah. you wanted to run fire wars, you could. I don't think it'd be the best way to play. Yeah, the infantry actually have a lot more buffs than the other guys do. So yeah. like your your foot slogging troops are actually they get a lot more buffs from character support than your other things do. What What were you? Uh, another question was. How many crisis suits were you taking? And how many commanders were you taking? Because I think that, that should be included. In that. Yeah, I took a, I was only taking one or two commanders and then a bunch of drones and then like three or four units of suits. Um, and then I had a, like a storm surge, a riptide, uh, all sorts of different things. But uh, yeah, the suit units are really good. Um, I think we tried one with like six suit units. It was pretty, it was pretty beastly. Yeah, and they're good because they're slippery bastards. And the suits are like four wounds or something like yeah, that. Three wounds, three, three wounds, yeah. T five. Yep. Yeah, they're hard to kill. Yeah, and then with the drone support, uh, your drones can actually look out, sir, for people basically. So if somebody hits you with like a las cannon, you're like, oh, that drone's gonna take the damage. But it's automatic, right? Yeah. And, and the drone just takes what a mortal wound? Uh, yeah, he takes that many, uh, or he just takes that many wounds. Yeah. yeah. So the, the drones really complement the crisis suits because they fly around with them and they're putting out marker lights, but then they just jump in front and they die. It's like, God, it's, Tower are really good. They just play in a very different way now. Because yeah. like Riptides now, I would say, is like a meh to a meh, honestly. Um, for people who have like three to six Riptides, you're probably going to be pretty disappointed. Um, but tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Like if you guys find a way to, to rock and roll with them, please let us know. We tried them a bunch and they're not like, they're not, they're not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but like you don't usually take more than one. And the one that you take, you I, like we often found ourselves just saying like, I'd rather just have more crisis suits. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question about uh, savior protocols, yes, you can allocate mortal wounds to the drones. Basically, if somebody hits you and they do damage, you can allocate the wounds to the drones instead. Yeah. What about the Tau Flyers? What do you think about those now? Uh, I mean, they're Flyers okay. in general are not, they're kind uh, of Yeah, they're really just, eh, they're eh, units. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really see 
that big of a point. Dude, Je- Jeff Osborne is burning on fire to ask this question. He's asked it like five times. Will three-star surge list be common in competitive play? Uh, I think not. I don't. It's too many points. Yeah, they're, I think they're, they're really expensive. Yeah. All their weapons. One to two is is plenty. Yeah. Uh, I think get, you could make three work. Yeah. if you could fit it. But um, did, yeah, the Yavara is is extremely good. Um, yes. <laughs> Sniper drones or beasts. Crazy good. Sniper drones are extremely good. Uh, they have a 48-inch range. They move eight. They ignore the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. They're strength five, one damage, rapid-fire weapons, and they get to target characters. They also have some other uh, buffs that they can get to where, like, they can hit you on like three plus. Yeah. Bam. They they will annihilate characters if they get within uh, 24 inches. They have so many shots. These were truly deadly snipers. Yes. Like, especially because, like, a lot of the armies that, that um, I focused on had the more vulnerable characters, and I was in mortal terror of the goddamn sniper drones. I was yeah. like, man, the core basilisk, kill them first. Like, oh, God. Uh, really? Long strike. Yeah, long strike and a, hammerheads are actually a, a lot of fun. Uh, it's a fun little combo. You could run three of them around. Uh, long strike's really good. He makes the other hammerheads a little bit better. Um, yeah, hammerheads are actually pretty solid shot, or pretty solid vehicles. Um, with the rail cannons. I mean, and, and you guys, like, what well, our opinion on flyers, like, you guys are going to play more games in the first day than we've been able to play total. And um, we were kind of lukewarm on flyers. I didn't think they were bad. I just didn't, I just found myself liking other units. Yeah. Right? You guys might come up with stuff that I would love to hear where you're like, oh, dude, if you take flyers, you XYZ and combo them with this, it's going to be badass. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Thanks for educating me. Uh, off the cuff, though, there was only a couple flyers I, saw, I found myself using a lot. Like, the Storm Talon is pretty good. Uh, the Dakajet's pretty good. Heldrake's um, excellent. Heldrake's badass. Well, that's because he can just fly up, set you on fire, and then charge you. Yeah, he's really <laughs> uh, Broadsides, also another iconic unit for uh, Tal. Uh, broadsides are really good in, like, an infantry army, yeah. which is funny. Uh, if you want to stand they and sit shoot behind, They sit behind your infantry guys and put uh, long shots down range. Heavy rail rifles are excellent. Uh, the high-yield missile pods are super good. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're excellent. Storm surges are great. Uh, so, and guys, yeah. too, just like the flyers aren't bad. Um, uh, and the strong or uh, gaming with Russ, he said he's like, he's gone all the way to his FLGS to, to pre-order and come back and still listening. Thank you. And again, if you guys yeah. want to pre-order from us, you can um, discount free shipping over 100 bucks. But um, flyers aren't bad. Like, I hope that doesn't uh, come across that way. We just found that there were some that were great, like Dark Eldar flyers are the shit. Yeah, Dark Eldar flyers are really freaking good. And then there's some that are, are not. Like the Valkyrie, for example, is really disappointing for its damage output because it's hitting on fives, which is really annoying. But it has other things you can do with it. Right, right. And that's the thing you look for. There's other stuff they can do. Um, In Control, Uh, Flyers are bad, Reese 2017. Yes, thanks a lot. You're supposed to be my friend, In Control. Uh, Uda's, yeah, no, Rail Rifles are really good for broadsides. I mean, they're heavy two, uh, range 60. Uh, Shoot, I forgot. They do D6 damage and they're minus four AP. So basically you don't get a save. And then on a six to wound, uh, they do an additional mortal wound. Uh, um, gaming with Russ, uh, yes, the Space Wolf Flyer is still really good. The nice thing is he can actually shoot things now because he yeah. doesn't get his line of sight cut off by the whole of his vehicle. Um, Uli Jam, thank you for considering purchasing from us. We really appreciate that. Um, Frankie, before we stop with Tao, everyone was asking about ion weapons. What do you think about them? Ion weapons are great. Uh, like, really, all the weapons have a place. Um, it just depends on what kind of tower army you want to play. Um, the, <laughs> the poor Riptide does so many wounds to himself. Like, like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, overall, like, all the weapons for Tao are extremely good. Um, 
and yeah it, it just depends on what kind of army you want to play you want to play ninja tau do you want to play long range fire um that you, all you can depends go, on um, you can go like astro military tau with yeah. all infantry and tanks and it's, it's viable oh yeah for yeah. sure um a scroll up, i think we, we missed we got blasted with like a million questions all at once uh, no, at 2,000 points, the book tells you 2,000 points is tournament standard for match play. Um, hammerheads, hammerheads are good. I think you're going to see yourself using long strike. Uh, he's, he's so much better. Yeah, he buffs the other hammerheads, but uh, yeah. Um, and again, this is just the index. Who knows what you'll get in your codex. Um, uh, there was a couple more. Oh, oh great, Graspy. Scions are like borderline broken. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. They're stupid. Stupid good. Uh, the command squad being the command squad kind of slipped through the cracks. So, um, while you, you know, yeah, they're so kind. Scions are ridiculous. It's so funny because in 8th Ed, in our opinions, two of the most powerful armies in the game are Scions and Harlequins, and they were shitty before. Yeah. Like, Scions, like, you could go a pure Scion army with Torox Primes and, and, and Scions dropping down, and you will rock people. Oh, yeah, you'll tear people up. Yeah. Um, um, so then, uh, let's. Are you done, buddy? I yeah, I'm done. Sure. We're on the nids now. <laughs> nids. I love my nids. I've I've played nids in second edition. Um, absolutely love this army. They got done real dirty with their last book. I've never been as angry as I was. It, I had never nerd rage as hard as I did off the nid codex. I was so upset. So nids, aka codex flyrant. They're not really good right now. And I want to tell you that I am so excited. <laughs> Nids are the shizzle yeah. in 8th edition. They are so good. Um, where to begin? Like, they kick ass. Um, we, we played a shit ton of games with Nids. And um, they're, they're not broken or anything like that. But they are damn good. Yeah. So what do they get? They get Synapse. Synapse... Um, uh, if you're within synapse, you ignore morale. Uh, pretty good. Instinctive behavior now is not that bad. You don't like eat the guy next to you or like act like an idiot. Um, so synapse, it's eight inches. It's kind of short range. Um, um, uh, Tyranid, uh, Hive Tyrants are 12. And um, Perils in the Warp, or I'm sorry, Shadows in the Warp is um, minus one to uh, psychic checks for enemy psychers within eight inches. It's really good. Um, Tyranid psychic powers are absolutely badass they're the business they are so freaking good they are the business so the horror um you sh you target a unit within 24 inches minus one to hit guess what that means that means you can't overwatch in most instances <laughs> i love it when you're playing an army they're like shh, shh, come and get it they're like horror they're like no so when tyranids play like knights or whatever you just shoot the shooting knight with a horror you just follow him around like beep beep and he's like damn it and it, it really reduces his ability to do damage to you Catalyst is the one that you'll use the most. It's a five up, feel no pain. And again, that's per damage done. It's not, uh, it doesn't stop all damage. Yep. And then Onslaught, you can advance and still shoot um, and charge. It's incredibly good. Right off the bat, I mean, it's just like... Yeah, their psychic powers are really powerful. Yeah, their army-wide abilities are so damn good. Uh, Hive Terrence, um, they're, they're, they're okay. Um, for all of you out there that have winged type tyrants with four devourers, you're going to be disappointed. Um, just going to be real with you. Again, this is the index. Um, hopefully, uh, with the codex, that you'll get something different. Uh, but you have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. The hive tyrant is a bit of a disappointment. Um, you can't hide because he has ten wounds. Um, he has a five up invulnerable save. That's great. 
His melee is actually really good. Remember, you talked about this previously. Yeah. Uh, a, a, I think a winged hive tyrant with close combat weapons is worth considering. Um, but they're not what they are now. I'll put it that way. Um, the Swarm Lord, I wrote an article about it. I won't go into too much depth other than to say he is a bad Mamma Jamma and one of the best characters in the game. Besides just being utterly devastating in close combat um, and being a crazy good psyker and having 12-inch synapse, he has an ability that uh, lets a unit move twice. And I can't say... I cannot even begin to explain how good that is. Yeah. Like, gene sealers can move eight inches in advance and still charge. And then they can move eight inches in advance again and charge. Do the math on that. A gene sealer unit can go from the back corner... And assault a unit like across the table. It's amazing. Uh, when you play Swarmy, you always put him in a, a Mycetic Spore Pod, which are ridiculously good. Uh, and the reason why is he's such a high priority target and he can't hide. Um, you just blow him away. Uh, M3 Pan is saying Overwatch is sixes always modifiers don't count. Yeah. You double check? I already oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Sorry about that, guys. Um, um, if I, yeah, so um, the horror does not have an effect on Overwatch. Yeah, my, my apologies. I cheated you. Take that. Always cheating. Uh, the swarm mode is just absolutely uh, devastating. Like, yeah, he's he's one of the best HQs out there. Just yeah. his ability to let you move again is so good. Like another thing you do, like uh, Trigon. Trigon pops up. He pulls a unit in with him. Uh, make sure to leave room so that he can move. Swarmy hits a Trigon. He moves again. Trigon's I think move nine, uh, and then he's it's almost a guaranteed charge, and he wrecks shit. You know, yeah. like just he's so good. Uh, old One-Eye, he buffs Carnifexes around him. He gives him rerolls one to hit in uh, melee, if I remember correctly. In the fire phase, yep. He's pretty good himself. Um, he's a 10 wound character, unfortunately, so he can't hide. Wah, wah. And he's a degrading profile. Also, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Um, the Broodlord is an absolute monstrosity. I think he's the best HQ in here. Uh, he hits like a freight train. Uh, he has psychic powers. He gives Gene Sealers nearby plus one to hit. So a Gene Sealers with him, so good. they hit so hard, it's like almost comical. Yeah. Um, oh, and another fun, another fun tidbit. Um, do they have that? Uh, I'll, I'll come to that. I just want to make sure I'm not being an idiot. Uh, Snuggle Hero, uh, for the greater good, uh, does this prevent the default limitless Overwatch? Uh, yes. So anybody that does uh, use the greater good, which they uh, can Overwatch if they're within six inches of somebody that's being charged, uh, they cannot Overwatch again. Yep. Uh, good to point out. Um, okay, so uh, the Broodlord is just ridiculous. Hits mega, mega hard. Uh, he has psychic buffs. Him with a unit of 20 Gene Sealers is like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Um, a full strength unit of Gene Sealers, they get a plus one attack. They have 80 attacks hitting on a two uh, with, with AP1 and, <laughs> and Rend. Just, they wreck things. It's so much fun. Uh, Tyranid Prime, I think, is the second best HQ, uh, in my opinion. He buffs Tyranid Warriors. He has Synapse. Really, really good. He gives uh, Tyranid Warriors plus one to hit, and that's in melee and shooting. Um, the Termagon is... It's, she's okay. Um, she can spawn uh, Termagons. The cool thing is she can move and then do it, which most vehicles can't. Um, you do have to pay for the Termagons that come out of her. She's mediocre. Yeah. She does give you synapse. She does give you psychic power. She hits actually pretty hard in combat. It's not bad. Uh, Tyranid Warriors vastly improved. I use them all the time. I love them. I go with Devourers and uh, Bone Sabers. Uh, good shooting, good melee. They provide Synapse. Tyranid Prime next to them makes them hit on twos and threes. Twos in melee, threes in shooting. Great combo. Um, they're really, really good all-around unit. 
Yeah, um, they're, they're a lot better because of uh, no instant death. So. Tid Blom, my favorite assassin is the Emissary. Um, he's the cheapest, and I feel like he's the most effective. Um, the Wonkler, the Turvigon, I agree with you, is overpriced. Yep. Yep. You're not off base with that. Termagants are okay. Weird to cover gene sitters. They're ridiculous. They have a five plus interval save. They move eight. They can advance and charge. Put catalyst on them. Oh, so good. Termagants are okay. Um, they're cheap. That's really all I can say for them. Hormagants, on the other hand, are amazing. Uh, base two attacks and move eight inches. They uh, consolidate six inches, which is uh, incredible for her snaking out and grabbing people into combat. Um, and if you have 20 or more models, you can reroll ones when you hit. Um, and yes, that is in here. Let me, uh, you want to answer a question? I just want to double check. Uh, somebody's saying that they're going to play their 90 gene stealers. Yep, that'll be really good. Uh, Brew Lords are excellent. Um, oh, adrenal glands. Um, uh, put it on every single thing that can take it that has any intent of moving or getting into combat. Gives you plus one to advance and charge. So then gene stealers go. <laughs> Not, they go D6, they go 8 plus D6 plus 1, and then they go 8 plus D6 1 again, and then charge 2D6 plus 1. <laughs> Super fast. It's so ridiculous. Hormagons with it too, they're just flying across the table. Um, and then again, you can see the combos here. Like, you use Onslaught on a unit, like um, something that moves and shoot, like Tyranny Warriors. So they can move, advance, and shoot because they're weapon or assault. And then they can move and advance again and then uh, still charge if you put Onslaught on them. It's ridiculous. There's so many combos. Yeah. Um, Ripper Swarms are amazing. Take a unit of three, keep them in reserve until turn three, jump onto an objective, win the game. What? Huh? No, I was just reading comments. Hive Guard are fantastic. The BS3 plus again. Uh, the Impaler Cannon is now range 36. Big buff. Uh, heavy 2, Strength 8, AP2, D3 damage. Doesn't need line of sight and ignores cover. Hive Guard are amazing. You missed Tyrant Guard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just keep going. Lictors are quite good. They can deep strike. Um, they can reroll their charge when they deep strike. Uh, Malice Scepter, he has an aura smite ability. Uh, Tyranids have more ways to do smite than any other army in the game. Or, I'm sorry, uh, to do mortal wounds. Uh, the Malice Scepter is pretty good. What do you think about it? You think they have the most mortal wounds? I yeah. I, I disagree. So. I think they have the most different ways to do oh, mortal okay. wounds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Malice Scepter, he has like an aura uh, uh, smite. It's, it's okay. Um, it does more, one mortal wound. Zoanthropes, they also can like cast smite as a group. And they, they have, um, they're okay. They're not bad. They're, ch they're relatively cheap. They have a three plus plus. They have shadows and, and synapse. And then they can, they can do like a super smite. Um, it's pretty good. What, what was your impression of Zoanthropes? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to look at the glass half full. Uh, Venom Thropes are automatically, they're like an auto-include. Yes, Venom um, Thropes are ridiculously yeah. good. They have an aura of minus one to hit, friendly Tyranid High Fleet. You so know, crazy, yeah. especially for poor Tau. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, th you, you, you take them in every army. Um, yes, yeah. Venom Thropes are so worth it. Pretty good, damn good. The Pyrovores uh, are dramatically improved. The reason they're so good is that their Flamer is 10-inch range. Assault D6, so they can drop down in a spore pod and then hit you with the flamer. Most things that deep strike can't use their flamer in the turn they come in. Yeah. And then power fours are actually pretty good in combat too. They're strength five AP three. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Two attacks. Power fours are actually really really good. It's it's pretty uh, pretty funny. Uh, somebody's asking how bone savers work. Uh, do you get a bonus for having two instead of lash whips? Yes, you do. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Let me check. Uh, you want to answer a question? I'll look at it. I'm looking for 
Uh, does the long shot pulse rifle count as a pulse rifle for volley fire? Uh, I do not believe so. That's in that book as well. Bone Swords makes one additional attack if you have to. There you go. Yeah. Bone Swords are really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're great. The... What was that? Uh, Death Leaper is badass. He can jump up. He has all kinds... You target a character and he has all kinds of buffs against them. Um, the Horror Specs is overpriced, but he hits really hard. And his, his like, cool thing where he regenerates wounds actually works now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, the Horror Specs, he's too expensive in my opinion, but he's really good. He, you won't be disappointed. He's T8 and he has 13 wounds and 3 of save. He's really hard to kill. Uh, this guy is in disbelief that Pyrovores are good. Well, believe it. I know. It's funny. They're actually really good. I, I use them all the time. Yeah. Um, Raveners are, are quite good. They're like weaker tuned warriors that can deep strike. Um, the Red Terror is actually super good. He can like kill them all in one hit. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, if he hits, if four more of the Red Terror Scything Talents hit instead of causing damage normally, he can attempt to swallow uh, his target hole. Roll a d6, and if the result is equal to or higher than the highest wound characteristic of the unit, one model is slain. So he can actually kill like a Space Marine character in one attack. Yep. So, whoop! It's pretty funny. Um, Shrikes, great. Harpy, good. Gargoyles, um, they're pretty good. They're okay. You know, they're, they're a flying screen. Yeah. You'll, you'll use Hormigants. You're going to buy Hormigants. Yeah, Hormigants are so good. Uh, the Hive Crone is also a pretty decent flyer. Um, they're okay. The Hive Crone and the Harpy are okay. Um, they're not amazing, but they're not bad. And they're really good for grabbing objectives and going and tying up uh, shooting units. If I remember correctly, was it, it was the Harpy... Um, the Harpy has a buff where enemy units within one inch can't attack until uh, the end of uh, the last ones to attack. Yeah. Uh, the Tyrannocyte, uh, one of the best vehicles, quote-unquote, transports in the game, in my opinion. T6, 12 wounds. Weapon skill, bliss skill is only five, but um, the way I run it every time, the way I think you should run it every time, in my opinion, take five barb stranglers. It makes it pretty expensive, but holy crap. Like... People were like, oh my god, that thing's so good. But yeah. It has a lot of firepower. It has 5d6 shots. And again, you can draw a line of sight from any part of it. So there's no more like, who cares what direction they face. And if the target unit has 10 or more models, you hit on a 4. So when people have screen units, this is, this is your guy. Yeah. He can move around after that. He can charge people. Um, he's just really, really good. Uh, one is enough, I think. But um, one of the keys with, with Tyranids... They, they have, if I'm 99% certain, they have the most deployment options of any army in the game. Um, you have so many things that can deep strike or they can like come up out of ground and pull other units with it or like move twice or start the game like hidden and all this crazy stuff. Um, Tunas are very, very flexible. And what they do is they come at you from every different angle. And you have waves of little bugs. You have medium bugs that support them. You have big bugs that do all the damage. You have good psychic powers. You have good shooting. It's... They're just damn good all around. Yep. Uh, the Carnifex, freaking great. Two Despiters, two Siding Talons. He's cheap. He does mortal wounds when he charges. Decent shooting. Uh, pretty good melee. I use them all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carnifexes are super powerful. And they beat you up in close combat. Yeah. Uh, very good unit. They do three damage per attack. Biovores are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they do mortal wounds when they shoot. So what, they don't do a lot. Like They usually do like one or two mortal wounds. But what, what you do is if there's like a character that's not finished off, or not, a, I'm sorry, not a character. If there's a unit that's like just hanging in there, yeah. you finish them off with the Biovores. Uh, Trigon, Trigon Prime, ridiculous. They just, it's like seven attacks and do D6 damage each. Yeah. 
They're, they're <laughs> monsters. Um, the Moloch is phenomenal. He pops up and he does mortal wounds to people. He's like 110 points. And you just like whack him all up and down. A trick for him is that charge him and it, it, he can't burrow back. He has to withdraw from combat and then the next turn uh, drop down. Yep. But the Moloch is really good for picking stuff off. Um, I usually take two and I have them come up on alternating turns. And they're, they're great. They're, they're, they're one of the best units in here, in my opinion. Yeah, Molochs are really powerful. The Exocrine is an absolute badass. TA, 12 wounds, 3 up save. Um, if he doesn't move, you get plus 1 to hit, and then you get to shoot twice. <laughs> Monster, dude. So he gets 12, strength <laughs> 7, AP 3, 2 damage shots. At 36 inches. He's got some range. The only problem with this, he dies right away, because he's so good. Yeah. The other guy's like, dead. <laughs> um, the T-Fex is not, he's not that good, in my opinion. Unfortunately, he's very expensive. He's too expensive. Um, he doesn't shoot enough. He's not. He's not bad. I've used him a bunch. He's not bad, but he's there's just too many things that are better. You know, Toxcreen is, is mediocre at best, in my opinion. He just doesn't hit it hard enough. Um, he's got some cool special rules, but um, that's pretty much it with the Nids. Like I said, the, the the fun thing about Nids is there's a lot. You can go all little bugs. You can go all medium bugs. You can go all big bugs. Playing all medium bugs is still the hardest way to play, but it's viable. You can do it. Um, I have played Nidzilla with all the big guys, and I had a ton of fun. I had Harlow Specs eat Guillemin and Calgar in the same game. I was like, yes! Hey, take this, you jerk. Ha, ha, it was, oh, it was great. Um, for me, personally, I, I take tons of uh, Hormigants. I take uh, one Broodlord with Gene Steelers, although if you did more, you wouldn't, surely would not be upset about it. And then I take um, Moloch's Trigons to come up out of the ground, yeah. and I take, uh, I take Exocrine biovores um, to shoot uh, and then I take uh, tuned warriors that kind of are free safeties they go in the middle they keep synapse and they shoot and then they charge where they're needed to a lot of times I'll take three carnifexes too because uh, they're just so good and you can deploy them all as one drop it's, they're really good yeah Terranids are super powerful army uh, synapse ignoring morale is extremely good they have all sorts of deployment tricks like Reese was talking about um, overall Terranids are awesome <laughs> The Harpies in the Hive Chrome Forever Support, they're okay. Um, the Harpy is really good. Uh, the Hive Crone is really good to buff other units in melee. Um, the Crone, he's got a Flamer. Um, the Tentaclids are good for, like, plinking away. It, it's another thing that does mortal wounds to vehicles. Uh, pretty good. I found myself not using them that much. I don't think they're bad. I just didn't love them. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Like, Raveners are kind of the same way. Like, Raveners are cool. They can deep strike. They hit pretty hard. They're really fast. But I was like, you know what? I'd rather just take a Trigon. Yep. Because a Trigon comes up and the other guy's like poops in his pants. They're like, no! <laughs> Yeah, Trigons are beasts. They're so, so good. good. Um, close combat monsters don't have enough damage output when charging. No, you're, uh, Viper 66, I vehemently and strongly disagree with you. A Trigon, it does so much damage. It's Let's recap here. What? For fun, for funsies. So you have six attacks, base. Um, you get to reroll once to hit, and you get one attack. Oh, so you have seven attacks, hits on three that are AP three and do D six damage. So you do seven D six. That's better than like two Devastator squads. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing He's the damage. He's on a three rerolling ones. He's a monster. The Carnifex the same way. Like the Carnifex, when you take uh, multiples of them, um, and then when they they do uh, Mortal Wound, they charge. They're great. Um, yeah. I don't know how much more damage you want him to do. The, the, the Swarm Lord will cut. Like, I've got him one shot at night. Yeah. 
Like, well, I know a lot of people are talking about like them only hitting on four plus and stuff like that, but they're cheap. Even still, their their damage output is so high. They're they're cheap. Yeah. I took I take three. Yep. And then you run into something and you do a couple mortal wounds and then we have twelve attacks. You, you cut, cut land raiders in half. Yeah. Like, big uh, bugs are really good. Yeah. I took an all big bug army multiple times and like I almost felt like it was like too good. Yeah. Um, but they do die. Like you shoot them and they still die. Venom throws are really good to help out. Uh, with keeping your guys alive from shooting. Gene Sealer Colts. Oh, so they have uh, the Colt Ambush, which is really good. They have all sorts of tricks. Um, basically, like, you can start most of their army or a bunch of their guys in reserve in a Colt Ambush. Then you roll all dice. The guys are popping up all over the place. You're, like, literally surrounded by Gene Sealer Colt models. <laughs> yeah. But in, um, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since we this. They do not go back into reserves, right? Like it's they, yeah. yeah. That's right. They only pop up the one time, but it's extremely good. Um unquestioning loyalty I think is one of the best rules in the game. Yeah. Oh, uh, really quick. Somebody asked what we run on the Carnifexes. I take two death spitters, two scything talents online. Uh decent shooting, decent melee, mobile, cheap, good. Um, but yeah, Gene Steer Colt is a really fun army. They've got a lot of tricks, uh, a lot of cool combos. Um, overall, just really powerful. Um, well, un- did we cover Unquestioning Loyalty, what it no, does? Go for it. Uh, unquestioning Loyalty, again, I think it's one of the best rules in the game. Uh, each time a Gene Steer Colt character loses a wound with it while they're within three inches of any friendly Gene Steer Colt infantry units, pick one of those units, roll a die on a four plus, that character does not lose a wound, but the model in the unit is slain. Basically double the wounds that any of your characters have. It's so good. Because they yeah. have like a Broodlord, the Patriarch. The Patriarch, yep. He's even better than the Gene, their Tyranid one. Yeah, you'll you'll like never kill him. He's like, nope, I've got this. Uh, they've got their psychic powers. They've got mass uh Oh, their powers are hypnosis. so good. Yeah. I forgot how good they are. Uh, so pick a visible enemy unit within 18 inches until you, the start of your next psychic phase. The target cannot overwatch. Oh. And fights last in the fight phase. Sorry, guys. This is the one that stops you from overwatching. Yep. My bad. And I, uh, you I must subtract confused. one from hit rolls. Super powerful. <laughs> That's like one of the best psychic powers. It is ridiculous. Uh, they've got Might from Beyond. Uh, pick a friendly Gene Sierra Colt infantry unit with an 18. Add one to the strength and attack characteristics of models in that unit until the start of your next psychic phase. Super um, good. Shine Shirin. Yeah, everything can die in the game. And that's one of the things that makes it fun. Yes. That's one of our favorite things about Ninja Sigmar. It's good. You're like, oh my god, I need to kill that thing. I'm gonna shoot my whole army at it. I probably succeeded. Yes. Uh, so they've got the pra- patriarch. Uh, he's the same he's as the. Pretty much the same. He gives plus one to hit for gene sealer cult gene sealers. Yep. But he gets familiars, which are like little buddies that go ah, like bite your ankles. That's so cool. But he has the ability to kick off wounds, which is just yep. so good. My God. Uh, the magus is really good. Gives yeah. you rerolls. Um, or uh, he gives you the psychic powers. Uh, you got the Primus. Uh, He's actually really good now. Yep, he gives you reroll ones to hit. Um, or you can add one to hit roll, sorry, in the fight phase. Uh, so, yeah, so Gene Steer Colt, a lot of them are going to be hitting on, like, two twos. Yeah. <laughs> like, they hit really hard. They're, yeah. they're a bit of a glass cannon. Um, and, again, they can ally with Astra Militarum and, uh, and Tyranids. It's really cool. Yeah, so you can um, mix them in. Um, the Acolyte hybrids are really good. Uh, you get... Like, all their different crazy weapons are super good. Like, the heavy rock cutters, times two strength, minus four AP, two damage. Roll a D6 each time a model um, suffers damage from this weapon. If you roll higher than the model's remaining number of wounds, it is slain. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, die, Carnifex. 
they're, uh, really they're, good. They're really, really good. Like what we found is that you play MSU with them. Yeah. Uh, just kind of the same way you play now. You pop up all over the table because you can pop up within like what, three inches, I think, in some cases. Yeah, I think some cases you get like within three. Uh, most cases it's nine inches away, but. Oh, no, you can pop up and then move. With yeah, someone. that's right. You yeah. can move. They're, they're just, they're really damn good. Um, they can take Lehman Russ's, Scout Sinos, which we've already covered. They're super powerful. You get Gene Sinos, which hit like a, a ton of bricks. Yeah. They have the, all their infantry are good. The um, the mutant dudes with the power picks are excellent. Yeah. The, uh, the no, hybrids. Uh, but yeah, the they also have their heavy rock drills, which are times two strength, minus three AP, one damage. Roll a D6. Each time the model suffers a, a damage from this weapon on a two plus. The model suffers a mortal wound, and you can roll another d6, this time on a 3+, plus, and then you keep increasing it until you either fail or they stop. Um, the DAP. Yeah, there are no Necrons in our web store. We had, we had a technical glitch. Anything you want, you can always call or email us. Um, they will be in there. We're, we're getting them back into the web cart. Sorry about that. Uh, but if you guys want to order anything for GW at a discount, free shipping over 99 bucks, you can do so. Yeah. Call us at 888-781-5120 or email your order at orders at frontlinegaming.org. Yep. And then they have their uh, heavy rock saw, times two strength, minus four AP, two damage. Uh, the cool thing about their like heavy weapons is they don't get the minus one to hit. So uh, you have the Primus nearby, they're hitting on twos. They're <laughs> monsters, dude. And would you, uh, what is their, uh, the, the, the standard bear? He's extremely good too. I can't remember off the top of my head what he did. Uh, Icon Ward. You can reroll morale test, which is amazing within six inches. Um, Models within six inches um, Whenever they have a six up to ignore ones. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. That, that flag makes me not die. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But. Take this. Uh, but yeah, then they've got their uh, metamorphs, uh, three attacks, uh, weapon skill three, six inch movement. Um, the, the one thing about Gene Slayer Cult is their save is terrible. They're like all have five pluses. <laughs> they're, they're glass, they're glass cannons. <laughs> yes. Like, but you have lots of units yeah. that are popping up all over yeah. the place. Like the way we were playing them is um, we would take we would start on the table with like Goliaths uh, and Lehman Russes and Scout Sentinels. Yeah. And then have a, as many infantry as we could uh, hide. And then they'd pop up and just run in and just blast people. Yeah, one of the combos uh, that they have are their demo charges. Um, I think, I can't remember if they're called demo charges or not. But anyways, uh, with one of their vehicles, they can actually re-gear like re -gear up and they can keep throwing them. It's a really good combo. It does a lot of damage. Yeah, they're just throwing TNT at people. Yeah. It's awesome. Their gene sealers, again, are ridiculous. Scout signals, ridiculous. Goliath truck's pretty good, but I actually really like the heavy support version better. Yeah. Oh, they get chimeras as well. Again, double heavy chimera. Um, Go forward. Yeah. Um, armored signals aren't really worth mentioning. Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. The Goliath, awesome. The Goliath is a monster, dude. So good. Um, has six attacks in close combat, which is really funny for a vehicle. Uh, only hits on fives. Mm, not as good. But uh, its firepower is where it's at. Doesn't the drill dozer give him a bonus to hit? Oh, no, D3 additional attacks and only yeah. charges. So he gets a ton of attacks. Yeah. And then it gets plus three strength, so it goes up to strength eight, minus two AP, D3 damage. Yeah. Not bad. Give him the flamer. <laughs> give him the flamer. Again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the other truck is the one where you can just keep chucking bombs out the back. It's, yeah. It's good fun. Uh, Gene Stiller Colts are excellent. They're really, really good. Um, Wolf Priest Carl, yes, we already talked about wolves. Go, get, go back to painting. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, Gene Stare Cult. Do you guys have any questions? Uh, Anything else before we move on? They've got all sorts of different deployment options and stuff like that. Yeah. Gene Stare Cult is a lot of fun. They are. Beer, yes, indeed. Beer is good. Um, why don't we go to Xenos 1? 
Xenos One. So Xenos One is a Eldar Necrons. Um, why don't we just? I'll take off with Eld Eldari. Um, Turbigons, yes. Noel, roll away the stone. Turbigons hit kind of hard. They don't get free Termagants anymore. They, I think they're a little overpriced. They're a decent HQ choice. I think for now you will not be using them very much. Yeah. Um, craft Worlds. So uh, you still get uh, Runes of Battle and Runes of Fate. Uh, three powers in each. So a lot of people were worried that they didn't. You do. You get Guide, Doom, and Fortune. Same things you're used to. They're a little different. Um, Doom and Guide are the same. Fortune is a five up, like feeling the pain. Yep. Um, Venomthropes only work on infantry, I believe so. Uh, but they're they're damn good though. You'll take them in every list, unless you're going like Nidzil. Um, um, but Frankie will will um, confirm that. So the one thing about Eldar that you're gonna notice, um, Rebski, uh, Frog God, we will do chaos. We'll save it the best for last. Yeah, uh, it's just infantry. Just infantry on the Venomthropes. Um, Hormigons, you put adrenal glands on them or nothing at all. That's it. Yep. Uh, so they replenish for free. What does? Don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there's very few free units. I think the Apothecary is... Is, is even the Apothecary one free? Uh, no, no. I don't think even that is. I don't think so. I think anytime you're adding models, you have to actually yeah. pay for it. Um, so El Eldar, Eldar is going to be a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, I think, for Eldar players. The rest of the game is going to be cheering because Eldar had their time at the top. Um, they are not super, oh, crazy powerful anymore. Um, the Phoenix Lords are amazing now. They're all really, really good, except Balharoth is not. Um, Azurman is freaking amazing. But um, Eldar, I think, are a little expensive right now um, yeah. per unit. They, they tend to die. Uh, pretty quickly. Uh, they still do have some units that are fairly good. Some synergies in here. Um, Azurman with um, um, Dire Avengers is amazing. He gives him a 4 plus invul save. Azurman is just a freaking beast in general. Uh, to give you an idea of what he does. Um, where are you, big guy? You know, he has 7 inch move, 2 up save, hits on a 2, wounds on a 2. Uh, he has Avenger Shuriken Catapult, uh, the Sword of Azure. Uh, six up to wound does D3 mortal wounds. It does D3 damage. Normally, he gives all Aspect Warriors a 5++, plus plus, a 4++ plus plus for Dire Avengers. Um, he has a... Um, uh, he hits those 5 up on Overwatch. Same with Dire Avengers as well. And um, uh, he has a 3 up in in close combat. So, he, he I think he's the best one um, in there. Yeah. Eldrad is still really good. Um, Farseers are great. Uh, Autarchs are okay. We didn't use him. We, we found that we didn't weren't drawn to him too much. The Avatar of Cain is, is fantastic. He is so good. The Avatar is a beast. He has eight wounds and he's a character, so he can hide. So he just got a, a zillion times better. Um, uh, yeah, the Trevagon does not get free models. Um, uh, you look at him like a transport. Yeah, he does not get free models, guys. Um, he You have to pay for them. Um, sorry. The Avatar of Kane does, he has a melted gun basically. He rolls 2d6, take the highest um, when he does damage. And he's AP4 and he's strength 8. Like, he's just a monster. Uh, he makes all uh, Necro, or all Eldar around him um, immune to morale. And they can reroll failed charge rolls within 12 inches. 
And he's a five-up feeling pain. He's pretty good. He is a monster. Yeah. Uh, Farsus are great. Warlocks, this is a big change. Warlocks, you take them by themselves, and um, they're like little two-wound models. And it seems really weird because they're solo dudes running around. You can take a unit of them as well. But when you play with it, they're actually really good. Um, the, the Warlock is quite good. Uh, he, he just buffs units, and he's pretty good in combat. Um, and he can deny, deny the Witch, too. So pretty solid. Uh, Guardians, quite good. I like uh, Storm Guardians, personally. I found them to be really good. They can take two Flamers. Yeah, Storm Guardians um, are really powerful. Guardian Defenders are good. They hit on a three. Um, the Shuriken Cannon... I think is the best Eldar heavy weapon now because it's assault. The uh, scatter laser is not what it was. Sorry. Um, it's heavy four, so when you move, you're minus one to shoot. The uh, shuriken cannon is assault three, and uh, it has, anytime you roll a six plus to wound, it's AP three. Take that. And it works on anything, including vehicles. Yeah. Uh, it's not just infantry. You always get the minus three. Yeah. And then uh, battle focus for the Eldari. Um, this unit can shoot in the shooting phase as if it hasn't moved um, or advanced. Um, as if it hasn't moved or advanced. So basically you can move and shoot. Yeah. Um, pretty damn good. So assault weapons, you just run around blasting people at full ballistic skill. Uh, really, really good. It makes any of their shooting units like just vastly better. But because of that, I find myself using shuriken cannons more than scatter lasers. So if you have 80 scat pack bikes, they're still pretty good. Um, they're just not as good as they were, and they're more expensive. So, sorry. Uh, Spirit Seer is still pretty good. He buffs ghost units. Um, one of the things that I'm most excited about is uh, all the Wraith units are really good now. They're all very fairly priced. Um, Wraith Guard can fall back from combat, if I remember correctly. Let me double check. Uh, they can fall back from combat and still shoot, which is amazingly good. Wraith Blades hit super hard. Uh, the Wraith Lord is back to being a champion. Uh, that guy, one of the most improved units in there. He was terrible in 7th and 8th. He's great. Yeah. Uh, Rangers, excellent. Snipers, really, really good. Dire Avengers is one of my favorite units in the game. Uh, Dire Avengers are extremely good, especially yeah. paired up with uh, Azurman. And they're really good now because the Blade Storm or the, um, the, their weapons work on anything. Yeah. So uh, if you give them a Shimmer Shield on the Sergeant, they all get a 5-up save. Um, they Overwatch on a 5. Uh, in melee, the uh, Azarko is as a four plus plus. So what I was doing is, um, you can run like Inari, do MSU, and um, put like melee weapons on the Sarge, run Azurman to give them all a four plus plus, and your infantry units are badass, really good. Uh, Helling Banshees are crazy fast. They're ridiculously fast. <laughs> yeah, so they can um, uh, they add three when they advance or charge. It's crazy. Yep. And then so you can't overwatch them, which is really powerful. Um, Banshee Mass, right? Nope. No, I thought that's what it was. No, Jane's R does it. Oh, uh, that's right. They always fight first in the combat that's phase. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you get minus one to hit them in the fight phase. Yeah. So handling Banshees are really good. Uh, when you fight armies, they have lots of invulnerable saves. Maybe not so much. But in general terms, handling Banshees are better than they've been in forever. The unit that I am absolutely most excited about, though, is Striking Scorpions. Yeah. Striking Scorpions are fucking badass now. Um, they appear out of nowhere. The Manda Blasters do mortal wounds. People are going crazy about that online. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, these guys are pistol badasses. They are, <laughs> they are so good. Super good. So they pop up. They charge in. Kick some ass. They have exploding sixes. Um, they get plus one to hit if you're in cover. Kind of weird. Um, and then they, they can do mortal wounds with the Manda Blasters. 
And then, of course, the Azark is still hits really hard. They have two wounds. It's damn good. Fire Dragons still just obliterate things. Yeah. Uh, the Wave Serpent is great. Fire Dragons and Wave Serpent still as good as ever. Uh, but the Wraith Guard, the Wraith Blades, that was really good. They're, they're excellent, and they're very affordable. Uh, Wave Serpent, still a beast. Uh, Serpent Shield, you reduce uh, damage suffered by one to a minimum of one. That's just stupid good. Um, so if you know, if auto cannon hits you, it only does one damage. It's ridiculously good. Um, Swooping Hawks, are, they're okay. Um, they can also... Uh, they do mortal wounds on a 6+. plus um, When they uh, do their grenade pack, super quick. Um, their last blasters are um, rapid fire 2, so they get uh, 4 shots at half range. Pretty good. Warp Spiders, not nearly as good as they were. Um, they're still really good, but they're just not what they were. Um, uh, Wraith Guard, Deep Striking with Archons. I don't think you can do that anymore. Mm -mm. I don't. The Webway Portal, I think, only works on... Is it even in there anymore? I forget. I don't know. We'll touch on it when we get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Well, yeah, um, if, if, even if the Webway Portal is still in there, which I'm forgetting, it would only work on Dark Eldar models. That's the way it works now. You don't really cross streams uh, anymore. The only thing that does is Yunari. Uh, Yunari take any uh, Eldar, Eldari units. They count as Yunari. They can ride in each other's transports, and they get um, power from pain. No, they get uh, strength from death. Yeah. Where if a unit dies, they can then cast a power, assault, or shoot. It's really good. Um, they're really powerful. Yeah. Huh. They're really, really good. I recommend, if you're going to play Eldar um, with the Index, I actually really recommend playing Yunari. Um, you'll have more fun. Yeah. Codex Eldar, I honestly, like, just my opinion, I think they're the weakest army in, out of all the indexes. I agree. Yeah. Um, we'll spare you from going through every damn unit. I'm sure you guys don't really need to hear that. But um, generally speaking, their units hit hard. They're a little too expensive, and they're pretty fragile. Um, I would hold out uh, hope for your Codex. It's not all doom and gloom. I'm sure you guys will figure out things that we missed. Vol's Wraths are extremely good. Dark yeah. Reapers are excellent. Um, they have units that are awesome. Like uh, Fire Dragons are also really, really good. Uh, damage output super high. Dire Avengers are excellent. Um, Wave Serpents are still good. Um, a lot of the old tricks are still good. War Walkers with Fortune or with a Guide are really, really good. Yeah. Dooming a target and then shooting them with a bunch of like uh, Dire Avengers, you just nuke it. Yep. Uh, like it's not all doom and gloom, and I hope we don't make it sound that way. Uh, the Wraith Lord's amazing. Um, the Wraith Knight is still an absolute. The Wraith Knight's badass. a monster, dude. He's so fast. Yeah, he jumps up the table. Um, I can't find Sock, which is an interesting name. Says Yunari can't mix transports, and I'm 90% certain they can, but let's check because I've been, you guys have corrected me a couple times. Okay. Uh, so Yunari can be anything except Homunculus Coven, um, Mandrakes, the Avatar of Cain. Uh, any of the Aldari units can be part of the uh, army. Again, the Yunari keyword. These units cannot use any of the following immunities. Cannot, uh, I'm not saying that Ancient Doom, Battle Focus. Yeah, you lose all your special stuff. Like, you don't get uh, Battle Focus. You don't get Ancient Doom. Rising Crescendo, which is Harlequins, which is amazing. Yeah. You lose that, but you get uh, Strength from Death. Um, okay. So, um, I can't find Sock. What makes you think they can't get in to transports? Because if that's the case, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I think the transports might say that they only can transport certain units. Um, but and I don't think Yanari actually changes that. Uh, I could be wrong. Do you want to answer a question while I check? Uh, yeah. Units with the ability... Oh, Aeneids will... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're right. Thank you for the correction. They have to have the special rule, Aeneids will. 
yeah. to get into other people's transports, which means that Inari characters can get into transports because they don't have one. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. Um, I've got Sark. I did miss that, and I uh, appreciate that. Um, back to the Wraith Knight. He's ridiculous. The combo that we think is the best is the Sun Cannon with the shield. Yeah, the Sun Cannon's a beast. It's stupid. Finally. Uh, it's, it's stupid. He is a monster, but yep. you're probably only going to take one. You could take more. You could, yeah. They're really fast. So any other questions about uh, Eldar? I kind of went through it a little quickly, uh, mostly because we've been talking for a long time. They don't but, have as many like uh, auras and stuff, which I think was like the biggest like, oh, what is this? In yeah. comparison to the other uh, uh, codexes or indexes. Yeah, the um, the the uh, Phoenix Lords buff their aspect, which is cool. Yeah. Um, shining Spears are good. Um, shining Spears are good. A that's, lot. that's a shining little star there. Um, <laughs> the Shining Spears are shining. <laughs> Shining and uh, uh, Windrider jet bikes are fast attack now. They're not troops. Mm -hmm. uh, they are more expensive. They are still very good, but you are not going to be taking an army of them. They're really good when they're paired up with, like, Fortune. <laughs> Extremely good. The funny thing is you don't want to move them that much. Like, you do, if you go Shirk and Cannons, it's way better in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, uh, immoral uh, Wave Serpents. Wave Serpents are still good. They're, they're a gunboat. They're, they're really uh, good. They're really hard to kill. Yeah. Because they get um, minus one damage when you shoot them. Yeah. Uh, oh, Distort Weapons are great. Why don't we talk about that? They are, they're yeah. really, really good. Um, the bloop guns, uh, where is it? So the a D cannon is heavy D3 strength 10, uh, AP negative four D6 damage. It's a just, it just crushes things. It's a monster. Oh, and uh, what you guys are probably asking is do they do mortal wounds? No, they don't. They do not. They do not do mortal wounds. They yeah. just kick your, they there's, just do tons of damage. There's really not a ton of mortal wounds out there. There's like every so often you'll have something that can do it, but um, well, for the most a, part. Although there's a shit ton of psychers, so they, they actually can do a lot Psychic of Psychic powers wounds. do, but for the most part, there's not a lot of weapons that do mortal wounds. Um, and then we'll answer more questions as we go, but let's talk. Uh, all right, well, then one popped up. Can Farseers that are Yunari roll for Yunari powers? Is everybody no, but can you clarify? I think they do say that they... Um, okay. Um, How do you feel about Wraith Knight having the exact same stat line as an Imperial Knight? Yeah. he's a monster it's about right <laughs> yeah is that, I don't, is I don't it, think it's wrong I don't um, think yeah I think it's cool to keep him kind of even he's really good he, he's a beast the Wraith Knight is an absolute beast yeah um, alright uh, moving on to Drakari or Dark Eldar or Dark Eldar these the, guys are wow they improved a lot <laughs> they went from in my opinion from the worst codex to definitely one of the top ones. They are so good, so fast. They hit hard. Um, they play true to the fluff. These guys are beasts. Um, power from pain has changed. Uh, it's really good. They get a six up feel no pain on turn one. Oh, that's a nice little change. Yeah, their, their special yeah. ability kicks in on turn one instead of turn two. Yep. Awesome. Uh, they also get uh, on turn two, they get to reroll how far they advance um, or they get to reroll their charges. Um, turn three, they get plus one to hit in the fight phase. Turn four, uh, they automatically pass morale. And turn five, they minus one to your leadership. Yep. Pretty good. Trukari, like playing against them, God, they're so good. It's because all the things we've been talking about this whole time, uh, transports that can fly, that are fast, that are open-topped, are just so good. Guys inside can shoot out. You can go over things. You can't be trapped in combat. They're, God, they're just so good. Yeah, yeah. Dark Eldar are extremely good. Combat drugs are awesome. Get to pick them. So now your units that benefit from certain ones take that. But you, you can't good. if you you can either roll yeah. or you pick. If you pick, you can't pick the same one again until you picked all of them. Correct. So yeah. 
Um, Archons, meh. You know what? It, it's pretty funny. Like, uh, Archons are not that good. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. They're, they're, they're pretty good in melee, but they're not amazing. No. Trueborn is asking, is MSU still the best way to go with Dark Eldar? Uh, no, not really. You take ten full 10-man units of Warriors. Yeah. You take, like, 9-man units of Incubi. The reason you take nine is so you can throw a character in the vehicle. Which them. is Drazor. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, now when a vehicle explodes, it, do it doesn't blow your whole unit up, right? Yeah. So, like, Dark Eldar and Orcs and stuff, they're like, yay! Yeah. Astro Militarium, when the vehicle explodes, you lose, like, one or two guys. And you're like, mm. Yep. Yeah, but no, Dark Eldar are super powerful. Uh, Archons, eh, not, nothing really special. They still have the Shadow Field, so they get the two-plus invo save um, until they fail it. Uh, and they don't have Webway Portals anymore, so... All you guys that were wondering about that. Uh, Lemian is an elite choice now. Uh, so basically, they take the whole core of the Archon. They're all their own elite choices. They all do special things. And they get special, like, reroll ones when they're within range of an Archon. The, um, they're not that special. No, no they're okay. The Medusa's um, all right. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of just you can kind of just put all of the core of the Archon in and say you're probably not going to use it, Yeah. I think. Um, some of them are decent. The Medusa is the best one. But if they're near the Archon, they get better. But the thing is, you're probably not going to take an Archon. So therefore, you're probably not going to take... If you have them, they're not bad, but you're probably yeah. not going to do it. Um, Mad Cow Crazy says, MSU is the way to go for all armies. No, I disagree. Definitely disagree. Sometimes you can, but your Aura Buffs is the name of the game. Your Aura Buffs is what makes your army like awesome. For a lot of them. Like, like Dark Eldar don't have Auras, so... Probably not going to benefit. <laughs> they have some, you're right. They have some, but they're very specific. It's like the Succubus with the Witch. It's yeah. Trezor with the Incubi. But um, for a lot of armies, it's not MSU. It is taking full-size units. Yes. It really just varies. Um, because for armies that have lots of layered buffs, you do want full-size units. Like yeah. Orcs take full-size unit pretty much every time. Uh, same with Blood Angels. Mm -hmm. uh, then we've got the Succubus. Uh, Succubus and Witches both have the no escape rule, which is super powerful when you charge in uh, at the end of the combat. Or when somebody tries to fall back, you both roll off. If you win the dice roll, they can't. If they win, they can. So powerful. That is one of the best rules because now your units aren't getting shot. Really, really good. Um, Lilith is a beast. So many attacks. Uh, hits hard. She has the no, uh, no escape rule as well. And she has a 3-plus invo save in close combat. Um, there is no 2-plus rerolling vulnerable saves that we know of. That was like a goal to get rid of that crap. Yeah. Um, Lilith is a beast. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, yeah, it's fine. Uh, sh she has uh, 7 <laughs> attacks in close combat, which is a beast. Um, homunculuses are really good. They give all homunculus coven units within 6, plus 1 toughness. What? Everyone's saying I've got the pox. And hay you got, fever. You've got the hay fever? I just sneezed and I'm hot because it's hot. It's oh, hot. good. Um, Lilith is a beast. And then the no escape rule is so freaking good, dude. Yep, we're all no homunculuses uh, that give everybody plus one toughness. Don't we already talked about how good Lilith you, was. Don't eyeball me, boy. Listen to me when I talk. <laughs> I was too busy dying of my hay fever. <laughs> Get better. Uh, Drazor is a monster. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him on the table until now. It uh, gives other incubi plus one attack. <laughs> Uh, somebody brought it up earlier. Isn't it kind of unfortunate that by turn three they lose that ability because everybody gains that? Yeah, it's unfortunate, but Drazor is a beast. He is basically like an entire Incubi unit by himself. Yeah. He's a monster. Like Frankie has like bent me over the table so many times with the stupid Incubi with Drazor. Yeah. Because Raiders are actually hard to kill. Yep. Like they have a five plus plus, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, and then the damn thing comes up and you're like, oh, Shit. <laughs> they come, bro. And then they come out and they just wreck you. It's like, 
they hit so freaking hard. Yeah. And they're just, Drazar is a beast. And then you come in with another unit of witches and then you pin me in there. And yep. you're like, ah! <laughs> like, and again. Ah! Yeah. No, uh, they're good. Dark Eld are, are amazing. Coblite Warriors, excellent. Uh, very, they're uh, low points. They get power from pain. They're uh, great shooting. Great shooting. They have Lots more rapid fire weapons, especially yeah. in their vehicles that move so fast. They fly up. They shoot you with a bunch of shots, and then they just keep running away from you. <laughs> um, really good. No, uh, uh, raiders are not hard to kill. Or, I mean, they are hard to kill. Yeah, I'm not lying. Yeah. They're they're really 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 good. Raiders yeah. are. I would say they're probably the best transport in the game. Yes. Yeah. They're super good. Uh, Cobblelight Trueborn. Excellent. Uh, you get more blasters in there. Blasterborn are back, baby. Uh, or you can take some with Dark Lances and send them in the back, or you can put them in a vehicle. Um, witches, like we were talking about, are great with their no escape rule. They get their 4-plus invo save in uh, close combat, and uh, a lot of their weapons are actually really good, um, especially when you pair them up with combat drugs. You can get, like, witch units that have, like, four attacks. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, Betticus, ask us some more Eldar questions. I'm sorry that you're disappointed that we breeze over Eldar. It's just... Uh... We may have the beast keyword, as Viper666 said, but we are a little tired. But uh, please ask us questions, and we'll be happy to go over any Eldar stuff that we missed. Yeah, um, we have been doing this for four and a half hours now. Yes, so. but we're going to finish. Hang with us. Uh, blood Brides, witches on crack. But they better. get more attacks. You're just going to take yeah. the Blood Brides. Yeah. There's no reason to take the witches, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, Incubi, excellent. Like we were talking about, they have three attacks. Mandrakes are awesome. Mandrakes are great. They have a shooting attack that's actually worthwhile. Assault 2, strength 4, minus 1 AP. And each wound roll of a six does a mortal wound. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. They do mortal wounds. They can they, they can still pop up. Yep. Yep. They uh, pop up nine inches away. They have invulnerable save. They're actually decent in combat. They're like really good. Yeah. You get minus one to hit them. Yeah. Uh, and then they have their five plus invo save. Stir crazy. The new Primaris tank, the, the hover tank. I like it. I think it looks cool. Yeah. I don't know anything else about it. Uh, racks. Uh, they're good. They've got their liquefier guns, which are excellent. Plus one toughness um, from the freaking emojis. Yeah. AP minus D3. And then they've got their cool little sniper rifle, which isn't bad. It's minus three AP, which is excellent. Um, uh, Davo, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, if you if you move in any way, you get minus one to hit yep. with heavy weapons. But one of the things that make Dark Eldar so good is that heavy weapons on their vehicles become assault weapons. Yeah, so it plays true to their fluff where they're flying around all fast-like. Uh, grotesque, really good because you can take a shit ton of liquefier guns. Yeah, and you so just... They just run up the table shooting flamers at you. Uh, Beastmasters with the beasts. Weird, weird how it all works. It used to be one big unit. Now it's all these single models. Uh, I mean, they're okay, but uh, they're just a lot different than they used to be. Um, but, the Wall Studio, yes, Kid Mandrakes. The love, the models are beautiful. The Mandrakes are great. They're really, really good. They're fragile, though. Yes. Um, they're fragile. Uh, Betticus was saying, what about Fire Prisms and um, uh, Night Spinners? They're okay. They're a solid okay they're not bad yep their damage output's pretty good they're like hammerheads they're like hammerheads they're okay yeah like lehman russ is better like humorously the lehman russ is better now because he can take three heavy flamers and he's harder to kill so like they all want to sit back and shoot which is what they do yeah but they don't really do that much damage that's the problem right like they've like you basically have one gun like you have the underslung gun it's okay whereas a lehman russ goes gets up in your face sets you on fire and then blows something else up with his battle cannon um for a gunship tank, I, you will find that you'll take the Wave Serpent every time. Yes. Uh, I hope that answers your question. All right. Uh, raiders, they move 14 inches ridiculously fast. So you so pair that weird. up with your guns. I mean, you effectively have a 26-inch range, uh, like rapid-fire range. Like, really uh, good. Do Aether Sails do anything? Uh, I don't think they do no, anymore. They do not. Yeah. 
Um, but you could take a shock prowl, gives you minus one, or it comes with a shock prowl, minus one. Uh, you get one additional attack. Um, if you charge, you get D3 instead. Woo! Uh, and then they have night shield, so they have their five plus info saving and shooting. Um, they are also flyers, uh, or they have the fly special rule. So say they charge you, what they can do is they fly away, and then they can still shoot with the raider. The guys inside, however, cannot. They they are treated as falling back from combat. Um, Venom's uh, pretty good. Uh, I, I mean, more times than not, we were taking raiders just because they had more transport capacity. capacity. Yeah. Uh, they were tougher, and they had the dark lances. The dark lances are really good. Strength 8, minus 4 AP, D6 damage. Um, Tidblom, would a Wraith Knight army be as good as an Imperial Knight army? It's different. They don't have the feet, if I remember correctly. Um, so the, the, the knights got more guns, is more versatile, has the shooting, but the, the knight, has, the Wraith Knight has better defense because its uh, scatter shield is in melee too. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, no, they do have the feet. They oh, have they do same. have titanic feet. Okay, my bad. Yeah, they have four attacks. I think, they're, I think they're pretty comparable. If you want to do a Wraith Knight army, um, I think you would have, I think you'd be just fine. They're really yeah. damn good. It's, it's, they're very similar to knights. Yeah. Uh, Reaver jet bikes, extremely good. The Reaver jet bikes are really good at uh, surrounding those transports and keeping people from getting out. And then they also have their heat lances, which are beasts. And then the Venoms are minus one to hit. I don't know if you covered that. Yeah, yeah. Venoms are minus one to hit. Sorry. Yeah, they're quite good. Blasterborn are great. In yep. Those. Um, but yeah, uh, Reavers are really good. Their heat lances are assault awesome. one, strength six, minus five AP, D6 damage. And then if you're within half range, you get to roll uh, two dice and drop the lowest for damage. Yes. And um, Hellions are... Absolutely awesome now. Really, yes. really good unit. Uh, so much better than they are now. It's not even funny. Yeah, they, they have hit and run, which is really good. Um, so the hit and run is they can actually leave combat and charge something else. Yes. So good. Because yeah. most people, when you leave combat, you can't do anything. These guys can actually leave combat and still shoot and charge because they have fly. Um, trapping units and transports is still a theme, Brother Ericos, if the transport can't fly. Yep. That's one of the reasons why uh, flying transports are so good. Because you're just like, oh, peace, be, see you later. Whereas, like, a land raider's like, ah, I'm stuck. Yeah. Um, we did do orcs, uh, Raichu, Kase. Um, go check the Google Doc with the notes or wait to watch it again during uh, – you can watch the replay of yeah. it. Uh, the Dark Eldar Flyers are extremely good. The Void Mine is a monster. Yes. Bombers are actually pretty good. And then the uh, missiles on the Razor Wing are extremely good. Um, yeah. Thank goodness the flyers are good. Yeah, they're they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they, they don't get the minus one to hit for moving and shooting heavy weapons. Yeah. And the missiles are great. The void mine is great. They're I think they're the best flyers that we've seen uh, yeah, so far. Uh, the Talos is an excellent backfield uh, backfield unit. Um, you don't really take it for its firepower. You take it for its close combat, and it just kind of protects the back of your army um, or holds objectives for you. The Talos is pretty good. Uh, Scourges are excellent. Just a good jump pack unit. They can yeah, take I mean, heavy weapons. They have the fly keyword. Um, they can deep strike. Yeah. Good defense. And then what I, What we were seeing is that you take them with the heat lands. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Not bad. Um, yes. The uh, hover vehicles have the fly keyword. Yeah. So um, uh, wave serpents, um, devilfish, uh, land speeders, assault marines, crisis suits, scourges. And what that means is you can move over models in terrain and you can go out of combat and still shoot. It's amazingly it's good. Really good. Uh, and then Ravagers, excellent. Take three Dark Lances or three uh, Disintegrator Cannons. Disintegrator Cannons are Assault 3, Strength 5, minus 3 AP, 2 damage. Trueborn asks, is it worth taking the missiles on the Void Raven, Dark, Sa Dark Scythe versus Void Lance? What's your opinion? Ooh, uh, let's see. 
Um, on the Void Raven? The, the missiles so on the Razor Wing Jet Fighter are really good. Yes, the missiles are definitely worthwhile. Yeah, the missiles, you take the missiles every time. It just it makes it more of a gunboat. And after it drops its mine, it's not useless. Yes, we are marathoners. <sighs> All right, we're done with that. Harlequins, another army that is extremely powerful. I think Harlequins are one of the best armies in the game. Yes, They're, I totally agree. Um, Raveners are, mad cow crazy, Raveners are stupid good. They're so good. They bop around with three Dark Lances or three Disintegrators, blasting shit at full ballistic skill. They're super fast. They can move 14 inches and shoot. It's yeah. ridiculous. They have a 5++. plus plus. They're fairly hard to kill. Ravagers are amazing. Predators wish they were Ravagers. Yes. Like, they're so good. Yep. Uh, it's the mobility. Um, it's awesome. All right, so Harlequins. I totally forgot to use my psychic powers last time I played you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, so they have Fog of Dreams, which is crazy powerful. Uh, you select a visible enemy unit. Um, they subtract one whenever they're shooting at Harlequins. Really good. Uh, yeah, they've, they've got great psychic powers. Let's um, talk about Rising Crescendo, the thing that makes yes, them <laughs> The Rising Crescendo is the most ridiculous thing. So units with this ability can advance and charge in the same turn. In addition, they can fall back. And still shoot slash charge. Yeah, they're, the, <laughs> they're ridiculously fast. The ninja fast, clowns dude. are like flipping through windows, jumping over your units, kicking they're you in the so nuts. They're so good. They they hit so hard. They're so fast. Their powers are so good. Their buffs are crazy. Yeah. The Star Weaver, their transport is minus one to wound, so you can never wound it better on a three plus. The most powerful gun in the game can shoot it, and it's wounding on a three plus. So good. It's so good. You just bum rush forward with Star Weavers loaded with dudes. You can't. You don't kill them all with your shooting, and then they jump out. The ninja clown kick you in the face. The solitaire flies over your whole army and then kills your support characters. You're like, God damn it! Harlequins are amazing. They yeah. like Risa saying they jump over you. They move eight inches, so they're super fast, um, and they advance, so they can advance and jump over you and still charge yeah. and all that stuff. They're, Har- crazy they're so good. ridiculously good. Yeah. So and like- they can all take fusion pistols, which are excellent. <laughs> Strength eight minus four, d six damage. So Frankie was getting in his stupid. Speeder <laughs> driving up, shooting me. He did a drive-by, blows me up with his melted pistols, and then jumps out and ninja kicks me. Yes, you're a jerk. They're really good. They yeah. have all sorts of great weapons. Um, the uh, neuro disruptor, which is another pistol, minus three uh, AP, D3 damage. The embrace is really good. It's strength four, minus three AP, one damage. Harlequin's kiss is excellent. Strength four, minus one. Uh, AP and D3 damage. So basically, they yes. kick your ass in combat. They are and they, so good. And they'll shoot your face off. And they all have a four up and vulnerable save. They all have a four plus invo save. <laughs> they have the foot belt, which allows them to move across terrain and models as if they weren't there. Um, and, and they move eight inches. Yes. <laughs> They're so yep. good. And don't forget, they have four attacks each. Yeah, Harlequins <laughs> are ridiculous. They're, I think they're one of the best melee units in the game. Yep. Uh, Troop Master is uh, excellent. It allows you to reroll failed wound rolls in the fight phase, so it makes all those close combat weapons even better. Um, let's see, the Death Jester. Oh, go ahead. Trueborn44 says, I didn't think the Solitaire was that good, or I didn't know the Solitaire was that good. Why don't you talk about it? Because yeah, I, I have PTSD from getting our Solitaire. Let's go ahead and talk about the Solitaire. So you can still only take one in your army. Uh, they hit on twos. They have eight attacks. So... Eight attacks. Yeah. Not bad. And then with and those eight D3 attacks. three damage yeah. each. So they can either attack with their kiss, which is minus one AP, D3 damage, or they attack with their caress, which is strength five, minus two AP, one damage. They have a three plus invo save, and they get their blitz ability, which is once per game. Uh, they move, uh, 
they move an additional 2d6 and you can advance so they're moving 12 inches normally plus 2d6 plus 3d6 pretty much and they get uh plus two attacks they go up to 10 attacks and they ignore terrain and models yeah so they basically just fly over your army attack whatever they want they have a three plus invo save so they're not easy to kill they have five wounds um and they're yes. not getting instant kill anymore because that's not a thing no. Yeah, they're so, so powerful. Frankie was like, like I had all my screens. He's like, over all of them. And then my psyker in the back was like, uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so like, basically what you can do with this guy is you fly your vehicle up, charge something, and then the next turn your solitaire jumps out wherever you want him to go. It's really good. Uh, Shadow Seer is probably the best HQ Dude, in here. that guy sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, your opponent must subtract one from the wound rolls for any attacks made against this model and for attacks made against friendly infantry units within range. It's the, 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 solid, the Shadow Seer is what? He's like the secret sauce to make the army ridiculous. Yeah, he makes it to where you're wounding them on fours in most cases, and in some cases, fives. So here's the comedy uh, gold. If you're an Eldar player... Uh, Take lots of Harlequins yes. and play Yanari. And take Dark Eldar. Before, it was like the best way to make Dark Eldar better was to take more Eldar. Now it's the other uh, way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some shining stars in the Eldar army, but if you play pure Craftworld, and I hope that you guys do better than me, I was getting my ass kicked a lot. A lot. I enjoyed it. So, uh, maybe I just suck at playing them. <laughs> and maybe you guys will do better. But um, So, yeah. So, then their main transport, the Star Weaver, uh, you subtract one when you shoot at it. Super powerful. It only has six wounds, T5, four up save, but it does have a four up invo save like uh, most of the other army. Tanzer's Dream, do you take uh, uh, foot or transports? Uh, all transports. Uh, um, the transports are so good because yeah. you deny Overwatch and stuff, so you don't get hit with flamers. Uh, their transport moves 16 inches as well, so it's extremely fast. Um, and it's getting minus one uh, to hit when people are shooting at it. So it's really resilient, especially with the four plus invo save. Yeah, um, um, no, the minus one to hit does not work in a transport. Almost nothing, wor no auras yeah. work from inside of a transport. Yeah, so the Shadow Seer has to jump out, which yeah. makes him vulnerable to uh, snipers, but oh, yes. you're minus one to yeah. wound him. So. He actually is vulnerable to snipers. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's, that's pretty much it. Their other guys are okay. You got the guys on the bikes, which are really okay. fast. They hit okay. Yeah. Um, but really and truly, you take all troops. You take a troop master, maybe even two, Shadow Seer, and a Solitaire. And your list is solid. Um, yeah, Betticus is asking about Hemlocks and uh, Crimson Hunters. They were okay. The Crimson Hunter has a lot of firepower per usual. He's a little expensive. And then the Hemlock, um, it's been so long since I used it. I, let me remember, refresh my memory. He has a six up to ignore wounds. Eldar Psychers are actually really good at, at casting powers and ignoring um, uh, damage yeah. from it. They're, 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 Eldar Psychers are still amazing. Um, uh, Jaggles 42 so stacking with the psychic power can orcs just not shoot the transport yeah uh, yeah, that's correct that's unfortunately <laughs> true take that orcs that is unfortunately true uh, enemy psychers get minus one eh, it looks okay yeah uh, sad clown I usually only take one shadow seer oh no I forgot the hemlock has the assault d3 strength 10 8 before 2 damage no his damage output is pretty good yep. uh, the, 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 the Eldar flyers are okay the, the dark Eldar flyers we found were a lot better yeah um, and then we've got the Inari. Um, we kind of already covered it, so we'll, we'll go through it pretty quick. Oh, we've got to talk about their uh, the strength from death, the we, main the main reason to take them. We did we did cover it, but oh, you know what? We'll, we'll okay. cover it again. When a unit gets killed, so when you take Inari, you replace, you, you give them the keyword Inari, and they're no longer like Eldari or Drukari or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when a, when a Inari unit dies, 
um, infantry or bikers. So no more Wraith Knights exploding and doing it. That was, that was <laughs> really silly. Um, each enemy unit is completely destroyed within seven inches of one or more units with this ability, except in the morale phase, pick one of these uh, units to make a soul burst action. So it's only infantry and bikes. It's no longer like crazy units. Um, you can uh, move as if it were the movement phase. Cast the psychic power as if it were the psychic phase. That does not get around the rule of one in match play. Um, you can shoot as if it were the shooting phase. Charge as if it were the charge phase. You can fight as if it were the fight phase. So what we have found is that um, running MSU uh, Eldar with Harlequins and uh, Dark Eldar is kind of a mixed pot with Yanari. Yeah. Works really well. Um, yep. Really well. Uh, Viper666, you've been asking this question for a while. Sorry about that. Um, uh, it only Obstacles only slow you down when you advance or charge over them. And it's, if it's you're a monster vehicles. or a vehicle. Infantry move through them with yes. no problem. And then, uh, yeah, Titan if you have the special rule Titanic, you ignore them. Yeah. They're pretty cool, though. Yeah. I don't know how often you'll see them, but they're pretty cool. The Incarn is really, really good. I, I think I'm a, I'm a fanboy of the Avatar, but the Incarn is pretty good. She, like, teleports around the table. Plus, she's fabulous. She looks she is pretty. She is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. The Incarn, I would say, yes, the Incarn is a badass. She's a character. She has nine wounds. She can hide. Um, and then she, like, teleports around. She hits very hard. Um, she rerolls failed wound rolls. Uh, yeah, she's good. She, she's really good. Yvrain and the Vizark, uh, they're pretty good. Yvrain is a uh, Psyker. She can do two, uh, two powers. She can attempt uh, to deny the Witch twice. Four up and Vol save. Um, you can add one to her Psychic and deny the Witch test, which is great. Eldrad, I think, is still the best. He's, Eldrad's great. He's very expensive, but he's a really good Psyker. Yeah. Um, uh, and then she gains, regains Lost Moon on a four plus when a unit dies within seven inches of her. She's pretty good. Uh, I, I wasn't super impressed with any of the Inari characters. The Incarn was the one it's that really I just kind of. Best bundling them together and then using those special abilities yeah um huge turd <laughs> uh, is that his name uh that's a great name um the mortal wounds ignore invulnerable saves and so i i don't i'm just i'm going off the cuff here please i'm not like saying this is the way it is i don't think that counts as failing a save for the uh, shadow field so i don't think you would lose it um plug and bug i thank you for the review when will you place it I can't answer those questions. Uh, our NDA prohibits us from answering questions about the playtest process. I'm sorry. Um, we are making a video about the playtest process, and then uh, we're going to shoot it over to G-Dubs and see what they say. And uh, if they think it's cool, we'll post it. If they don't, no, no big deal. We won't. So hopefully we can tell you guys more about it, but right now we, we can't. Sorry. All right, boys. We only have like three more factions to go. Yeah. Necrons. Necrons are beasts. They're so good. They are beast mode. So they have reanimation protocol, which now they get back up on the following turn and such on a five plus. Pretty good. Let me read that really quick. Yeah, so uh, you, you're, you've you yep. been playing it more than I have. They also have uh, living metal, which their characters uh, gain back a wound um, every turn. Uh, not bad. And then they've got their Catan uh, special rules, which, meh. So Kay. yeah, Necrons, the, the big thing is, is that when you die... Uh, say you have a unit of 10 guys you take 4 casualties turn 2 you roll 5 ups 2 get back turn 3 you roll 2 1 gets back turn 4 you roll again let's just say you make it you're back at the full strength yep. you keep rolling until yes. the unit is dead or um, uh, you make the reanimation protocol 
Yes, yeah. it is extremely good. You get to roll for it every single turn, and it's for all of the guys that are gone out of the unit. It's really good. Um, Necrons are one of the armies that are really heavily influenced by their auras. Yes. Their character auras and like character buffs and stuff like that are so powerful. It makes these rock walking robots really scary. Uh, Eldrad Jr., why don't we have chairs? Bro, don't you know standing desks <laughs> are the wave of the future? They extend your life. And we're standing on a pad. It makes it, it doesn't really, it's actually yeah. not uncomfortable. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about some of these. Overlords are extremely good. You get to pick an infantry unit within uh, three, six inches. And uh, you get to add one to their advance, charge, and hit rolls. That's pretty good the entire unit gains that benefit and you get to pick that every single turn yeah overlords are super good yeah and lords are good too lords are excellent but the overlords so you take units of 20 necron warriors and then you put plus one to hit now they're hitting on a two yeah their gun is rapid fire it's ap1 they're walking up just shrugging off damage blasting once they get into 12 inch range they just waste you Yep, they have their Staff of Lights, which are really good. 12-inch range, Assault 3, Strength 5, minus 2 AP. Um, and they get Resurrection Orbs uh, oh, once God. per game. You get to re-roll your reanimation <sighs> protocols for units within 3 inches. It's so good. Or for one unit within 3 inches, sorry. It's so good. Yeah. So basically, if you take like a 20-man unit down to 1, this guy's like Res Orb, and then you're like, all right, reanimation and a re-roll reanimation. And then you do it with Cryptex, you get two 4-ups. Yep. You're like, oh, uh, 10 got back up. Oh, 15 or 5 got back up again. Now I'm back up to 16. You went from 1 to 16. You're like, that's happened to me multiple times where I was like, god damn it. So you know what's funny? I just noticed all Necrons are leadership 10 except for the Stormlord. He is uh, leadership 9. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> the big boss. Is like, I think that might have been an oversight, but yeah, yeah, whatever. That's really funny. All right, now he's more scared than other robots. Oh, John uh, Jr., you're right. Stupid men stand. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Uh, then the Lord, uh, you get to reroll failed morale checks. Uh, it's really not going to come into play all that often since you're leadership 10, but at least it's there. Cryptex, uh, like we were talking about, you get plus one to your reanimation for uh, all units within three inches. Um, really good. Uh, the Necron armies are going to be doing the spoken wheel, like we were talking about yeah. earlier, or the octopus, where you're going to have like big lines of guys going around and then characters in the center buffing them up. Yep. Um, Destroyer Lords uh, are great. They buff up Destroyers. Uh, you get to reroll hit rolls of one for him. And then uh, what does he give you? He gives you reroll wound rolls uh, of one for uh, friendly Destroyers within six inches. Yeah, he, he's pretty good. We don't use them as much. Uh, Not as much as you used to, uh, but yeah. he's, he's okay. The Overlord-Lord combo is just yeah. in cryptic. But the Luminous Cesaris is where it's at because he permanently buffs yeah. a unit of Immortals or Warriors with plus one strength, toughness, or... Ballistic skill? Ballistic skill, yep. For the whole game. What? Yeah. And you so, can do it once per turn. Yeah, so the, the named characters are like the key, which is great, because they have like 10 of them. <laughs> uh, so you've got Nemzer, uh, Zandrek, which uh, you were talking about. Uh, no, I was talking about uh, Cesarius. Oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, so this guy buffs up infantry. Uh, every turn, you pick a unit, and then you roll on the chart. Uh, you give them either plus one attack, plus one ballistic skill, or reroll failed charge rolls for that unit. This Oh, wait a minute. Each of your turns. Oh, yeah, yeah, So you can do this buff at each of your turns. And does it last? And this is last for the turn. Uh, this one just lasts for the turn. Right, that's right. So this one's a little bit different. Um, and then he is also... What, he's also uh, an overlord. So. Proctoso asks what weapons you recommend taking for Harlequins. Uh, I always went with the Kisses, I believe. I think it was the Kisses. I don't remember. Well, Mariana, my bot is advertising terrain. 
Uh, if you guys do want to pick up any of the 8th edition pre-orders, please make sure to go over to frontlinegaming.org or hit us up, give us a call. We do have it at a discount with free shipping for orders over $99, and we would be happy to hook you up. Uh, the Satan Shards, you you were taking the Caress, I think. Oh, no, it was no, the one that did D3. It's the Embrace. Yeah. The, so for the troops, you take the Embrace, and then for like the Solitaire and stuff, you take the Kiss. Or you use the Kiss most often. Um, and then you've got uh, Oberon. Oberon is another Overlord giving you the plus one to hit and stuff like that. Um, hey, Grinbear, thank you so much for subscribing, dude. We yeah. really appreciate it. That's awesome. Uh, Illuminor Zesis, this is the guy <laughs> that you're talking about. Wait, hold on. Viper666 right. says you always go with some caresses. Mm. Then you go with some kisses, and then you go for the real thing. <laughs> What's the real thing? That's good advice. Let's please elaborate. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Illuminor is the – he's, like, kind of the key for the Necrons because he buffs up a, a unit of warriors or immortals every single turn, and this buff lasts for the rest of the game. So it's either plus one strength, plus one toughness, or plus one ballistic skill. Necron warriors that are T5 are pretty Ridiculous. good. Pretty Ridiculous. good. Yeah, really and truly, the funny thing is you don't want the ballistic skill one because you have all the other buffs that you can give out to other people anyways. And then he's also a crypt tech, so he's giving you the plus one to reanimation. Yeah. Um, Rocks2112 says the big problem with Necrons is they still only have a 24-inch range. Yeah, that is the thing you work around. You'll take some destroyers, like heavy destroyers, to give you some range. But your opponent's going to kill them first. Like when, That's what I usually do. I just kill the destroyers because they're the longest range. And then the Necrons like inexorably advance towards you. And you're like blasting them. And you're like, shit. So Necrons, like, you, that is the problem. And when you play Hammer and Anvil or whatever, which your opponent's almost always going to do to you, you're like, crap. Yeah. So you'll find yourself playing Hammer and Anvil like half the times that you play the tournament. But they're so resilient, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, um, Anrecker, the Traveler, is also extremely good. He gives all your infantry within three inches plus one attack. So, uh, no, I know. He's amazing. Yes. Anrecker is another one that you'll take all the time. Uh, good question, though. Yeah. Really good question. How does Tesla Mortals plus my Will Be Done interact? Because my Will Be Done is plus one to hit, right? Uh, yes. And then uh, Immortals explode on a six? Uh, uh, Tesla. Yeah. So, yeah, what it does, like it's like Age of Sigmar. You actually add to the roll. So if you roll a five, it's a six. If you roll a six, it's a seven. They have exploding six plus. So then the Tesla explodes on a five or a six. Not that it's really freaking good. Yeah. So if you can stack multiple plus ones to hit somehow, um, they would be exploding on like a four or three. It's really really good. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about the immortals. The immortals are really powerful. They're great. They're really really good. I, I think warriors are better because they can take a bigger unit. They're more likely to survive and they get more mileage out of the buffs. Yeah. But immortals, you use you usually use like one or two units of immortals and they hit so much harder. Yeah, their firepower is way better. Um, but yeah, the warriors aren't bad. I mean, your strength four minus one AP, and then with the buffs you can get up to like three attacks. They're not not terrible. Uh, Lich guard are uh, pretty good as well. Got um, a lot of power weapons. What's up? Quick question: How do you deal with vehicles? Um, yeah, the destroyers, heavy destroyers, are pretty expensive, but you have to remember they can come back. Um, and brother Ericos, you're 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 welcome. We're we're happy to do it. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be horses can be tomorrow, but they use the heavy destroyers, which will tear apart vehicles really fast. Um, or the warriors, if the warriors get within rapid fire range and you're hitting on twos, the amount of damage that you dish out is crazy, especially at minus one AP. They'll they'll eat apart a vehicle pretty quick. Um, um the stronghold Tesla and Gauss are both really good. Tesla again, because you're gonna be exploding on fives and sixes, getting more shots. 
But then the gauze is minus two AP. They're they're real. They're both really good. Yeah. Uh, and then Lichcard, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Lichcard are way better than they were. Yeah. Yeah. So they have their hyper uh, phase swords, which is minus three AP, or they can take the war scythe, which is, makes them strength seven minus four AP two damage. Um, when they take the uh, uh, the sword, they get their dispersion shields, which give them a four plus invo save. And uh, yeah, they're they're pretty good. They can also look out sir for characters. Um, you just roll a d6 on a two plus. They take the wound instead, and it's dealt into a mortal wound. Proto they do a badger. Protoso, thank you very much for joining us, man. Yeah, we've been here for a long time, but catch the VOD. Just remember at what time you jumped out, and you can jump back and catch the rest. Uh, death marks are these are deadly snipers. Pretty good. They're uh, deadly snipers. Yep. I mean, they get a lot of shots. They can deep strike. Um, yeah. Well, the, the reason that they're good, right? They deep strike. Um, they deep strike into rapid fire range. They're all snipers with a rapid fire one gun. So at 12 inches, and you deep strike within nine. Uh, and I'm not a retard, right? They still deep strike. Yeah, they okay. still deep strike it. So then you give them plus one to hit, and uh, they're going to hit on a two, um, and then you're going to get a lot of mortal wounds. They can ace a character in one volley. If you take a unit of ten, they drop down, boop, and you have pretty good odds of smoking like a five-wound character. So, I mean, five sixes is asking a lot, but then you're going to do a lot of wounds normally too. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're one of the better um, – I think they're one of the better sniper units in the game. Yeah, I totally agree. Dragon Daddy, thank you for subscribing for 10 months. Wow, thank you so much, man. So, Flayed Ones are a secret sauce. Uh, they can do the crazy uh, tunnel out of the ground nine inches away. Um, then you can buff them to where they get plus one on their charge. And then you need your command dice to oh, flayed ones get are that. Shit. And then if you take the other character, they get five attacks. Dude, the Flayed Ones are so freaking good. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They reroll wounds, and then they're hitting on twos in close combat. They yeah. are monsters. monsters. So, Frankie would... Uh, one of the things that he would do to me, and when you guys are asking, like, oh, how do you get over the range, he would have a big unit of 20 flayed ones come up in the backfield, and then you're like, shit, and you turn around, you start blasting them, and, and like, they're still reanimating, not as well, yeah. but um, it, they're, like the hammer, they're like the anvil, and the hammer is the rest of your army. So what he would do is he'd pincher me, and it was really hard, because you have to put so much firepower in to kill the flayed ones, and then in the meantime, you don't really, de you can't deal with um, the warriors coming up, but... You had trouble when I took a lot of long-range shooting units against you. Yep. Um, like, we did Hammer and Anvil, and I had, like, what, five Torox Primes? Yes. That was a bitch. You cheese ball. <laughs> I am a cheese ball. But, yeah, uh, Flayed Ones are extremely good. I mean, getting up to five attacks, hitting on twos, rerolling wounds. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, Viper 666, being 360-degree fire arc makes Monoliths infinitely better. Yes. Monoliths um, are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, overall, Necrons are super powerful. All their buffs, all that. What's up? Would you rather take a Doomsday Arc or Heavy Destroyers? Uh, heavy Destroyers. Every time. Well, because the vehicles have Living Metal and the characters do too. They regain a wound every turn, which is really good. Necron characters are so hard to kill. Yep. Um, usually, I just ignore them. I just ignore them and try and kill the units. Yeah. Uh, with Necrons, you got to kill a unit dead. Um, the Dooms, the Doom Scythe. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, it has Heavy D3, so it gets D3 shots, Strength 10. Minus four, D6. Downside is it's heavy, so you're hitting on fours. Ulya Jim, yeah. Torox Primes are one of the best gunships we've played in the Imperium. Yes. And then you take, like, uh, Yark in the back, like, fist pumping. Wait, do they, do they have, mil have Asher Militarum keyword? Do they? Right? Yeah. Oh, wrong book. Um, but, yeah, uh, Canoptic Race are not as good as they used to be, but they're still pretty good. Um, they have three attacks. They move 12 inches. Um, they have their three plus invo save. Oh yeah, Torx Primes do have the Astro Militarum keyword. So Yara can fist pump behind them. 
give them reroll ones and they're hitting on a three. It's they're so powerful. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, yeah. So then heavy destroyers, they basically have las cannons. They ignore the uh, moving and yeah. firing heavy uh, penalty. Uh, they move ten. They have thirty six inch range. They reroll ones to hit, and then if you have the destroyer lord, they're rerolling ones to wound, which is really good. Um, and then the Canoptic Spiders can add units to Scarabs, which is really good. Um, but yeah, overall, Necrons are powerful. What about the Tesseract Vault? We had a question about that. Oh, and then the Anti Barge. The Annihilation Barge is really good again, too. Yeah, he has a lot of shots. He has Assault yeah. 8, Strength 7, 1 damage. Every 6, it gives you 3 hits instead. Yeah. They will put down a lot of uh, fire. The, the do And the Monolith is quite good again. The Night Scythe is a really good um, flyer because of the transport capacity. Uh, although Necrons, you'll find, want to go into Phalanx. They want the characters in the middle, want the warriors and immortals around them. Um, I think it'd be a good way to deliver, like, Lich Guard or something like that. Yeah. Nice size. So the Tesseract Vault, uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's okay. Uh, it has a lot of shots. I mean, it has four Tesla Spheres, so it has 20 shots that are strength 7, 1 damage, and then every 6 causes 3 hits. What? Are you not a fan? Good. That's pretty good. It's yeah. expensive, though. It's very expensive. It's only or it's T7, 28 wounds, 3-up save. Uh, it's really resilient as living metal, but I don't know. It's just it's so expensive for what you get. But. Uh, the, did they take away the transport capacity from Night Scythe? Did they really? Oh, God. I'm, mm -hmm. We haven't played these. In, we haven't played Necros in a long time. I'm sorry, guys. Um, wow, I forgot about that. What? No. It has an, oh, Invasion Beams. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you... About? Get out of here in my name, legend. Yeah. Yeah, they still have it. Ha! But I'm not wrong again. But if you use invasion beams and they kill the night scythe before you get to deploy yeah, your the guys, unit's the unit's gone. Um, they're, they're stuck on the tomb world. Yeah, no, they still have the transport capacity. You, you tripped me out there. Um, how many wounds do destroyers reanimate with? Uh, I believe they just come back with one. Yeah, I, don't, I do not remember, but we'll check. Um, yeah, the monolith is expensive, but he's really, really hard to kill. Uh, and he does actually, he can do like D6 mortal wounds. Um, just come back full strength. I don't remember off the top of my head. Huh. Doesn't really say. I can't remember off the top of my head either. Um, Jiggles, we can't really like go into like too much detail about that. But I can say that um, we literally played like every unit in the game. Um, legitimately, like we put a lot of work into it. Um, Satan are good because they can't be targeted, says Viper666. Yeah, um, we'll double check. I don't remember if they have the, uh, the character keyword. I think they do. And uh, like the, the, the Nightbringer hits like a freight train. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone's asking about quantum shielding too because it's, it's weird. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't know how many wins they I think they just come back full strength. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, so quantum shielding. Uh, Bedicus, monoliths take units. They do teleport units, but I think you, you pull them out of reserves. Yes. Uh, yeah. They don't They don't pull them out of combat and stuff like that. We'll, we'll double check, though. Uh, I forget. Serious. Quantum shielding. So basically, every time you somebody shoots you and they do damage, right. say, say it does D6 damage and they roll 6, as long as you roll below the 6, they do no damage. No damage. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. So quantum shielding is extremely good, except for against small arms fire, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, quantum shielding keeps your vehicles alive for a long time, which is yeah. good on the ghost yeah. light. Quantum shielding is really, really, really. But not good. all the vehicles have it. So yeah, well, it's it's like the I think there's just the stalker has it. Yep. The ghost arc, the doomsday arc. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah, they're they're really good. Necrons are just hard to freaking kill. Uh, Droppy Glibus, I appreciate that you appreciate our endurance. We're in it to <laughs> We're win. We're almost baby. there. Two We're more in factions. It to win it. Necrons are really good. I'd say they're top five 
factions in the game, in my opinion. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Necrons are very powerful. Dark Eldar are excellent. Harlequins are great. Really and truly, the Xenos book one is really powerful. Yes. Every army in it is a winner. Um, ex in my opinion, except Eldar. I think Eldar yeah. are a little weak. But if you play them Yanari mixed in with the other Eldar units, they're really good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're... Uh, um, Eldrad Jr. Yeah, when the vehicle dies, it loses the shielding. <laughs> you <laughs> blow it up. No, uh, <laughs> trying to kill units with uh, quantum shielding is a pain in the ass. It's really difficult. And one of the things I would, if I'm going to recheck, the ghost orb is not open topped, right? Like they got rid of that. Yeah, I can't I remember. So. Let me check. Um, quantum shield hovering, explodes. Yeah, it's not open topped anymore. It's kind of a bummer. But the ghost orb has a lot of uh, shots and um, and you can make reanimation protocols for units that embarked upon it. Yep. Um, uh, the Ghost Rex kind of reduced in efficacy yeah. a bit. Chris, um, like how would Necrons do against 100 Gene Stealers? That would be a challenging fight. Ooh, wow. That, that would be challenging. Um, I don't know if the Gene Stealers would make it, actually. I don't think There's so There's a either. lot of firepower, and by the time they make it, they're going to be weakened, and then the Necrons will just be keep well, they'll just keep coming back. Um, Biff McNasty, uh, yes. We are closing in on a million views. Woo! Yeah, wait. woo! Um, what actually, are the other... Take a while. Okay, my name is Legend. You know what? Udis, we're going to tickle your balls a little bit longer here before we get into chaos. Um, what do we think of the top five armies in the game? So, well, this is the thing. You can mix them up. Like, within your faction, you can go crazy and mix stuff up, right? Like, Imperium's probably number one, right? Because you can mix I don't know so much Imperium's stuff. Imperium's number one, to be chaos honest. Chaos is freaking good. Chaos, like, really, it's hard to actually make a top five, in my opinion. Uh, Let's go single faction top five. Single faction top five? And you don't have to do them in order. Just say, like, what do you think your top five? Probably Space Marines are definitely up there. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I would gee with, with Girly Man. In. Oh, yeah. guys, so, so you good. got you got that. Uh, Imperial Knights are really good. Um, but I don't know if they'd qualify for a single faction. Yeah, I guess so. You could probably run about Well, let's say more specific than Imperium. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got uh, uh, so we've got Space Marines, and then we've got uh, Dark Eldar are definitely up there. Harlequins. Yes. Orcs. Yeah, yes. And uh, Nids. Ooh. See, I would go, I would go Harlequins, Scions. Hmm. Um, I just include them in Ash Militarum. Yeah. I would go Harlequins, Ash Militarum, um, Dark, um, Dark Eldar, I agree with you. Nids, definitely. And that's tough after that. I would say, yeah, Necron. No, because Necrons can get shot down by long-range armies. I think Orcs are Nids. No, Nids. I think, did I already say Nids? Yeah, you already said Nids. Um, so it's between Orcs and Necrons for you. No, orcs are better than Necrons, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Orcs are so fucking good. But the Space Marines are damn... Space Marines are damn Space Marines are really good. God, Chaos, Chaos Space is so Marine. good, oh, too. Chaos. I don't know. It's hard. There it's is no hard. top five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a top ten. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into Chaos Space Marines. Um, horse, horse Heresy. Well, um, a lot of people are saying that they think orcs are bad that haven't played the game yet. Yeah, we have extremely. I've played good. orcs so many flipping times, and I can tell you they're not invincible, but they're really good. Um, Frankie creamy with with creamy bad with towel one time, but that yeah. was because every single vehicle exploded. That was amazing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mechanicus are great. Mechanicus, oh god dang, they're, they're so yeah, good. I don't think there is a top five. No. I think they're, it's too even across that. It's probably like a top eight. Yeah, top nine. Yeah. All right. No, uh, Harlequins are absolutely top tier. My yes. god, they're good. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's keep going because we're almost done. Chaos Space Marines. So they have Death to the False Emperor. This is a great ability. Yep. Each time you roll a hit roll of a 6 plus for this model with this ability in the fight phase, it can 
if it was targeting an Imperium unit, immediately make an extra attack. So they get or exploding sixes against Imperium units. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yes. police, police Banana asked me if Hellhounds are good. Yes. Hellhounds uh, police good. Banana is a great name. Uh, the Devil Dog's okay. The Bane Wolf is a fucking all-star. Excuse me, yes. French. Uh, it's AP3, and it wounds on a two. And it's a flamer. And you have a heavy flamer. Pretty good. And it moves twelve. It moves eleven inches. Yeah, yeah, they're good. <laughs> I was just running up. Uh, uh, the icons, really, truly, the corn one is the best. Uh, it's really the only one that you'll ever see. It gives you reroll charges. Excellent. Uh, their psychic powers, warp time, warp time is really is the only one that we so need to touch on. <laughs> it allows your unit to move. As if it were the movement phase. Uh, prescience yeah. is amazing too. Prescience is really good. Uh, you can add one to hit rolls for the unit. Okay, Excellent. everyone's asking for the bottom five. Um, bottom five. Uh, Eldar. I would say Eldar. Um, what else do we got? Eldar. Uh, I guess like I don't know, the Custodes or something. Eldar, like that. Legion of the Damned. Yeah. Uh, Imperial agents. Maybe, Maybe Inquisition. Yeah, I, I mean, you can make. I honestly, a, don't know. You can make a good Inquisition army, yeah. but like they just don't have a lot of tools. Yeah, um, I'd say really and truly, like, I don't know. I mean, there's, yeah, maybe demons are down there. I don't know. No, sisters are are amazing. Sisters are amazing. God damn it. Sisters yeah, are like a, so good. I don't think there's a top five. I mean, there's like a top ten yeah. currently. Yeah. Once people play more games and stuff, I think it's more like most improved, more. most yeah. unimproved. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about King Shit, Abaddon. Oh, Abaddon is a G. He's G'd up from the feet up. He's a monster. He is so, so good. So he's got the uh, Talon of Horus, which is a shooting attack, rapid fire, two, strength four, minus one AP, D3 damage. Really good. Um, he has six attacks. Um, he also gets his uh, demon weapon. So He does a mortal wound to if himself. Roll, if you roll the one, he does a mortal wound to himself, and he can't attack with that weapon anymore. But he still gets to attack with Talus. And thank you. points. And thank you. Just yes. use Drachen. Or I mean the Talon. Yep. Ah. But he gets that many additional attacks. He can get up to twelve attacks. He is a monster. Um, and then he gives he has a four plus invo save. He also halves damage uh, rounding up that he takes. And then uh, you get to reroll failed hit for friendly black legion units within six. And then friendly heretic Astartes units within twelve inches of Abaddon automatically pass morale. He's ridiculous. He's a beast. So, like, what, right away, I, you guys don't need us to really explain this to you, but we'll help. Um, what we found was chaos, like, right out the gates is, like, a shit ton of Havocs, yep. a shit ton of cultists, and then Abaddon just kind of, like... Yep. Predators are extremely good. Yes. Predators are so good. Super good. Um, but Havocs and Predators, I would put on equal to footing. Yeah. And, because, like, with, with Havocs and Devastators, you put them in terrain, they have a two-up save. Yep. Really good. Predator... Can't doesn't really want to move and shoot. They're roughly the same price. Um, he gets worse ballistic skill as he gets damage, but he still gets to shoot. Plus, Abaddon's twin linking him. Eh, I kind of lean towards Predators. You know what I mean? Because like you're yeah. still getting four shots, even though it's like getting worse. He twin links you. Pretty damn good. Man. Abaddon is a monster, and he's really hard to kill. Like somebody's talking about with the half damage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You have damage. Yep. Marnius Calgar gets the same thing. Yeah. You have. It's really powerful. Oh. He's still killable. For sure, but he he's is a, a beast. Uh, here on Blackheart, he's really not good. that great. In I my like opinion. No. No, he, he's a psycho that can cast two powers. Yeah. Um, and that's really it. He gives your uh, Red he Corsairs has, automatic pass morale. And he rerolls one to hit. He has the captain ability. He has the Chaos Lord, doesn't he? Oh. What the f 
Damn it. I told you. I bad. wanted to use him finally. He runs out. All right. Uh, Cypher. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you would. No, Cypher's okay. actually really good. He has five pistol shots. Yeah, his pistols are good. So basically, he gets to combat. He's just shooting the shit out. You're like, uh, and then he gives uh, fallen units reroll ones to hit. <laughs> good job, fallen. Here are the fallen right here. Um, Lagarth, basically, chaos chaos. Oh yeah, they're just chosen. Yeah, yeah. moving on. Lagarth says, "Why are havoc special? Because heavy weapons are really good. Yep, they're cheap, and uh, they can take auto cannons, missile launchers, last cannons. Uh, honestly, the missile launcher is the best." I, I personally like last cannons. The minus, the extra minuses, the higher strength. I like missile launchers because it's of so good. Because yeah. you can shoot the hordes and do really good. Um, but they're all good choices. We've seen people take uh, all sorts of different weapons. Uja Jam, Guillemin, and Calgar are ridiculously good. Yep. They're both so good. Um, Fabius, Fabulous. CW Dub said he just tuned in. He wants us to hype up the last five hours. Sum it up. We're almost done. Oh, sum it up. Oh, I no, said, that, oh, hype, hype it up. up. I'll take my shirt off and spin it in a circle. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fabius Bile. Oh, oh big qu good question. What? Biff McNasty asks if Abaddon affects Black Legion or Chaos. Black, Black Legion. Legion. You'll see this over and, over and over and over again. Well, his, his buff, his rerolls to hit is only for Black Legion, is uh, automatically passes for all Heretic yeah, Astartes, yeah. which so is really powerful. Yeah. You run him with uh, Cultists and Havocs or Predators. And profit. Yep. It's really good. Uh, Fabulous gets to uh, buff up units again. Uh, it does D3 mortal wounds to them, and then they get... Or wait a minute. What do you say? Uh, they suffer one mortal wound, sorry, and then they gain the benefit for the rest of the battle. Graspy frag missiles, if I remember correctly, they're D6, or is it D3? It's D6. It's D6 strength four shots. Is it D6? Right? Let's double check I think that. it's D3. I thought it was D6. Because remember, that's why Girly Man was so ridiculous. Because he gives you rerolls to hit and wound, your frag missiles just rip apart light infantry. Keep answering questions, guys. Uh, Midzagugargagan. Where would you place Grey Knights in your top 10? Yeah, it's D6. Yeah, it's D6 shots. So you get four D6 strength, four shot. It's really good. Yeah. Um, where would I put Grey Knights in the top 10? I, okay. It'd probably be like nine or 10. Yeah, I would, say, I would put Grey Knights right in the middle. And again, Anything we say is from our experience, and we played as much as we possibly could, but you guys will play more than we do. And I want to hear your opinions on what you think is good because you guys are going to find combos we missed. Yep. We did our best, but you guys are going to find stuff we missed. Um, I think Grey Knights, they hit like a freight train, but they're really low model count. Yep. Uh, if you play pure Grey Knights, it's better than it's been in a while, but it's still going to be a challenge. Yep. Uh, Chaos Lord, uh, reroll ones to hit for friendly Legion models within six. Uh, units within six. Stir crazy. Girly man does not work on white scars. Well, he, he has a he has a bubble that works on all imperial ones, units. Yeah. But the reroll hit and wound is only ultramarines. Uh, uh, police banana. Uh, hellhound chassis tanks. Hell, you you take the heavy flamer on them every freaking time without question. The Lehman Russ, it's three heavy flamers and a Punisher cannon or the Eradicator cannon to go forward. If you're gonna sit and shoot. I like the battle cannon and three heavy bolters. Yep. Plasma cannons are just silly. They blow. You, they literally blow you up. It's not fun. Uh, Dark Apostle gives you reroll hits in close combat. Demon Princes give you reroll ones. The the Dark Apostle um, is actually For quite good. Demons. Yep. Uh, and then you know what was a surprising, um, surprisingly good was the um, uh, Mechatendral guy. Yeah, the uh, Warp Smith. And then the Demon Prince is um, only nine wounds, so or eight wounds. So he eight has wounds. character wound. He can hide. He's hiding. 
Oh yeah, uh, Lord Draconis Ultramarines are ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> they're, so, they're the best Space Marines by far. Uh, Sorcerer, uh, you take them for the psychic powers. Yeah. Uh, Warpsmith. The Warpsmith's uh, really good. He, has he a repairs two vehicles. Yeah. He makes them a little bit better. He has a shit ton of attacks. Yep. He gets a flamer, a melt gun. Um, Chaos Space Marines are excellent. Excellent uh, troop choice. Uh, you get all your normal marine weaponry. Um, Dragon Daddy, yes, we will go through the Forge World indexes. They're going to be available on release, um, and we, we just like we don't have them, yeah. like because and like I don't want we don't want to just go off memory, right? Because shit changes. So we we will cover them. Uh, Chaos Cultists, excellent troop choice, very cheap, and then with Abaddon makes them better. I know you're tired. What do you think about Chaos Space Marines? Because I found I, I didn't use them very much. I already talked about them. I said they're really good. They're an excellent marine choice. Do you think so? Like, would, would you, did you find us? I was taking Havocs and Chosen. I didn't really take too many Chaos Marines. I said they're an excellent marine choice. I didn't say that I would use them all that often, but I think Cultists are used a lot more. Yeah. Chaos Space Marines, if you want to take Marines, are excellent. I'm just trying to get yeah. you to be real, son. I, I was real. Okay. Yeah. Be really real. Listen to what I say when I say it. No. Rather than making me backtrack every time. Uh, Chaos Cultists are excellent. I, I think it's fun. They get their guns. Uh, they get their rapid fire. Uh strength three weapon but with abaddon they get to re-roll the hit they're pretty good uh chaos terminators are excellent especially when you take them with warp time so then they get to move and charge um they have all their power weapons you get power fists chain fists are extremely good chain fists are um, brutal they, you'll rip a knight in half with chain fists yes uh, uh, most improved award dark elder no question yep uh corn berserkers are excellent super good uh the chain axes are super good plus one strength minus one ap these guys are monsters to get to pile in twice and swing. And then if you take the banner, they get to reroll charge. Not bad. Um, Pox to Humanity is asking, how do you think Chaos Space Marines stack up against Grey Hunters? Well, considering they don't get bolt pistol, bolt, bolt or close combat weapon anymore, they don't. You can get either or. Yep. Uh, uh, it's uh, unfortunate. That was what made Chaos Space Marine troops good. Yeah. I, I just, I found myself not taking Chaos Space Marines at all. I, Havoc's Raptors, uh, Berserkers, amazing. Chaos Space Marines, not bad, but not great. Yep. Uh, Rubric Marines, excellent. Uh, we did the article on the Faction Focus. Rubric Marines are super good. Do you think they're pointed, uh, uh, costed appropriately? Because that's what everybody's asking. They're a little expensive, but I think for their damage output, I think they're fine. And, they get, really. yeah. and they get a two-up save against one one damage weapons. Yeah. So, so they're like Terminators, man. They're pretty good. And Corn Berserkers, like you were saying, uh, Premier, they're like up there with like Harlequins, Gene Sealers. Yes. They do so much damage. They're so good. Yep. And then uh, Plague Marines, uh, their uh, Disgusting Resilience is really good. They're five plus uh, funeral pain. And then they have really good weapons. Their weapons are super good. Um, um, yeah, but... I think they're, they're, the they're weakest, a little expensive. I think they're the yeah. weakest cult troop in the index. Really? More so than Noise Marines? I like Noise Marines. I think Noise Marines are really good. No, noise Marines' damage output is really good. The Plague Marines' damage output is not. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, but yeah, Noise Marines, they get their special uh, Blast Masters uh, and Doom Sirens. Their Doom Sirens monster. Uh, it's only Assault D3, though. Haha, <laughs> take that. No D6 for you. Yeah, the, the Noise Marines get an, a special, an extra attack if they're slain. I thought it was just in melee, but is it is it shooting? Yeah, I think it's anytime they're slain, they get to shoot. Oh, that's right. That's right, because there's other, there's other guys in the game that get it when they're in melee. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, noise marines are great. Yeah. Uh, and then the, they're, with their um, four-shot bolter, they're reasonably priced. I think that they're fairly priced. 
Uh, chosen are great. Uh, you get all the special weapons. Um, take some meltas and stuff for when you play against those night players. Oh, a big change too. Cult troops are no longer immune to morale. Uh, correct. Yep. So be be aware of that. Um, 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 Trog God, Frankie, what do you think? Any medium-sized foot-slogging units of uh, Plague Marines viable? Or should I take the metal boxes? Uh, oh, take them in Rhinos. I would take them in Rhinos. Um, Berserkers, Just so you get up the table. Yeah, and Berserker Rhino Rush is actually really freaking good. Yep. Um, really good. Uh, what faction benefits the most from the new edition? Dark Eldar. Although, Dark Eldar, Nids, Ash Militarum, Orcs yep. all got vastly better. Possessed... I don't know. They're not that great. Uh, they get their minus two attack uh, or minus two AP attacks, which is okay. Uh, they're still. I don't. Still don't think you're going to see them all that often. Um, Hellbrutes got a lot better. They're vastly better. They got they're, a lot better. They're um, cheap and they do quite a bit of damage. Um, I actually like them. I don't think they're like amazing, but I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Like it, it'd be fun. I think if you took like a chaos themed Walker army, like Mauler fiends and Forge fiends and, um, and Hellbrutes, I think that would actually be a really fun army. Yeah. Uh, mutilators, uh, I don't know. I mean, they definitely got better than what they were. They deep strike, hopefully make the charge, because otherwise they are slow as dirt. They only move four inches. No, mutilators um, are still pretty shitty. But, yeah, they're not that great. Uh, you could deep strike them and then hit them with uh, warp time and warp time, charge. Yeah. Although yeah. you could do that And their attacks can do yeah. quite a bit of damage. Uh, Streaming56 asks, 10 Rubik Marines in a Rhino with all flamers. Yes, yeah, that brutal. is a good list. You will absolutely yes. wreck stuff. Uh, Chaos bikes are really good. They're fast. Uh, they're just like normal Space Marine bikes. Uh, raptors are really good. Yeah. One of the most improved units in the game, Raptors. Minus one to your morale. Yep. Two plasma guns, a plasma pistol, and like a power sword on the Sarge. You drop down and you just wreck stuff, and they fly around being annoying. They're so good. Like yes. Raptors are like, they go from like a complete joke to being a really, really good unit. I loved it. But I think even better than that are the Warp Talons. The Warp Talons are amazing. Warp Talons were freaking garbage before. Yeah, Warp Talons and, are uh, great. Now they're great. Uh, they get minus two AP. They get uh, extra, I think they get two extra attacks with their Warp Talons because they have two. No, they get one. Is it? Yeah. And then they um, they can get bonus attacks in the way. So right. I forgot what it is. But there's no Overwatch. Okay. Um, they, there's no Overwatch when they Deep Strike. Yeah. So you take a unit of 10, uh, deep strike down. When you deep strike, you're not in, like, you can do it however you want. Like, yeah. you just have to be in unit coherency. Hit them with warp time. They jump forward 12. Multi-charge, take away everybody's overwatch, and then your other units come in. It's a great combo. And then they hit super hard. Yeah. Uh, then Chaos Spawn are really good. They have AP minus 2 and 2 damage attacks. They uh, Chaos Spawn are pretty beastly. Heldrake, like we were talking about earlier, is extremely good. Super fast. They have their Flamer. They can charge. Yeah, well, they um, move 20 inches, and then they can charge. They move 30 inches. Oh, well, And they can me. charge, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the Heldrake is beasts. really good. Oh, scroll up. There was a good question. Um, Locke Draconis. Death Company and Terminators, pure close combat army viable. More than viable. Yes. More than viable. Close combat armies are extremely Blood good. Blood Angels, they're one of the best close combat armies we, we found. They're yep. so good, because... Again, you missed it, but there's a ton of layered buffs. RG Markon, are you still able to take Bellacore in a CSM army? I, yeah, because he has the chaos keyword. Um, he's, he's quite good. Do you expect many Grand Alliance armies and tournaments from now on? Viper 666. That's a really good question. What do you think? Do what? A Grand Alliance where, like, uh, cherry pick armies. Uh, I don't know. I think, well, you will, I think you will at first. I think you'll see some, but I don't think you're going to see, like, a ton. Um. 
then another it was another good question like why do there, why do we have all these keywords for like stuff that doesn't exist yet we it's, can't answer that question but use your imagination it's probably for something or things that are coming in the future and maybe not <laughs> but just i mean come on yeah like, i mean they, they already have quite a few things like the titanic special rule ignores obstacles no, the, he was saying like, that, like yeah. um craft world and regiments and um yeah chapter tactics and stuff uh yep so land raiders are great predators are excellent we already talked about all these uh obliterators uh obliterators they got nerfed they lost um, their power i hate fist. saying that because they're different but they lost their power fist, unfortunately. Um, but their their weapon is pretty good. It's at minimum strength seven, uh, minus one AP, one damage. Uh, but it can get up to strength nine, minus three D three damage. So, or yeah. Alien, if I have twenty shots from a Gatling cannon against ten models, are all the shots applied to ten models? Okay, uh, yes. we explain this, but really quickly, um, if the Gatling cannon does one damage per shot. Uh, you can kill 20 models. You can kill as many models as you have shots. The damage is applied after the save has failed. Yep. Right? So if you had a 20-shot D3 damage gun, you could still only kill 20 models, but you could do 60 damage potentially. Yeah. We explained it in, in, at length in the beginning of the video. Uh, Forge Fiends are okay. A they're a lot better. They're, they're definitely better. Uh, still don't think you're going to be seeing a lot of them. Mauler Fiends, on the other hand, are great because they can't be immobilized anymore, so they're still running around the table. I think Mauler Fiends are great now. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Mauler yeah. Fiends are excellent. Yeah, yeah they, you can't be immobilized. Way harder to kill. Yep. The, um, I always go with the, the Lasher Tendrils because uh, you get extra attacks. Although the Magma Cutters are not bad. They're pistols. Yep. Um, I think Molophines are really, really good. For sure. Uh, Defilers are excellent. They have two heavy flamers, and then they have their battle cannon, and they have a lot of attacks. Uh, they're pretty good. So the Forge Fiend is who you use uh, uh, Prescience on to give him plus one to hit. And then you take all Ectoplasma cannons. He gets 3d3, strength 7, AP3, d3 damage shots. Yep. Um, is it for shooting as well? It, it's. I think it's, it's only in shooting, if I remember correctly. No, I think it's... It might just be plus one. All the way I thought, is it just plus one to hit? Yeah, you're right. Hit rolls, yeah. So, gosh, that's great. Put that on a big unit of berserkers. Yeah. <laughs> we just wreck people. Um, um, one of the people, one of us is tapping her foot. Thank you for pointing that out. Corn uh, Lord of Skulls. What do you think about this guy? He's good. He's a B. He's good. I mean, all so the guys, are, he's really expensive. I mean, he's... Yeah. He's, I think he's a little too expensive, but he does hit like a freight train. Um, he, he's good. Uh, I think, you know, I'd rather have a couple knights. Yeah. The, the, the Chaos Knight is the better knight because you take double battle cannons. Just ridiculous. Yep. Um, and then they go into the special characters for the legions. Karn the Betrayer is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Graspree, where Black Templars tested. Everything was tested, so yes. Uh, Karn the Betrayer is a monster. He gets piled in twice, swing. Uh, he has, what, six attacks, uh, rerolling ones. He's super good. Yeah, he's, um, he's a monster. Like, he, he piles in and attacks twice. He just In our games, he'll just kill, kill whole units. Yep. Just brah, brah, he's just such a monster. Oh, and Magnus. Uh, Magnus the Red is a, a complete badass. Uh, his smite can do 2d6 mortal wounds. Yeah. If he rolls a 10. Uh, he also gets plus 2 to his casting, so it's pretty likely he'll get some 10s in there. Yeah. And then in close combat, he does crazy amounts of damage. He has, uh, what, 7 attacks that are hitting on 2s, strength 16, <laughs> minus 4 AP, 3 damage each. No, Magnus Red is he one of the... He will eat through a knight by himself he's one of the biggest ass kickers in the game yes like 
it's really hard to deal with him. He has a four up invo. He rerolls ones of invo saves all. Yep. He makes everybody reroll ones of invo saves for their thousand suns. His he he like flies up, blasts you, and then he chops something in half, and you're like, oh, yeah. god. Um, somebody was asking about the Satan because we did skip over those, so let's give him a quick. Uh, they're good. They're at the end. Are they at the very end? Oh, I remember. They're there. So they're, um, the, the main thing is they're characters, and they have eight wounds so they can hide. Like, right away, that's amazing. Yep. Uh, Nightbringer, uh, Strength 7, uh, T7, 8 wounds, 4 up, uh, invulnerable save. Um, uh, he knows uh, uh, one power of the Satan. They have a whole bunch of powers they can pick. Um, and his weapon, or his Gaze of Death, Assault, D6, AP4, D3 damage per hit, wounds on a 2. Brutal. Yep. Brutal. And then his uh, melee weapon, uh, AP4, wounds on a 2, unless it's a vehicle, D6 damage per hit, 4 attacks. Brutal. Yeah, uh, they're great. Ujium, uh, yes. on a So basically an 8 plus for uh, Magnus. He does 2D6 more wounds. And then this, the, the Deceiver is, is not nearly as powerful, but um, he can redeploy units. You can like bait somebody and then move them afterwards. Uh, and he uh, adds morale... Uh, he debuffs people's morale. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're good choices. Yep. Uh, and you've got uh, the Zangers. The Zangers are pretty cool. Uh, they have their Zanger Blades, which is minus one, one damage. Uh, you get an extra attack, so they have two attacks each. Um, they also have a five plus invo save, and they get to reroll failed hit rolls in the fight phase uh, when they're targeting a character. Uh, Prime Beef says, nice to pay. Thanks. Oh. I paid a lot of money for it. Oh. Uh, then you've got the Scarab Occult Terminators. Uh, they're solid. They're really good. Um, they get plus one to their save if the uh, weapon only has one damage, just like the normal Rubric Marines. Um, and then they get their Sorcerer. They can teleport. Uh, they have all their extra special weapons, heavy Warp Flamer and all that good stuff. Uh, get Smasher Gaming. <laughs> knobs and Mega Knobs are very, very different. Yes. Mega knobs are, in my experience, they're really good for soaking Overwatch and then going in and like leading the way for the other boys. Knobs are like just good. Like you can give them combi scorches. They each have a heavy flamer. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, knobs are. I mean, you can give them combi scorches to mega knobs too. They're both great. Yep. Then we've got a uh, typhus. Typhus is a don't, beast. Don't you laugh at me. Don't you fucking <laughs> the laugh. The comments at me. are legendary. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm hurting my feelings. Typhus is really good. His destroyer hive is a pistol with 2d6 shots, strength 4, minus 3 AP. Um, always hits on a 5, even in Overwatch. Uh, what else does he do? He does um, all sorts of stuff. Loopy has the right. Pick the models that you like. Pick a faction you like. Pick the models you like. Start from there. Eighth is a very forgiving addition. Uh, Calm, Corail. We already covered assassins, but they're baller as shit. They're yeah, really good. They're cheap. Typhus gives uh, Pox Walkers plus one strength and toughness. Yeah. It's really good. Typhus is a monster. Yep. Uh, the Lord of Contagion is really good as well. Uh, he is discussing resilience. He's just a beat stick. He's got his Plague, Plague Reaper, which he has four attacks. Uh, strength six, minus three AP, three damage, and you get to reroll wound rolls of one. Yeah, and then we've got other cool stuff. Pox Walkers are arguably one of the best troop choice available to Chaos. Yep. You'll see, Chaos, you'll see Cultists more. But if you want to play Nurgle, Poxwalkers are ridiculously good meat shield. Just because they're immune to morale. Like, they're just ridiculous. With or without Typhus, they're amazing. Uh, and then you have a Malignant Plank, Playcaster has more powers. Uh, Nurgle, Zinch, and Slanesh, um, they all give you um, uh, their own psychic powers. They're really good. 
Donnie Gagarkran, thank you so much for subscribing. Yep. Uh, and remember, guys, we're going to be doing all kinds of content all week. All We're super hyped to finally be able to talk about Eve. Uh, Rauchu Casa says, uh, what is your opinion on tank busters? They're really good. They're really, really good. Um, the only... The only problem is that they're so good is that your opponent is going to do everything he can to keep them away. Because each guy has, a, like, it's AP 2 or 3 rocket that does 3 damage. Um, you only use one grenade. In, uh, you don't use your grenades in melee now. That's a big nerf to them, uh, relatively. But they're still an excellent shooting unit. Because um, their weapon is assault, so they can move and shoot it at no penalty. But, you know, they're still hitting on the 5. Uh, I like uh, tank busters a lot. I find that I, I tend to use Ludas more, though, because of the range. Um, Typhus is great. Noxious Blightbringers are really, really cool. Four wounds apiece. Um, Five-inch move. Disgusting and resilient. Nurgle's good, man. If you do a mixed Nurgle army with mortal and uh, demon units, I think you're going to have a really, really effective army. Because with Nurgle, you can still take things like like habits and such. Um, yeah. Right? We're not being, I'm not being stupid, right? Huh? No, I don't think. We just take a Chaos army with the Nurgle keyword. Yeah. They yeah. take predators. Oh yeah, that's it. They have a list. That's right. Yep. So you just take predators. Um, so you, you can do a lot. You can do a lot with it. And the Nurgle demons are really good. Like plague, uh, plague Nurglings are ridiculous. Yes, Nurglings are monsters, dude. Yeah. Um, um, got a couple more units to photo photo blow drone. Why don't you guys ask us questions? Like we're just kind of reading. <laughs> Freddy's tired. We're getting. Oh, I'm tired. You're tired. I'm on point, son. Look at yeah, me. I never feel. All right, better. talk about Lucius the Eternal then. He's was shitty still. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He has a 5++. Plus plus. Um, uh, if he attacks a character, he gets two extra attacks. Yeah, he's all right. All right, excellent. Cool. Nah. Get out of here. Ask us questions. Moving on, on to demons. Do you guys have any chaos questions? Shoot us some chaos questions. This is good. We got to let's, let's spice it up, baby. <laughs> Bomb squigs. What do I think? Why is everybody a, still asking orc questions? Because orcs are awesome. Orcs were like three hours ago. Get out of here. Hand me that book. Bomb oh. squigs are fun. Flayed ones are ridiculous. Shambles, where have you been? We already talked about flay ones at length. They're amazing. Flayed ones are extremely good. Uh, all right, moving on to chaos demons. Oh my god, you got someone's asking about transports. Where have you? Hour six. We already. <laughs> Gosh. We, we spent an hour talking it. about transports. We're never gonna get done. You, you with gotta this. watch the whole thing. Gotta <laughs> start over. All right. Yeah, let's just start over from where we go. That'd be fun. Uh, let me see. Tank buses. This where is the you? last faction. Good. This is the last faction. <laughs> I'm getting a beer after this. I, feel like yeah, I, I get, earned it. I'll get some cheese. Some cheese? So it's all about just cheese. What are just you? Just a big tub of cheese. You're weird. <laughs> what is it? How does the movement phase work, Reese? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? That's a joke, right? <laughs> you move models, duh. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> How hungry are we? Uh, Pretty hungry. I've been eating since 7.30. This guy said he's eating an enchilada. You're a jerk. I don't even remember what bomb squigs do. The death they blow up. Oh, shit. Squig Bomb. That's what they put at the wrong name in the damn thing. Um, it's Assault 1. Strength 8 minus 2, D6 damage. It's garbage. Boom. It hits on a 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chaos Demons. Let's finish this bad boy up. So Demons get a 5 plus invo save. Extremely good. Yeah. Um, corn Demons. What do they get? Demon Princes are really good because they can hide. Uh, corn demon units when they charge or are charged or perform a heroic intervention. Basically, the first round of combat, they get plus one strength, plus one attacks. Um, demons of Zinch get plus one to their invo save, so they go to a four plus. 
Uh, Nurgle get disgusting resilience. They get a five plus feel no pain. And uh, Slanesh always strike first, even if they're charged. Really good. Um, yeah, the Quicksilver strike is ridiculous. Yep. And then they have psychic powers. Um, characters. Uh, Scarbrand is a beast. Scarbrand is awesome. So uh, all units, friend or foe within an inch of Scarbrand, don't have to take morale checks. So he buffs your opponent. Uh, but nobody can leave combat. <laughs> you can't fall back. It's ridiculous. It's like everybody stay here. It's like, like Scarbrand is game changing. It's yes. like Tau. Any shooting army hates him. But the thing is, you kill him before he gets anywhere near you because he's slow. Yeah. Well, yeah, he moves eight inches. Um, the, the, the Grot Bomb does not hit on a two plus. Were you guys saying that? I don't know. Uh, Bloodthirsters, uh, extremely good. They have yeah. a lot of attacks. They hit really hard. They're fast. In most cases, they're doing D6 damage. Um, what um, does Deaththirster do again? It's been so long since we played this guy, I forget. Which one is that? Uh, he has that the uh, Insensate Rage. He has the Super Axe. Uh, Just D6. Well, it's 2D6. Um, and then pick the highest. Oh, he's like the, he's he's like like the Avatar. He's like, he's like the Avatar, but better. Yeah, oh, with six attacks. Brutal. Um, they also give uh, corn demon units within six uh, immune to morale. Sweet. Uh, right, uh, herald of corn gives corn units, corn uh, uh, demon units plus one strength, as long as they're within six. Really good. Uh, blood letters are uh, really good troops. Blood letters, um, uh, they get plus one to hit rolls uh, if you have a unit of twenty or more. So the bomb squeak does hit on a two plus. Mm. I say he's good. <laughs> and then if you roll a one for uh, morale, if you have a demonic icon for blood letters, uh, you get D six slain models back, and you pass the morale check. Somebody's asking about points again. I think they're joking. Where have you been? I think they're joking. But okay. basically, blood letters, uh, one attack, and then they have all sorts of crazy bonuses. Then if you have a unit of like ten or more, twenty, they get plus one to hit. Yeah, their their blood letters are excellent. Yeah, so I think the corn demons and the slanesh demons are actually my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really, really good. good. But then with Zinch, you can run around doing smite spam. It's not like mega powerful, but you do uh, chip away at people. Yeah. Um, demons are, are really good. Like demon players now are going to be like, oh, my army's nerfed. That's because a, you don't get 2,000 free points. Yeah, it's definitely a big change. Um, Fate Weaver is definitely not as good as he used to be, uh, but you get an additional D3 command points, so that's pretty cool. Um, and he's actually not bad in close combat. He has um, five attacks. He uh, strength eight, minus three AP, D6 damage each. And if he kills a character, you get a chaos bomb. Pretty good. Crispy86, the talk screen is mediocre. Uh, CW Dub, which armies are you most hyped to play for, Reese and Frankie? Uh, Sisters and Dark Eldar. Uh, Tyranids, Orcs, Ash, Militarum for me. Um, did we play any of these armies against Primaris Marines? Yes, they're, they're fine. Mm -hmm. Primaris Marines are like... Vanilla. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I didn't think that they were really, what do you have? I, I don't have really anything no. intelligent to say. I thought they were like pretty good. Yeah. No, I don't. The, um, the flying guys were my favorite. Like, I thought that they yeah. were pretty damn good. They're good. They're really good. Uh, so then also, Fate Weaver uh, is smite is 36 inches opposed to 18. Lord of Changes smite is 30 inches opposed to 18. Uh, Zinch is uh, one of those spamming smite armies. Yes, they that, are that's what they do. Extremely good at it. Um, favorite and least favorite rule change. For me, uh, favorite rule change: uh, no more characters joining units, overlapping powers to create death stars. I hated that. Least favorite rule change: vehicles exploding or plasma guns exploding and killing you. I really don't like that. 
That is like the dumbest rule. Yeah, Abaddon's in his land raider, explodes, and he dies. You're like, you're like sick. Good, survived. Thirteen Black Crusades, the Horus Heresy, and he died because shrapnel hit him. He should have put his helmet on. <laughs> My favorite rules change? Uh, shoot, I don't know. I'd say going to Auras. I like Auras. Auras are fun. Yeah. Um, my least favorite would be probably exploding vehicles as well. Losing your character is really. It's not. It's fun. not fun. I don't like it. I don't like exploding vehicles in general because like, uh, vehicles explode and then they do mortal wounds to everybody around them. We had a game where Frankie blew up four. He blew up five of my six trucks. Yep. Each truck exploded. This is highly unlikely. And then it exploded. In, like, my army was dead before I even got to play. So then I think it's uh, important to touch, because you guys are all notice it. Uh, all heralds give plus one strength. Little weird, especially for Zinch units. Not really a big fan. Viper 666 vehicles don't get locked in close combat unless you surround them, and they can't move over you. Yep. Um, it, it doesn't happen that often. You usually just back away. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Heralds of Zinch on discs are extremely good for mortal wounds. Uh, Zinch armies are really good. They, they dish out, Zinch just dishes out a lot of yes. damage. Um, the Horrors cast Smite, but it's a less lesser version. Um, the Exalted Flamers are really good. They get Flamers. <laughs> Not bad. And then they also have pistols, so they can still shoot while they're in close combat. Strength 5, minus 2 AP. Not bad. With D6 shots. Um, Saranoth, no. I don't think there's too many ways to do mortal wounds. Uh, in the game, I think that I would almost be willing to take a little bit more, yeah. honestly. Mm -hmm. um, they're a really good equalizer uh, in the game. Yep. Uh, screamers are they're okay. Their Lamprey's Bite isn't as powerful as it used to be, but it's a plus two strength, minus three AP, uh, two damage. Um, Del Toro, what are the Necrons' role in the story? We actually have been asked not to talk about the fluff. Um, they don't want us to spoil it for anybody, so yep. we won't. So you guys have to read all the yeah. books. Just read it. The story is really good, though. They advance everything. It's fun. All right, Epidemus is back, baby. Bring back that tally. Uh, so every time, uh, what is it? Hey, Mr. You kill tally a, yeah. man, tally me bananas. Banana. <laughs> Add one to the tally every time you kill an enemy unit um, with a Nurgle demon unit. Uh, so once you get up to two, you reroll hit rolls of one for friendly Nurgle demon units. Uh, three, increase the move characteristic of demons uh, by one. Uh, four is increase their strength by one. Five is increase their toughness by one. Six is increase their attack characteristic by one. And seven is reroll uh, ones on their disgusting resilience. Um, somebody asked, can you, oh yeah, split, split's the limit you pay for the, you, play, you pay for the units that uh, spawn. Yeah, out. so pinks can still split, but you have to pay for the additional units yeah. that are coming out. Um, there's still really good combos with that. Uh, people yeah. are doing the blue horror split. It's extremely good. It's still good, good but it's yes. just, you just have to pay for it now, which is fair. Yeah. Right? So Nick Nanavati will have to take his Cocoa Puff Brimstone uh, Horrors and do something else with them. Go Boy <laughs> is up in here. What's that play up? But yeah, uh, Nurgle <laughs> is extremely is fly. Good. Thank you. Yes, it's not a toupee, by the way. <laughs> uh, Nurglings are one of the best units in the game. Nurglings are great. They get to infiltrate, uh, and then they can move and charge. So, yep, not bad. They're nine inches away. They move five and then charge you. And then the rest of your army marches forward and brings the death blow. Uh, Slanesh, extremely good, like we were talking about. They all get to strike first, which is huge. Um, their psychic powers are excellent. Um, yeah. I don't. Do you guys have any questions about demons? You're just reading them. This is boring. <laughs> like, ask us questions about the demons. <laughs> I know. Go boy. No, we can't. Unfortunately, we can't go to ATC this year. Uh, Jeff is has to go to Spain, and we have to get ready for the BAO. 
Uh, 200 strikes. They're good. I don't think we need this book anymore. They're good. I don't think people care. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention at the end there. Um, How does demon summoning work? You have to have points in reserve, and then you can summon them. Um, there, no, there's a specific mechanic for it. It's, yeah, it's, you have to roll above their power rating. Yeah, uh, that's on it. 2d6 yeah. or 3d6, I think. Uh, yeah, it's let's, 3d6. Well, let's check. 3d6. If you roll above their power rating, you get the unit. But then you have to have points set aside for it. You don't get free yep. stuff anymore. So there are some things that you can't summon, like uh, Scarbrand, because I think he's power rating like 19 or something. Yeah, unless you were able to get buffs. Uh, where is the damn summoning? Yeah, you, you, it's like a, it's a completely new mechanic. Demonic Ritual. Roll up to three dice. This is your summoning roll. You can summon one new unit with a Demonic Ritual ability to the battlefield that has a power rating equal to or less than the total result so long as it has the same Chaos God keyword you chose at the start. Um, this unit is then treated as reinforcements. Your army is placed anywhere on the battlefield that is within 12 inches of the summoner and within 9 inches of enemy models. Uh, people are asking who can summon. Uh, I think like anybody. Any of the psychers, I believe. I don't, I don't even know if you have to be a psyker. They changed it. Uh, Mighty Chaos, God uh, King. Chaos character. Yeah. Any Chaos character can summon. Uh, Mighty God King, Keeper of Secrets, uh, are, I don't know what that, and Plague, Papa Nurgle. They're both really good, yes. Um, Keeper of Secrets, let's have, we'll answer that. Oh, and then Trader Knights are amazing. We already talked about Knights, so. Um, let me see. Keeper of Secrets, 12-inch move. Uh, weapon skill two, ballistic skill three, strength six, T seven, twelve wounds, six attacks. The thing that makes it so gnarly is that like you get um, snapping claws, snapping claws that are strength six, AP two, D three damage a pop. It makes D three additional attacks with this weapon each time you make a wound roll of a six plus. Uh, it's rend four or AP four. Um, or then you do the the wits to the sword, and if you wound somebody, they get minus one to hit. It's the, the the keeper secrets is really good. Yeah, just it just does like <sighs> like up to nine attacks, just rocking people. Yep. Uh, Hunlo, I missed all the thousand sun stuff. Will you be posting all this stuff up at a later time? Uh, the this video will go, go up. up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we'll we should be doing articles and stuff like that as well. Uh, Soundwave um, JW is a Lord of Change worth taking. Uh, it's okay. If you're gonna take a smite spam list, yeah, and he's he's pretty good in close combat, so. Um, go, go boy, yeah. Your your detachments have to have all the same faction keyword. So you could do like you could have an you could have Abaddon as an HQ. You could have Bloodletters as a troop. You could have uh, Chaos Space Marines as another troop. You could have um, whatever uh, Predators, and then you could have another Demon unit. Um, yeah, you you can mix and match. Uh, can you summon, move, and assault? That's a good question. Um, when they summon in, they they can assault, but they can't move. Yep. Uh, blue cannery are blue scribes any good in eighth? Uh, they're really good in Age of Sigmar. I totally agree, they're good in Age of Sigmar. I don't remember how good they were in eighth. Blue scribes, well, blue scribes, let me see. Decent stats. What's their special rule? Uh, he automatically manifests one randomly selected psychic power from each discipline, each psychic phase, plus mm. any psychic powers that are siphoned from the enemy uh, psychic phase. So you randomly cast power automatically. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we played these guys so long ago, we were a little rusty on demons, sorry. Uh, are they bringing back previously removed units slash characters like Grandmaster, Mordrak, and Grey Knights? Uh, um, I only, don't know. To, to our knowledge, and we are not uh, experts, to our knowledge, they're only making rules for models that they have. Um, so there, there might be guys that get squatted, but we, we don't know. 
Uh, what are the combos for CSM? Um, okay, besides wartime and terminators, deep striking, rock, deep striking raptors are amazing. We talked about yes. Abaddon. Abaddon with Havocs, Predators, and Cultists is amazing. Havocs um, are excellent. Predators are excellent. Uh, I literally just said that. Yeah, I was just. You need to I listen to me. Reiterate. It's like you don't know me anymore. You know what? You, you should. <laughs> you need to listen to me more. Is this going to be the golden age of 40K? I, yes. I think so. Yes, it is. I think so. Because you're going to see some bullshit stuff. Let's just talk about that. You'll see some bullshit stuff right out the gates, like a void shield generator and like, I don't know, three knights or some dumb shit. Or three, 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 uh, three chaos knights and Magnus. You're gonna, and those lists are really fast. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. They play fast. The game's over in like 30 minutes. But it's not necessarily super fun. Um, that's something that you're going to see. Uh, Storm boys are amazing. Don't worry. They're so stupidly fast. It doesn't even matter. Orcs don't have any reserve stuff. Like very, very few. That's my only complaint about orcs. Um, are we going to see armies with a lot of characters to create little blobs of stuff? Uh, it, d- it depends on the army. Orcs and Necrons definitely play that way. Yep. Dark Eldar don't use barely any characters. Ash Militarum use like two, maybe three. Yeah. Um, some armies are character dependent, others are not. My Tyranids, I use one or two characters. I use maybe two. Like they don't need Tyranids don't need it. Um, but like yeah, like Orcs Necrons, you, you take like all the characters that you can. Uh, the Terminus Ultra is ridiculous. I don't need <laughs> it's like ten Las Cannons or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, hand me the book. That's good for a laugh. We'll go over that one. Moyana's done a full makeup tutorial in the back over here. Uh, but she's a stud for hanging in there. Yeah, let's talk about that. Cause I, oh, Shrike is great. I forgot. Shrike's really good. He's the, the cheapest chapter master. Pedro Cantor is a badass. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Uh, Heldrick is saying, how is Tau supposed to stay relevant without uh, effective assault or psychic powers? <laughs> because you shoot them shooting off the is table. really good. You don't like, and besides, like, uh, uh, Storm Surges have, D, have uh, not D, uh, Mortal Wound missiles. Those things are savage. Yeah, like destroyer missiles. Yeah, the, they will be able to hang just fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're, you're, trust me, your tower just fine. They they are. I think that they've changed the most though in the way that they play. Yeah. Uh, Udas, how are my Templars? Um, Black Templars. Felt like they were, unfortunately. Well, okay, Space Rangers are good. Uh, Black Templars like literally don't get any. Well, no, no, that's not true. They have the Emperor's Chump. They have uh, Hellbreak. They have Grimaldus. <laughs> they have their own special characters. They have their own buffs, but it's it's basically like it was in seventh, where they're like space marines plus like a few extra little things. I can't. Where is the stupid <laughs> terminal soldier? Uh, who cares? It is ridiculous. So uh, gets uh, smashing gaming, please. I'm done getting tabled on turn two because I'm orcs. Uh, well, oh, you're don't not worry about gonna it. get tabled on turn two. Don't worry about that. I'll start. Yeah, orcs putting, are super good. I'll put up some of my list that I've played that I've had really good uh, results with. And hopefully that helps. But uh, if you're an orc player, like rejoice. Like you are so much better than yeah. I've, I've I played. I think I probably played the most games in practice with orcs and nids, uh, honestly. And they're so flipping good. Yep. Um, you, you have so many ways to play, man. Uh, oh yeah, sky rays fire out mortal wounds too. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, Deltarada, fastest unit in the game. Uh, probably the solitaire. solitaire. Well, yeah. besides flyers. Besides vehicles, yeah. Yeah. Um, did we play with fortifications? I actually don't use them that frequently. Um, uh, they're good. The void shield generator is like, I think too good. Um, yeah. Can you talk about warp talents? We already did. Um, 
They're re- they're really good. Yeah, he's just he's asking about the wording of their lightning claw because it is a little different than other people's. Yeah, a lot of people are getting confused about that, huh? Yeah, because it says they take two lightning claws and they get an additional attack with this weapon. Oh, I yeah. see, I see. Yeah. That probably needs some clarification. Because lightning claws give you a bonus attack if you have two. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, it just says, oh, okay. it's over here. It yeah, says lightning yeah, yeah, claw, yeah. but they buy and two they lightning two. claws. Maybe that was the intent. I don't know. Uh, probably not. They probably weren't meant to have uh, that many attacks. Yep. Uh, sorry that you missed the Imperium part. Uh, that was at the very beginning. Uh, Custodes and Inquisition. They're both solid. They're good. Uh, custodes are really good in close combat. And each Custodes is like a character. Yes. They hit monsters. They hit like a Space Marine captain, like each. Just like in the fluff. Oh, my God. Quit asking us questions we already answered. Ah. All right. You, know, you guys have any more questions? Any new questions? Anything new. But uh, just kidding. Go, oh, not, nice. Going with Russ, Blood Claws and Grey Hunters, the, 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 the problem you will have is deciding which one to take because they're both excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, Weird Boy is so good. He's amazing. Thunderhammers are better than power fists. No. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no fire arcs on vehicles. They have a 360 degree fire uh, golden drag. Can oh. we talk about dark shrouds? Uh, oh, dark dark angels are freaking amazing. No, just dark shroud. That's all they want. Yeah, minus I think it's one. minus one to hit. I can't remember. Um, Fr- Frankie's tattoo says, I like um, short skirts on big boys. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, what does your toupee say? <laughs> I will make America great again. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank well you. said. Thank you. Well said. Uh, the game is 2,000 points match play. That's the standard. You can play whatever you want. Uh, Vespids are decent. Uh, no, Dark Shrouds don't suck, actually. Um, they're quite good. They're, just, they're not even in the book, so don't worry about it. Why is Typhus cheaper than Lord of Contagion? I don't know. That's a good question. We didn't write the points. Probably an oversight. Um, the Vengeance Battery. Yeah, some of the fortifications are seriously not appropriate for tournament play. Uh, put it that way. Dark well, Shroud. Your opponent must subtract one from any hits they make for shooting attacks at target friendly Dark Angels unit within six inches of this model. It's amazing. Boom. The Dark Shroud is ridiculously good. Yep. Um, the Demon Prince. The Demon Prince is really good because he's a character with eight wounds. That means he can hide behind models, and he hits really hard. He has good psychic powers. Uh, the Demon Prince is a solid choice. Yeah. Uh, what are command dice for? Get out of here. <laughs> um, we're not going over that again. Crude are amazing. You need. Uh, you need. Uh, bubble wrap. Uh, if you have a static army, you need bubble wrap, and that's where crude come in. Uh, there's lots of ways to buff them. They're, yep. they're a really good troop. Uh, Storm Ravens are okay. They, they have a lot of firepower. Um, they're just really expensive. And then Dread Knights are pretty good. Dread Knights are really good. Yeah. Yeah, Great Knights are solid, man. They're really good. Um, question up, do you need a balance between anti-infantry and anti-tank? Absolutely, yes. Um, because you're going to run into horde armies and you're going to run into, like, quadruple knight armies. And you need to be able to deal with it. Is this edition fun? This is the most fun I've ever had playing 40K. Yep. Um, straight up. Demolisher, unfortunately, sucks. The Vindicator Cannon is not good. Yep. Sorry. We, we Would you take Scarabases for bubble wrap uh, in a Necron army? Uh, not really. I'd take Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, Warriors are better. The Vindicator is, is uh, he's not terrible, but he's pretty close to it. 
Vindicator is not good, uh, unfortunately. Uh, sorry about that apocalypse before eight. We're just getting delirious. I know. We, 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 people are asking us questions we've answered like 10 times, Apocalypse. So yeah. uh, no hard feelings. We're, we're just tired. Command points are used for stratagems. Yep. Um, and then there's three stratagems in the book to start. Uh, T-Suns, are they more of a shooty army with oh, yeah. psychic boosts? Yes, they yeah. are a really good shooting army. Their, their melee is decent, but they shoot so well. Yeah. T-Suns aren't a close combat army. No. Uh, you know, Vindicators aesthetically look cool. So the Demolisher Cannon is the same thing. Uh, if you move, you get minus one to hit. So Lehman Russ is like, oh, no, no, they, they ignore it on the turret. Um, but like a Space Marine, you get D3 shots and hitting on a four. Yeah. So it's like you're averaging two shots. You're averaging one hit. It's just not good. A Predator has four LAS cannons. Its damage output is better all the time, longer range. Yep. Um, the Vindicator is not terrible. It's just not good. Uh, Lord Draconis, uh, grab cannon plus Guillemin equals great. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> yes, it does. A lot of things plus you know, Guillemin equals great. Guillemin is ridiculous. Uh, I think he's too good. Um, he's not like game breaking. I he's just like what you're going to see, in my opinion, is that Space Marines are going to be Ultramarines every time, and it's always going to be Guillemin, and it's going to get really dull. Yeah. Um, and when I say space means, I mean actual space means like wolves and blood angels and dark angels are really good. Mm -hmm. uh, but it'll be like white scars where everyone was playing white scars. It's going to be like that with ultramarines in my opinion. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but like sniper scouts with Gaiman, like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. It's so uh, good. Groving Grove uh, 001. Uh, what orc units do I use versus Tau? I've always had a rough time. Uh, you use a lot of missiles. Trucks are great. The jump um, with a unit of 30 boys. Yep. Um, uh, uh, Ludas are really good against Tau. Ludas are extremely good against Tau. Yeah. Um, it, orcs, like our, like I said, in our games in Orcs and Tau, like, I think the Orcs were up a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be the same for everybody. Frankie and I are both pretty good players, and we play each other a lot. Um, but like in the past, it would have been like 9-1 to one, Tau beating Orcs. You know, so like... The fact that orcs were like even like at a even ratio, I think, tells you a lot. Yeah, I, like it's really good. Uh, Cronus one hundred and one. I would take flayed ones every time. Flayed, flayed ones, ones so are good. monsters. Well, they come with their own delivery me mechanism. They yeah. deep strike and like Lich Guard hit way harder. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Like flayed ones are fuck, they're good. Flayed ones are so good. I mean, with the character buffs, you're hitting on twos, rerolling wounds, and you have five attacks. Yeah, I mean, Lich Guard are really oh, good. Like, you so can send bad. Lich Guard into, like, a knight and, like, kick. You can chop his wee wee off. But I think, in general terms, that the, the flayed ones are going to be the better choice. Yeah. Uh, someone was asking, what makes Nids good? There's so many things that make Nids good. I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. They have synergy. They have deployment options. They can do mortal wounds. They have morale control. They're fast. They have good shooting. They have good melee. The points are generally. There's a couple outliers, but generally speaking, the points are good. I, I think Nids are one of the best armies in the game. No, like, no question. Uh, John Campos is asking about points. Uh, like, We're not going to go too yeah. much into the points because we don't want to spill the beans too much. We've no. dropped we've dropped points here and there a little bit, but yeah. um, we we don't want to just like read off the points because um, that would probably GW probably wouldn't like us to do that. No. And <laughs> I, just, I don't think that's not the right thing to do. Like we're not yep. here to like. We're here to get you guys pumped up and get excited to buy stuff, hopefully, from us. Yep. Uh, Gray, Splinter, Witches. Witches are extremely good because they hold you in combat, allowing your yeah. Incubi to actually kill stuff. And, oh, is my hair <laughs> all puffed up now? Is that why everyone's laughing? Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, yeah, I ran out of uh, pomade. Uh, Mezc, how many Necron infantry do you think they need? Everything is so expensive. Uh, they're expensive because they're good. Yes, and they come back. So yeah. Warriors, really like Frankie was taking 60-plus warriors. Yep. 
the Thunder Hammer Storm Shield Terminators are still really good. I actually really like Lightning Claws. Um, how do drones hold up against Pathfinders? Frankie was using drones every time. Yep. Uh, Trueborn, would you think uh, two Void Raven bombers and a two kill list? No, no, that's really. I good. would just take. I would take one personally. I, I actually like the Ravagers the most. Yeah. Ravagers are just so good. Um, the Void Shield Generator is like broken. Shambles. Uh, how good will snipers be? Uh, we were kind of talking about it. It's. Eh, I don't it know. It depends on the snipers. It'll be okay. Uh, some snipers will be great at it. Some yeah. won't. And the some Vindicare. armies will be terrified of snipers and yeah. always won't. Vindicare is crazy good. Uh, Death marks are really good, and I think the Tal sniper drones are probably the best. Yep. Uh, Cronus one hundred one. You'd take yeah. I would take a twenty man unit of flayed ones, and then you just string them back, and then the characters. Yeah. Go. When you deep strike, you don't have to be in a clump. You can like you just have to maintain squad coherence to be nine inches away from the enemy. So uh, Dark Sedank says, what do Raven Guard get for command points? Everyone has the same command points at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Everyone has three to choose from for now. Uh, what does the Void Shield do? Oh, God. How are Blood Angels? You got... <laughs> Did you just turn in? Blood Angels are amazing. They kick the shit out of people in close combat. They're really good. Yeah. How good are Destroyers? We already talked to... Destroyers are excellent. Satans are pretty good. Um, cool. Um... Yeah. Okay, guys, we're, right, guys. we're dying. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we got most of your questions answered. If not, did uh, we seriously just stream for six hours? Yes, we did. Uh, go ahead and jump on uh, the comments. Uh, we have the blog post on the website. Go ahead and ask all the questions there. We'll try to answer as many as possible. And hope you guys enjoy it. And once again, if you guys want to purchase, uh, if you want to pre-order Eighth Edition, head on over to Frontline Gaming, and you can get it at a discount, free shipping over ninety-nine bucks. Uh, we'd really appreciate your guys' uh, patronage. For those of you who decided to subscribe today, that was awesome. Thank you yep. so much. Stay tuned. We're going to give you guys a ton, a ton of coverage. We're going to be sharing all the knowledge that we've got. We want you guys to get good at the game too. Uh, just not better than us because we want to beat you when you play. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you got, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say because you're going to find stuff that we missed. And I, I can't wait to see the exciting combos that you guys come up with. But um, please stay tuned. Please follow the channel. Consider subscribing. Uh, we really appreciate it. The money helps to pay for the internet and all the equipment. Mariana's makeup, which she just put on while she was doing the thing. Um, and uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. And uh, over on Frontline Gaming on the comment section of this blog post, if you want to let us know uh, what we missed, what you'd like to see, uh, if there's any like more focused stuff you'd like to get, please let us know. We'd be happy to do it. Same goes on the comments on our YouTube channel. Yep. Um, we'll really dig in and give you guys more info. Uh, we're not going to go into the fluff. We're not going to go into the points too much because it's too early. Uh, but we'll give you guys more tactics and trips, tips and that kind of thing. Yep. All right, guys. Bye.